The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for three ninety nine. Mix and match a four piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Minor Yours, hers is clean. This is clean? What are you talking about? That is, it was this color. I can tell. Uh, what do you mean? Look at this little triangle for breathing. Emily, are your bones fake too? Mine, no. Oh. I have an inverted nipple. Which one? I'm a lefty. Yeah, I'm a lefty. Is there anything to do to pop it out? Can you put filler in yeah, there? Yeah, you can no. suck on it real hard. Ew, no, 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 no. <laughs> do you no. volunteer as tribute? <laughs> no, yeah, of course. No. There's nothing to do for an inverted nipple. No, but I like the attention I get every time I go to the OBGYN to a new OBGYN because it's a it's a serious sign of some kind of sickness if you haven't been born with it, and they're always like. <gasps> And I'm like, don't worry, I've had it since I was a baby. Don't worry, I'm in the Guinness Book of By World Records. By the way, record. how do you know you've had it since you were a baby? Because I don't ever remember. Because she was doing all that porn. I know. <laughs> I don't ever remember a time I couldn't. Who's, I used to think you could. My sister told me if she looked in it, she could see my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's a peephole. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where your heart is, but okay. Um, when my mom once Christmas gave us those, like you know, those like fun little like get ready kits where you get like fashion tape and like like I don't know like. For young whores, yeah. Yeah, so there was... What? She, she gave us... Um, what, what is this? Caboodle? She gave us nipple covers, but I only got half a pack because I only need half a pack for nipple. Wait, how old were you when this happened? Mm, college. You're also gripping the wrong nipple. I'm no, starting to not no, believe you. No, this is the one that pops out, so this oh. is the one I'd have the nipple cover for, but I don't need one for this. Does it only pop out when you squeeze it? Like, no, one, of those, like one of those horns? It's like popping is it? <laughs> yeah. No, you know what I pop? One of those party horns? It's one of those party streamers, you blow it, and it's like... It's like whack-a-mole. You hit one, and the other one pops out. But so inverted nipples, what happens when they get hard? It literally goes further. They stab you on the, on the, on the no. inside. No. It goes further. What causes an inverted nipple? It looks like nipple? a butt, kind of. Fear. It gets real scared. Um, I'm not sure. You what haven't looked into it? this. Mm-mm. This is part of who I, how God made me. Are we allowed to drink these at work? <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're part of our job. Stop. Hold on, hold on. Stop pretending that you give a I do give a shit. Fooey. I do. Jen, we can really do whatever we want. What I think, because I it's... Bet, okay. We can do whatever we want. It's, let's, said, you guys need to, st- you can't do side conversations on a podcast. It sounds insane. <laughs> We're just trying to let, not but freak over but you. But it makes me have to cut it out later. <laughs> no, actually, it makes me have to cut okay, it out Okay, but then I have to cut more of it because you leave your sides in. <laughs> because they're funny. Your interruptions, you leave in. <laughs> So that I have to, oh. like, this you love Emily. Emily does the Please first donate time. to my Venmo. Uh, 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 Emily will cut out all my dumb shit, and then I listen to it to cut out all her dumb shit. <laughs> and eventually it's going to be nothing. <laughs> and eventually it'll... And then we send it to the guest, and their publicist is like, you need to cut all the guest lines out. <laughs> and then it's just me, like, what are we doing? And then it just bent in. I'm just like, what's going on? Um, uh, okay, so uh, it's three o'clock. I come Somewhere. to work, um, and this is your home. Yeah, I, <laughs> I come to work. Yes, I walk down the hallway. Yeah, and I open a, the a door. Work, she gets in a work in mode. my bra. Do I not look like I'm I'm in a workplace environment? And then Benton and Emily are fully drinking drinks with THC weed in them. In my defense, I was looking at the can to write out Tove's bio. Like I was seeing, like just to get the exact. Oh, you were what peer pressured into it. But then Benton opened mine, and I thought, why would you? You said open it. It's on camera. 
she'll cut it out. She gets to cut things out. That's why Emily always looks like such a like a well. Lucky angel. for you, I have a great relationship with Pat, and I'll get it right back. But why do you? Why do you guys think it's okay to drink weed at work? Because it's California. I don't think it's okay. But we have to talk let intelligently. No, let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> let me finish my sentence. You two have gotten out of it. Oh, sorry, my Lexapro. Okay, um, I know you. Benton <laughs> is now the happiest person on the planet. So crazy. It's it's really mom, mommy's scared for the shoe to drop. Benton went on Lexapro and he comes in and says hello to us. Literally a delight beyond all delights. Oh, you just can't win for losing around here. I just I'm now I'm so afraid the shoe is gonna drop. But what, are it's you gonna do, kill us? Do you know that yeah, you can well, mix? That'll be me. I think Lexapro with weed. It just makes you really tired. How does everyone think I'm the drug addict on this show? Um, I really well, roll the footage. I really won't. <laughs> <laughs> Not recently. Just in all, any footage. Just any February. footage. That's my personality. Me too. I really don't feel appropriate drinking it, and I do feel like we can. Ah, it's such a big deal. You I, made it. You don't need to. But I just can we not get stoned? <laughs> this show doesn't make any sense you've when we're also, sober. You've also told me that you like me better when I'm stoned and drunk. We had a guest on the show, a brilliant magician. Her name is Jen Kramer. She's on this show. We're gonna. You're gonna see right after this open. Well, look, I don't for I don't remember most of the interview, much less what you just mm -hmm. said. So I'm trying to just mm -hmm. be on theme. Mm -hmm. I I remember the first three hours of the interview, mm -hmm. the first two hours. Mm -hmm. The second three are a blur. They lasted for over five hours. So there was a margarita drink in the fridge in my garage mm -hmm. we're making mm -hmm. a june shine flavor that's a margarita flavor and because i'm a good entrepreneur mm -hmm. i was like i'm gonna sample other margarita drinks on the market so we make sure our june shine flavor which is called prickly pear margarita mm -hmm. is as delicious and crisp and frosh as it can be frosh and i <laughs> took a couple sips of it and i was like mm, this is too strong for me i mm -hmm. hope ours doesn't and i took a couple more and I kind of carried, you know how like when I drink, I kind of just carry around a pretty full drink. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, I just feel like, don't feel like dumping it out. So mm -hmm. I'll like pound it at the end because mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know where to right. empty it, you know? And, uh, and that is how every sure. alcoholic <laughs> rationalizes their addiction at Betty Ford. She rehab. just sits in the hall. <laughs> I do like, cause I kind of don't want to drink, whatever. I had one of those drinks, one of those weed drinks that you're pounding right now in the middle We're of the day. We're entrepreneurs. In the middle of the day. Not the same thing. Different thing. <laughs> Someone already made this drink. <laughs> Someone already made the drink you're drinking. <laughs> no, but you're not doing it to sample for your future weed drink. We're not, researching. Drink. We're We're not, not researching. researching. When I drink, I'm doing hey, hey, research. Hey. So, uh, <laughs> just I just want to preface this with a couple things. Um, one, everyone walked away having a really good time, except me. <laughs> it was so our, funny our guest Jen had a lovely time she was here with her fiance Dylan he was great she's a magician she could trick us into anything she could so, have been miserable how would we know as you were drinking you were getting more your filter was gone <laughs> in terms of telling her how you felt about her magic I don't like surprises that right. I know are coming right yeah. and that you Sorcery. can't and that you that, can't figure out it, that's it right. it's it's magic is is dazzling I wish I was the type of person that could just go ha ah, like and I'm like how do they do right. it 
I start to just um, call her a witch. Get scared. Be at the okay, okay, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't remember saying that. Right. But... Now, okay, but the other thing is now, but we wait. We didn't finish the margarita. But so I, mar- I got so drunk because the margarita was fifty six percent alcohol. In all fairness, because I was like, it was Uh-oh. crazy. I was like, this can't be good because I, I don't. I truly, when I say don't remember anything after what I don't remember saying goodbye to her. Mm-hmm. Normally, we take a picture I'll show, after. We'll yeah. show we you think it was a margarita mix. Like she's supposed to put pour it in with ice and then mix them. Dilute it. Still, yeah, but I think they should just drink the mix from the can. I just cosby myself. And when we checked it the next day, we were shocked. Because I was genuinely worried. I was like, there's something wrong. Maybe the magician roofied me. Ta-da! Yeah. That's a good trick, actually. That is a good trick. <laughs> to yes. go on a podcast. Yes, exactly. She was held hostage, so the joke's and on roofie her. And roofied the Yeah. <laughs> she brought her lovely boyfriend, what by the way. It? Yeah. These are the, the Jen Kramer. This is a magician that I reached out to because in my last special, yeah, we invited her here. <laughs> yeah. In my last special, I talked about how there were no female magicians. It was sort of a joke about how men can do uh, the sneaky things and it's amazing and women do it. And it's like, you know, uh, these Jose loyal, like I knew it, you know, every woman's a liar. Right. And I had a joke about it. There's no female magicians. It kills. Let's. I want to play it for everyone. It kills. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. So if you're a man and you lie, that's like a hireable skill. Okay. People don't like when women lie. They get very uncomfortable when women lie. That's my theory about why there's no female magicians. Never thought about that shit before. Because when men lie, we're like, whoa, magic. If there was a female magician, after every trick, everyone in the audience would be like, I fucking knew it. What I tell you, I told you, you cannot trust these bitches. Sneaky bitches. That's exactly what you did to her. After your margarita, yeah. you sat you just there going, lived your joke. You were the audience. Oh my god! But again, I, she had a great time. <laughs> it I, turns out women are the reason there's no female magicians. I am a sexist man. I am the person I hate. I mean, it is evident. It really is. You all, it, whenever someone has a really strong opinion about something or is really passionate about something, it means in some level they identify or something. It's like uh, men that are super homophobic. Yeah, gay. Totally. Yeah. Like you're overcompensating for yeah. something. So me being like, you guys don't like women doing magic. I'm just yeah. like admitting. You're I- just mad you can't do tricks. Yeah. Like, damn it. Okay. <laughs> but now I'm very similar when I get drunk. I ask the same question over and over. Yep. And I just really focus, like get like really like hone in on something. One thing, but you also have a delusional amount of courage mm-hmm. and believe you're invincible. Right. And I see you. You would like run up to a homeless person and like hit them in the face. Okay. Oh, oh you become abusive. Person. I don't know. We were in Austin. Everyone just dresses like they're homeless. So I couldn't tell if it was a hipster I was or a homeless to person. Kiss him. Yeah. <laughs> Emily will like go up to strangers and like like give them a purple nurple. I'm like, see, you are yeah, yeah, You do get very brave. I'm, I'm defend. I'm defending you here. Okay. I'm right. Saying, sorry. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so, you. Thank you. Um, I just want to play a couple <laughs> things. Speaking of my life being. Post. Right, 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 right. This was five and a half hours long. And I don't know if you remember, we did a podcast with Giannis and Mark that was like four hours long and mm-hmm. we marketed it as like the longest podcast yes. ever. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. this was longer. Wait, so, but what do you think? When did things start to turn? It derailed at hour three. So when I did you know? You know me really well. When were you well, like? We knew when you came back from the bathroom and started the entire interview over with the, with the beginning question. The same, no, yes, I <laughs> like knew. you literally started as if it just began. You were like, so right. tell me about how you got into magic. And I, she was like, yeah. She at one point she goes, 
I think I already answered this, Whitney, yeah. a few times. Uh, yeah, I didn't like the first And you were response. like, right, but what's right. the here's, truth? Here's, here's when I knew mommy <laughs> But that was, was your magician answer. Here's yeah. when I knew You're mommy like, was gone. pull back the curtain, wizard. Mommy was gone when <laughs> she would not let go of this New York Times quiz. So she, Jen mentioned in passing. That's when you thought she was gone? Uh, yeah. I thought it was way before that. <laughs> so Jen mentions at pretty early on in the interview that she and her, her fiancé did this... Um, New York Times quiz that like you ask each other questions and like it's like right. it's like a so, hundred questions where if you do it with another person the whole thing you cannot follow right. up yeah so you literally I think we proved you can not follow up almost asked every of the hundred questions uh-huh. and she was getting kind of like didn't really want to share about her relationship but you just would not and you were really hung up on like question go. 36 let's take a look I need to know what did you say? For what in your life do you feel the most grateful? Tell me. For what in my life do I feel what the most say? grateful? The people. The people in my life. I feel yeah. the most grateful. <laughs> Name three things you and your partner appear to have in yeah. common. We both have perfect both. skin. That's wow. sweet of you to say. But, I'm a failure. Uh, Sorry, they're really panicking about my hair. Is this better? Let's see. <laughs> I know how to give a good interview. She's Thank uncomfortable. Like this is perfect. Go back to working with Lauren Michaels. These new comments are going to be wild. I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make good content. What? How did you get a man to fall in love with you even though you're alpha? You had a love <laughs> You have a boyfriend. Why are you still single? Why are you not quiet? Because she hasn't. She hasn't got to leave. You? You're on the East Coast, down here for some time. I never see you. You're at Rehoboth Beach most of the She's time. She's still single because she doesn't get to leave the you. You're spending time with your mom, fighting with her married sister, watching you on the You're what? This is. What is your secret? Do you do kegels? What is it? Do you have magic vagina? Just tell me. You're like, as a woman, she's like, as a woman, I want to leave. <laughs> as a woman, I want to get in the car. What is it? Oh You're a very... She's going to stall herself and You're half. a famous, oh millionaire, and I'm not going to let people leave this podcast without knowing what to do. Sir, you can walk out of the room if you're... I think they get, this is a picture of what to do and not to do. They are getting... People, people, are, people are watching this and they're like on a date, like, okay, so okay. I need to do that. I have to, to spray my roots. Ma'am, oh, oh, that, that's how did you that's, get a man to fall in love with you? Wait, wait. You're the bread maker. Hang on, that's flammable and that's a candle. Can you just move it away? Get, <laughs> shut your whore mouth. We both just respect the things that were different. Vaginizing driving? <laughs> and he was <laughs> like, it's my mom. <laughs> I felt like there was no ostensible damage or trauma. And I don't think there is. There's there really, isn't. I, <laughs> yeah. But if I can't find it, I, right. I create it. I'm like a dog with a right. bone. I'm just like, what? The, why? Jen, how do you get up and, and, and perform in front you of You said you don't have any trauma? You'll, you'll leave here with some. Oh, well, you're well, going to leave did. here with some. Because it's like, I, I can't wrap my head around the well, fact she, that someone would perform for strangers without needing to get it tension from their dead dads. But she's also just like a consummate performer. She reminded yes. me of like a very successful, wonderful politician. She's such mm-hmm. a pro. She's a pro. So like she, she came was here to ans- deliver. She was answering these questions like perfectly reasonably and well, but you would not take I tried her to answers. trick a magician. What mm-hmm. kind of ego maniacal <laughs> psycho is like, I'm gonna 
margaritas. Mar- it's a margarita. Margaritaville. So, um, Margaritaville. speaking of my life, just editing. Margaritaville. Um, I know we need to make your and Pat's life easier, even though it's me that does it. Um, I would just like to play some of the things that I had to cut out of this episode for you. <laughs> I, but by the way, I have not seen it. The link was sent to me, and I, 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 they were like, oh, like two and a half hours in, that's when you should look. And my body language, I was lying. Oh, I was so angry. I was lying on one arm. Much like magic, you have to see it to believe it. So let's take a look. I have not seen this. First of all, okay. I'm wearing a shirt with dragons on it. I already look like a cocaine dealer from Cuba. This is already bad. I already look like every Johnny Depp character in the 90s. This is where we started. Look at her face. This is where we started accosting me and Benton for being single. Yeah, you throw a book at me at one point. So, a book about witches, though, so I liked it. Oh, my God, my vintage sorcery book? Where is that? Oh. I'd like to apologize. Mm, well, just listen to the rest it's of okay. it. It's okay. Christmas is coming up. Shit. Just leave. Yes, just, just get up. 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 Just you're alone. Also, you have dental floss stuck to your elbow. <laughs> like, when were you flossing your teeth? <laughs> and then us going, she has a boyfriend. This is worse than I thought it was going to be. Even you guys telling me how bad it was, this is even worse than I thought. Well, because we liked it. This isn't even, we were like, woo. This isn't even the end yet. <laughs> Get out of here, you sad, lonely <laughs> You sad, lonely airhead. That was not me. Sad, lonely airhead. You sad, lonely airhead. Sad, lonely airhead. Look at me. Look at me, shocked. Hold on. Look at me looking at Emily. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm like, Emily, you are the smartest person I know. Which okay. is why you are given the, the, the responsibility of running this entire operation. Which went which well. Which is great. Went okay, really great. well. Which is just... <laughs> yeah, congratulations on that. Thank you. I am an airhead. I, I mean, am a lonely airhead. That is such a funny bird. I don't know I who, don't... where that came from because I have not called someone... Someone in... called you that at some point, I can I... tell. And she was like, I'm saving it. I've never called someone an airhead. Like, that's such a weird burn. Like, it's being like, you piss ant. Like, airhead. Oh, that's a good one, too. No, but I just mean, like, bimbo airhead dits. I would, like, <laughs> dits. I call myself a dit sometimes, but airhead. We're only two minutes into a 17-minute string This out. is bad. Whoa. Are you going to get married? What's the deal? <laughs> just saying, hold on. Are you saying, are I you going to get yes. married? Now, you're I also, very focused on her relationship, which is confusing because it was supposed to be about magic. But but you also, are, she's been trying to do a card trick this entire time. <laughs> for two hours. And you keep going, no. And But I just want to point out that in this entire clip so far, Jen hasn't said a word. She's just like, ah. I am more mortified and by the way the fact that emily if you're not watching this i'm sorry you should uh no bias at all here emily's like walking in front of the camera half the time she's holding a nerf gun it's in the camp like this is harrowing to watch this well, is like the blair witch project of emotional you abuse. know things are bad if i'm gonna stand up in the middle of an interview and be like we are done Please go home, Jim, please. We are so sorry. You don't know. There's a fire. There's a fire. (laughs) She called me a cockroach and then started spraying me with hairspray. Wait, what do you mean? Why did I call you a cockroach? uh, I don't know. You said it before you started spraying that stuff. Because she was in the way, like, in your business. I was annoying you. 
Okay, here's the thing. I normally believe when someone drinks, it just brings out the more truth. of who they already are. Oh, I don't believe in that. This is a person I don't know. No, like, I, don't, I don't call people. Co- like, I haven't thought about cockroaches. I mean, I saw on Instagram someone had one in their shoe. Like, Weeks, but like it's this the, whatever's on the top of my mind on this margarita is very deep in the hippocampus. You like, can tell that I've started my Lexapro because look how happy I am the whole time. I've I'm reg- just like I've regressed to like a like a like a teenage boy like you cockroach. It's the shirt. It's that shirt you have on. So, Maybe okay, it's your Dungeons okay. and Dragons shirt. You were so, playing a character. So she. So sorry, Whitney I'll is, stop interrupting. Whit- no, no, Whitney. My interruptions. Whitney is currently spraying um, me and anyone with dry shampoo. in her area with dry shampoo. Do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Is that a I would not fuck with that person. If I met that person, if I met me on that margarita mixed with THC drink like at a bar. You've met us. I know we were like, this is fight us. wild. It escalates. Okay. Oh, this isn't. Oh God. How do you know? Oh, Do you fake God. orgasms? Just tell me. <laughs> Get out of here. You don't know. I know. Bro, okay. throwing I'm things. throwing a lot of things. At okay. Me. Got it. <laughs> She's 36 years old and hasn't even frozen her eggs. Goodbye. <laughs> What's the plan? The right guy will find you, even if he's German and a robot. This is about uh, so her I'm just boyfriend. calling her boyfriend a robot. Right. Well, because he's a robotics engineer. Also German. And he's not German. He's gonna love you. What? What? Why do you want me to be alone forever? I'm trying to learn. You're crazy. Oh my god. Your lover's in this room. Is he? Is he? What? Let's do something. Some way we're gonna put this together. Jen, I swear in Vegas that we didn't think it would be like this. Okay, so I wear Tana. I'm showing us your. Oh yeah. Am I taking my pants? Because all of a sudden you were like, you just wanted to start a me undies ad. You were like, we're just gonna start now, and she was like. Look at her face. Called me undies. What do you wear? And you don't even feel it, Emily. Ta-da. Mm. What? Here's what I will say. I my eyes aren't. Cl- I look weirdly alert. Like I'm. Yeah, weird. that's why we were confused. But I know, when I say I don't reckon, like I don't remember any of this, but I'm now not slow. It's like I'm weirdly alert. I do collapse, and, and what I'm saying is crazy, but I'm saying it with a, like a weird clarity. You have confidence. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really rough. This is rough. You were, it's really, it's so funny. It's, it's you, yeah. You were just, here's what you were, here's what you were trying to say. You were trying to say, this is a woman who is an alpha female. She's dominating her field. She's mm-hmm. dominating a male-dominated yes. field. Yes. So you're trying to glean from her, get granular, about how are you in a relationship when you're the alpha. And And she did not agree. And is it hard (laughs) for you to be in a male-dominated field? Like, you're you're top of the top. And that was all you were trying to do. You were trying to show our listeners that you can be number one, you can be females, you can be an alpha, you can be in an alpha position, whatever, and still find, like, a happy... And not mess up the power. Yeah, yeah. This, this as the sober person right now, uh, uh, trying to talk to two people that are high as hell. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not high at all. Kidding. Um, I, I yes, I can. I now that I'm me right now. If she was here, my main question would be, what is it like being? Yes, right. an alpha and, and, and you did yeah. ask that 37 times. Um, if she was and, here right now, the main question would be, do you need therapy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To go into the new century. Yeah. No, well, I'm relatable, yeah, and people I, admire me. You're gonna die. Thank you, thank you all for having me. Oh, so I'm, try, I'm literally saying goodbye to her. I'm wrapping her up, and you're still talking. 
I am my mother. Oh my no, god. you're not. Yes, Stop. I am. Wait, Nina, oh wait. my god. No. Well, no. When you see, this is wild because if like to see, have you ever seen a video of yourself that you don't remember yes, doing any yes, of it? Yes, and it's been horrible. So maybe we shouldn't do this. No, no, no. no it's fine. It's fine. But if you're it's not just... having fun, I would just like to be, make it very clear that everyone was having fun. And if you're not <laughs> having fun with this, then we shouldn't. I'm you know. having fun all over again. I deserve this. No, okay, you no, don't. It's just so weird to. Ha I'm usually really. My memory is just very good at, to see yourself doing something you do not remember. Doing. Should, it's surreal. You should see me drunk. I'm like screaming, I and have. crying, and drunk. I have yeah. that video. No, I this love is, it. This is not it's bad. It's the best. Emily, she's two drinks in. The heels are off. She's holding but them. But this is not bad at all. Can you make them disappear? <laughs> They're sabotaging me. Can you make them disappear about me invented? <laughs> and we're like, we're trying. <laughs> but you know what it is? It's not, it's just the relentless energy it's not even what i'm saying it's just the like i'm just getting started energy right. and, oh and you and were this was five hours that's in. what i'm saying this like, was 11 o'clock at night mm -hmm. like what well, i don't that, have this much i've never had this much energy i insane. know you need to okay. get those margaritas on tour I know. baby maybe if i could just not call people airheads and cockroaches this could be like a <laughs> life hack this well, yeah, the throwing things we can get that energy on i just like i'm like uh, this here's the thing: the tenacity this person has, I would like to I have. I want merch that says "airheads and cockroaches." Good for you. <laughs> You're gonna be alone forever. Alone forever. Good for you. By the way, I, I, I salute anyone who's gonna be alone forever. I'd be jealous. I hope I'm alone forever. Okay, well, well after this. <laughs> I have a vision, and I believe that women that have paved a way in a male-dominated field have a very specific skill, and I would like to know what yours is. But she doesn't oh. agree you. with you. She Thank does you. not feel I, that she's way. Brain you cannot make male her magicians your brain hypnotized You have patriarchy head. <laughs> I what happened? Patriarchy head. <laughs> Aurora Borealis head as patriarchy head. <laughs> I was like, she doesn't agree, and Jen's like... I know I I'm silencing women. I'm like no 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 you don't mean that you're a liar. She did the one thing the whole time. I know she yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> what am I drinking? Nothing. It's empty. It's empty. What am I drinking? It's been empty. It's, it was it's, water. You had I'm at the beginning. Obviously drinking more things. I see a June shine on the table. I see what's that to the left. It looks like I've mixed a couple things. Okay, okay, it's starting to make more sense. It's starting to make more sense. Hand. <laughs> hand. I'm just saying, okay, so everybody listening, there was a big fight about pocket hands. Faith, watch Let's it. just ask you one question. Is there, are there any comedians that have uh, a, some kind of uh, uh, superficially developed pocket in their hands? You asking questions like this when you're drunk? Is there any, any comedians? And you know what it action. is? I'm trying to squeeze out a coherent thought. Like you see me <laughs> yeah. like Look at your face right now though. It's physically difficult, obviously, but I just said, are there any comedians? Yes, so yes, I make yes. I'm Are there any comedians that put nickels in their hands? <laughs> <laughs> any of them put nickels in their hands. Then we were trying to get Pat to turn off the camera. And he wouldn't but do he's a, it! He's yeah. a traitor.
Pat, women are being silenced. (laughs) I am trying to promote a female in a male-dominated field. No, you're not. You're bullying her. M-A-G-A-Q-U-E. Please, please go watch this this magical. Thank you. Look, Jen, they're starving. Oh, no. Here's your phone. Thank you so much. And I think if you listen to the podcast, you're going to see that women are better at magic than men. Do I put your jacket around your head like you're a bird and I'm putting a blanket (laughs) over the cage? And then Emily goes, if it's dark, she'll go to bed. (laughs) She says in just a minute. Play it again. (laughs) Hold on. My arm's being crossed so petulant. Oh, yeah. You're pissed to be there. So petulant. What is it about when when people get really drunk, they get obsessed with like justice and being wronged? It's like a very defensive, like, yeah. I'm gonna finish my point. Yeah. Like, no one takes me seriously. Like, it's a weird mm, self true. self-righteousness where you think everyone's bullying you, but you're being the bully. <laughs> I mean, that is a type but of drunk dedica- that we saw. The dedication with which you're still talking about the same thing, answering, asking questions. She's packed up, she's standing, yeah. she's walking. Also, out. the fact that Every question has been answered, and you just don't like the answer. No, no, no. This is this is the, you just being like, but I want a different this answer. This woman we are watching, to which I do not relate, I do not recognize, um, uh, is truly feels as if she's been wronged. Mm-hmm. She, I was worried I was gonna. I was worried I was gonna get in trouble. Like yeah, we, we were. were like, I was like Benton. We I, were like, I, are we gonna like get in trouble? Super, like who puts a jacket over their boss's head to make them stop talking? Well, yeah, and then I was like, I made her leave. I made the I made the guests leave. Like, get, I mean, leave. I I look. I truly believe in that moment that I'm a correct person. Mm-hmm. What is that? I, we need to do, have another neuroscientist on to, to show them this video. Let's go. What is happening mm-hmm. to this person's brain right. where they can't? Where everything is being conflated? The emotional dyslexia. Of every time someone's doing something kind, I'm like, you're a liar. But I will yeah. say, you are having a great time. And I, yeah. I'm, I don't remember any of this. I feel like I'm actually bummed because I didn't get to enjoy any of it because I don't remember it. We're like, enjoying it now. Oh, well, yeah, here we go. Now Whitney has the cards. She's laying them out like a deck, and she say, keeps saying, go fish. <laughs> go. Go, Emily. What did, you, what did I get? Three of clubs. Now what else do I have? Three. I have... Five of hearts. You got it wrong. Nope. No. She has blue eyes. You have blue eyes. She was right. You're wrong. This is why. You're here. (laughs) And she's there. (laughs) So the guest is leaving as I'm drunkenly. Yes. Trying to figure out her trick. With Jen the is leaving. We're carrying all of her stuff out for her, and you are. You're just asking if the back of the cards have markings on them. Counting cards. I need to know. Why did you pick up the cards? Pat, do you know? Go fish. What do you have? What do I have now? I think we do. Oh, it's seven of clubs. No, five. Also, not how you play go fish. That's correct. Also, the satisfaction on this woman's face again, who I do not know and I have never met, and we will never meet again. I'm like, Pat, what's my card? Like, I'm so satisfied with myself. I know, she's like... There's a level of unrelenting confidence that I've never had in my sober life. I actually admire this person. I want to figure out how to get back to this place. Well, we I was know. like, guess the card. You're going to love this. You're welcome. Everything is like, you're Also, welcome. you're holding two cards. Like, it's just a 50-50 chance. What, no two cards? self-awareness. And you're holding one card facing him. <laughs> <laughs> Asking him to guess and it. And then went, no. <laughs> no. 
I have hearts and diamonds. What's that? Five of diamonds. Okay, so she's gifted. She's psychic in a weird way. Do you need these? You need these hearts? No, stop it. What are these? What am I holding, Benton? A five of hearts and a five of diamonds. Everyone up. What am I looking at? What am I looking at? You're looking at two cards out of the deck. That are what? A three and a seven. No, a five and a five. Wait, you know what? Magic is real. Okay, so she just came up to put her hand on your shoulder and just say goodbye because <laughs> she's trying to leave. Please say goodbye to Jen. She's trying to hug you. She's trying to hug you. Oh, oh, it's good. It's good. I just I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, can we reenact th this? Is <laughs> I'm so sorry. As if you're going to kill this. This slow turn to. <laughs> By the way, that was the not sor sorriest apology I've ever seen anyone give. Because you were saying it sarcastic, like, oh, I'm sorry you're leaving. Oh, it I'm, wasn't so like, I'm so sorry. It wasn't like, I'm so sorry about this train wreck. It was, oh, I'm sorry. You suffered a B. That was going to be the title of this podcast. I'm <laughs> no. so sorry. <sighs> not done. I'm not done. Is there other marks on the other side of the I thought she was gonna tell me all the secrets about magic and she's still in the room. Okay, so <laughs> I'm hold on, hold on. Okay, I am now fully just saying things you're supposed to say inside your head mm -hmm. out loud. And you're sitting You're alone. just telling us how you thought the interview was gonna go. While she's still here. No, she wasn't. Now I'm frustrated. I'm stressed out. You guys are just fine. I'm sorry. You guys are just fine with her leaving. Oh my god. I can't. I don't know if I can watch the rest of this. Hold on. said, now I'm just frustrated. It's not knowing how she did any of these tricks. You're cool with it? You're cool with it? You're fine with it? You're fine with this haunted woman leaving? Did you hear me and Emily go, we're fine with starting over. We'll do it a try a different day. Oh my god! No! The no! The tricks? You're calling your guest a haunted. She's haunted! I'm sorry! She's haunted! She's your guest! She's younger than me, which means I'm allowed to say things like okay, that. Are you supposed to have a therapy session right now? But hold on, Anthony! Are there... Wait, are did, th did Grace forget something? Are there, are there like, marked cards? There aren't any. Okay. Do you watch movies? Okay, no, we did that. Remember, we did that one. Do you have someone? You'd already asked that. Do you have some? Wait, am I be Emily? Yes. Do you have someone to be? Everyone does. Yes, everyone does. Where? Where do you? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Godspeed. Okay, I don't have to be on Reddit. I'm You're just saying. At your home. Okay, You're I mean, about to be in a loony bin. does it feel like home? I'm just saying. Does it feel You're like home? This room. <laughs> do you sleep at night okay? Are you going to have a wedding? Just, you know, these are, she's now asking. Jen's fiance these questions. So she'll be like, are these cards marked? Do you like movies? What, what do you, what do you, I don't understand anything that's happening. Are you scared to sleep at night? You're not Do you take anything? I'm just curious. But is there anything that I can learn to trick someone? Manners. Let's try that. Are these clubs? What does it mean? What's your birthday? June 20. Did you hear me go, Pat, turn the camera off? He goes, I can't. You guys are going to ask for this footage. <laughs> <laughs> so true. No, truer words have never been spoken. 
25th. What? What? Oh my gosh! And what? You have two and five. Astrological. Worked your magic. <gasps> yeah! Yeah! All right. He's a magician. Stop! Why are you trying to sabotage this? I'm She's just literally holding her purse. Look out! To go where? She's to go where? To go where? They might be hungry or something. Or, okay, or but the problem is, if you're a woman that love. has had bad things happen to them, you have leverage. So let me. Everyone use in this room has now had something bad happen. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what? Which is what? So we just need, like, I'm just saying, do you play go fish? One, two, three, four. I declare thumb war. Let's go. I'm just saying, do you go? No, what just saying. I'm fascinated by her long. psychology. But she has not. She doesn't want to answer it. She's you have the, the most function. famous magician in the world right here, right now, and you're gonna like usher her out. That's sick. Her. That was very nice. <laughs> now you begin to defend your journalistic integrity. <laughs> yeah, that's you're now a journalist. Sick. By the way, that's sick. Let's just say. <laughs> What's your favorite animal? Oh my god! Uh huh. See? That's a, no one knew that. About it. See? No one heard the answer. See? I mean, we do have dog yeah, fever. Dog? What's your dog's name? Well, we don't. We don't have a dog, but we have dog fever. Dog and fever. Okay. Psychotic. Okay. <laughs> we don't have a dog. Everyone's wondering that. What's what if you got a dog? None of us have dogs. What breed we get? Yeah, it's psychotic. What would it be? If you got a dog, what breed? Did you hear that part of it? Did you have when he goes, <laughs> yeah, none of you have dogs in here. It's psychotic. And I go, well, we can't take care of dogs and you. And then you just hear Emily laughing hysterically for the rest of the clip. <laughs> I mean, we'd love to rescue dogs. Rescue, they want to rescue a dog. A dog that loves to. Dylan loves a dog that enjoys like cat. 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 A dog that enjoys cat. So, but by the way, what is your name again? <laughs> You're talking to Dylan. No, 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 Dylan. No, no, I want to hold on, hold on. Let me just get Dylan in here for, for one second. Emily, turn the camera Emily, you get our Brian and you start swiping. Dylan, Dylan, come here right now. D Y D Y L A N. Come here right now. I liked him when I talked. Can we stop this for one second? You want to get on that train? Uh, <laughs> okay, Dylan. No, 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 no. Do you mind? Stop respecting oh your female. Oh, get over here. Get no kind of want to what? Get in a fight with a magician? No, Smart. So, what do you know that I don't about computers? Oh, oh, oh my God! His body language. Oh, this right here. This, this is, He's wearing a backpack. Wait, come sit. You can okay. sit right now. So what is, okay, this is what people want to know. What is toner? <laughs> what is toner? I mean, it's Why is it I mean, so expensive? Really... Why is toner like $80? So they can make more money? Okay, so it's a scam. The scam. I knew that about toner. Yeah, it's a Okay, scam. so are robots going to replace us? Yeah, it's a should be a big concern for a lot of people, I think. Mm -hmm. Especially because almost all the important jobs that people identify with right now can be replaced <laughs> by robots, like driving cars and delivering things. Sure, sure, sure. So, are there sure, many sure, sure. Amazon drones? Yeah, they'll be driving things. And think of how many people identify with the job that they do. And when that's displaced, we'll have a lot of upset people. What's so. your actual job description? Uh, data, uh, data scientist. Data scientist. <laughs> Benton just yells out. Hostage. <laughs> it is at this point. How did you know when Jen, like, how did you know that Jen was the one? Forget the fact that she's in here in, in white jeans with no pockets. Well, we went, the first date we went on, the person we ordered food from completely forgot about us. And instead of getting like all angry or mm -hmm. anything like that, we went to another place. Sure. And it went smooth. <laughs> and I kept waiting to see if like, maybe she. 
with her look the fester, mm-hmm. but it didn't. And then I was like, oh, we can evolve together. You know, like we can start in one place, and I don't know where the future will go, but I have confidence that we'll just be able to solve it without letting things go. Like, she, she was yeah, polite with wait staff. Like, well, wait, more like, than that, wait, but also wait, 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 You're trying to put it on a hairbrush. <laughs> you're trying to put your drink down on a hairbrush. Also, this is how, when he's talking, you're going. <laughs> I'm also like, like every time he answers, like, mm-hmm, sure. Sure, 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 sure. Mm-hmm. I have a different question. Finish I'm, this one up. I Wrap love it up. that I'm active listening with oh, him. So I'm, active. I think by this time I maybe know I'm dr- I'm drunk or something's going wrong because I'm, I'm trying to hydrate with something not alcoholic, but I am, does this end up falling and breaking this lemonade? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. don't worry. Even afterwards, want to be like, can you believe how blah, blah, blah that was mm-hmm. or something? Like she actually for forgot about sure about it like just moved on and i was like oh we can move on like she can move on from something she doesn't hold on to resentment she doesn't need to be a victim yeah you can like sew it up and then it just heals sew it up and heals okay dark um what is your exact profession it's statistics statistical analysis um (laughs) i just asked the same question within 45 seconds. So what's your... His face. It, it's statistics. He, he gives you a different answer. <laughs> He's like, I think she wants something. He, He's so polite. I love him. He knows how to manage me. You don't see that as a red flag at all. Well, it could be, yeah, I guess. I don't know. You asked him if his job was a red flag. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how the numbers turn out. Uh-huh. What happens to other people when you say when you say when you say I'm dating a magician? What do your guy friends say when you're like, well, oh, my a, girlfriend is a famous magician? Oh, they think it's cool. I mean, it's cool. It's like really fun to say like, oh, like now we're going to you know Hollywood and Jen's gonna be on Whitney's podcast. Sure. And then it's cool. I mean, I think what she does that being passionate about it just makes me more curious about how and I like the magic engineers that she talked about that like build all the stuff like I found them to be really fascinating does it ever struggle with your trust of her can I have my my own chair or I'm sorry no (laughs) oh okay no I don't know no you're gonna he's like can I have my own chair no 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 (laughs) sit in this chair okay gotcha sorry no 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 worries (laughs) 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 sorry Mm-mm. I'm You're so cheating. sorry. You're cheating? She said sit in this chair. I'm sorry. <laughs> cheating? Oh, friend. You're cheating. Okay. You're going to have to sit here. Okay. Where are you All from? Right. Hold on, Emily. <gasps> Easy. Where are you from? Uh, Croatia? No, I mean, yeah, probably, I mean, He went, you said you're cheating on my friend. He went, I am not. <laughs> Oh, by the way, where you are said you? you're going to sit in this chair as the punishment. By the way, where are you from? Croatia? Oh, so we'd asked him where Is he, would... he from Croatia? No, he's from Salt Lake City, and we've asked him that so many times. That's why Emily yells, Salt Lake yell, City. And I yell from the background, Salt Lake City. I mean, I grew up in Salt Lake and Park City, but yeah, my family, my great grandma came from Sweden. Sure. Sweden and okay. But okay. yeah. He's trying to like give you an in with Croatia. He's like, no, but uh, my grandmother came. Uh, Sweden. But it worked too. He knows exactly how to manage me because I went, okay, Sweden, okay. I know. Nothing is funny than can I have my own chair? No. You're cheating on my friend and you're just sitting in this chair. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Well, I meant like you're sitting next I to me. I just like, can't imagine like that being the punishment is you will sit by me. I, I always grew up in America. Sure, 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 sure. 
Right. Do you Person, want more yeah. than one wife? Is there any pressure on that? No, just one would be good. Because I feel like dating a magician is the perfect way to have three wives in one. Oh, yeah, if that was your goal, I guess it would be a good route, but sure. mine. No, I'm really happy. Just. Can you, the whitest man in the world, and you're worst like worst person at the bar, worst person at the last call. Wait till you try to help him plan his. Engagement. This poor man had to tell you. No, Wait, I've always lived in America. How long does this? It's go only on? one more minute, but it, it's great because you were. Trying. This is painful. This is starting to. But be this poor. He's he's going. No, I've always lived in America. Like, look at him. Yeah, he has. One would be fine. I mean, I, don't, I haven't even proposed yet, so. What if she becomes like the most famous magician? Because I want the proposal to be great, you know. What are you gonna do? I want to see fairly appropriate other magicians to figure something out, you know. Because don't you think like I can't just. What are you gonna do? Well, it's gotta be. She's big. not listening. Hold know, on. I'm, by the way, I'm very drunk. Okay, that's what you gonna do. What are you gonna do? Like, I just think it's sweet. You're trying to help him plan the proposal. And Whitney, or er, Emily is literally the core. I mean, Emily is pissed by this point. Emily is like, if we don't get these people out of this room. <laughs> okay, this is. Ba I mean, this is like. Me and Emily and Pat are just arguing in the background. We're like, turn the lights off. Turn the lights okay, off. And I'm gonna oh, consult with other people to figure out something big, but I don't have it all. But maybe some can I help? It's a dangerous situation. Okay. By the way, <laughs> after <laughs> this, can I help? <laughs> can I be in, a part of the most important moment in your life? Just based on what you've seen here today, can I be your maid of honor? <laughs> if you listen closely in the background, I'm just going, I'm going to get you out of this dangerous situation. <laughs> You said that to who? Jen? Jen, you hear us in the background? What dangerous? She goes, is this becoming a dangerous situation? <laughs> she hangs out with other magicians. This is the safest she's ever been. We're having a very interesting conversation. Yeah, but anyways, but I don't know yet. But I know it's going to be big. I'm going to blow on involved? Yeah, it's got to go. I got to pull every string I've got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agree. <laughs> Concur. Right. No okay. pressure. No, okay, okay. No, no pressure. What's your birthday? Oh, no! 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 Okay. All right, Emily. Emily is a, a you know what? Here. Emily's a cock block. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get right. This was your move. Have you, have you ever, like, just okay. he's walking away, you're still asking questions. Any amazing journalist ever, like, right about to get the scoop and then the producer ruins it? In my shirt. Nice to meet you. Yeah, they stole. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. Oh, no, she stole it. She stole it. First of all, uh, what great journalist is about to get the scoop? And the question was, what's your birthday? <laughs> And then whenever he told her, this is all you did. <laughs> Before we left at the top of the stairs, you just kept repeating over and over, I'm doing journalism. <gasps> I'm doing a journalism. A journal. And we were like, okay, you we guys, think it was I really fun. journalism. And you were like, I'm getting the journalism. <laughs> I'm I... getting what the people want to hear. This is new journalism. <laughs> I'm doing birthday? the new journalism. Podcasting <laughs> is journal. And we were like, okay. Asking questions that are easily Googled. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you also kept going between your girlfriend is, or your fiance is the most famous magician in the world. And then to when she's the most famous magician in the world, you were, the woman, she was like, well, there are lots of other magicians. You're like, no, <laughs> no, no self-awareness. <laughs> it is, it is just very spooky to see yourself with 
absolutely no self-awareness and with no like if I see myself on an old interview sometimes I'll I'll like be, even if I don't remember what was said I'll guess what I I'm like oh yeah right, that's right. what I, you know what I mean I know my brain enough like to see that is like makes me very well, this is so funny because scared of myself you out of everyone in the room you thought that you were the most together and that you were right this you is, were like you were like you're haunted you're but it's like you're the <laughs> only we're all like Okay, and you're like you in your head. You're like I truly have everything together, and I'm about to help everyone. That's exactly what that 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 is the mentality of someone that is in charge and right, but also needs can, so much help. How can someone that is so wrong not understand how wrong they're coming off? It's like it shuts off your frontal lobe or something. A hundred percent. Well. This has been our final episode of the Good For You program. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we had a good run. We're starting a new podcast called, Oh, I'm sorry. I, no, I'm so I, sorry. No, I am so sorry. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're starting a new podcast called Go Fish. A monster. Cockroaches. We're calling it cockroaches. We would, which a lonely airhead. We yeah. <laughs> over I don't know why all you freaks don't have dogs like, we do we have three no, no I said do you have a dog and she said well we have dog fever dog fever psycho. psychotic no you went psychotic yeah <laughs> Like, but by the way, like, where did the the chipper? Like, I'm oddly chipper. Yeah, but you, you asked me her fiance, aren't you scared to go to sleep? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, what don't do you, you ever get nervous? I said, what do you take to sleep? No, earlier in the night you were asking if he was scared to sleep. Yeah, because she's a liar. You're like, are you scared <laughs> that she's gonna do something? Because she's, you know, magic. But the first, uh, the, but yeah. the uh, the beginning is lucid. Enough. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you still look a little confused throughout the beginning. Like too, what, like Whitney, lucid for Whitney. Yeah, but yeah. literally, when you come back, you'll be like, "So your ve- your residency in Vegas? How did you get it?" And she's like, "Well, I put an internship," and you're just like, <laughs> uh, "Can you explain to people just listening what you're doing?" With your uh, face? I'm just um, imagine someone who is distraught, disheveled, <laughs> and upset, and has something in their eye, making a and face. Yeah, oh, and really it's also hard. just rubbing it's under their not, eyes. It's not rolling your eyes. No. It's- it's, pretending like it's your listening but also you don't understand what's going on but also mm-hmm. you know when someone like like it's like clearing your eyes to be like I must have heard that wrong because mm-hmm. that's not the answer I want right. yeah you were like right. I know she said something different I'm like that must that that can't be what you just said because that's not what I wanted you to say in my head uh huh and okay so you said that you're you, tr- you tried what you did was you worked hard you know what it is it's like so you worked hard it was like how dare you not have trauma oh that's exactly what that's it was, was the whole I mean that, that could be that yeah. should be the name of the show how dare you not have trauma and how'd you get a boyfriend how dare you be this happy mm-hmm. this beautiful right this successful successful this well adjusted mm-hmm. no, and she's literally giving you step by step she's like well I started a program well I called around to casinos and you were like okay okay but wh- how did what really but happen who touched you yeah truly can we just get to the heart of the matter there do you think on some level I I like sabotaged in a way to try to get a side of her out or something? I yeah, you that, definitely wanted yes. to carry on to the theme of when you come on this show you're gonna have a you're gonna get to Here's you. the problem. You were digging to the heart of the matter of that, which is what's your damage, right? That was your, what is it? What is it? There's no the way the problem is there was she there didn't isn't. have it but I she think had that a happy childhood and then that parents, was so confusing sisters, to you <laughs> she like started the magic university at, she started it and you were like but why didn't a man start it <laughs> she, she was like <laughs> but here's what I'll say you know what it is it's it's seeing someone my dream is that everybody is this happy and healthy but I think you said my, that 
it might just be so threatening to me that someone's life is great and right. they and they've nailed it so hard mm-hmm. that I'm like but in order for me to be able to sleep at night knowing you're this happy right. and talented and successful I need to know something bad yeah. happened so I'm like well shit I do think whenever <clears throat> Someone get has a lot. I go, yeah, but her dad died in a plane crash. So right, and it, was you, going, it was you going. It was you going. I've worked for all these tools to give out to our listeners. Yeah, and now you just didn't need the tools. Yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. understand what to tell <laughs> right, our listeners. Right, right, right. If someone's having a good day or their life is going well, I assume they're lying. How dark <laughs> is that? That is yeah, dark. That's dark. That's, dark. <laughs> that's pretty dark. Like to be able to just take someone at face value, and you know what it is. I feel like I've worked so hard to be in a place where I'm balanced and healthy and yes I know on the show we exaggerate I'm yeah, crazy yeah. and silly whatever but I really do have my shit together in a lot of ways and I'm very happy but I I looked at her and I kind of was just like okay this is messing up the bell curve yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was doing great <laughs> right and now that I've met you I right. realize I have so much more work <laughs> yeah, to you're do like, Damn yeah. it. and I don't have the time like right. I need to be done right. I, can't, I, don't, I don't have any more time and I meet you and I just I need you to have some brokenness so I don't have to work harder yeah and, so that I have your personality yeah on top of all that she tricked you like three times <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, the four tricks tricked. she got in there. And, I mean, she was so excited and showing the camera, and you were going, Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> she had this amazingly cute wrap-up joke, basically, that she did two and a half hours in. That we just <laughs> gave us a picture right. of ourselves. She gave us a picture. She, like, threw cards up in the air that were all of our old guests. Like, yeah. She did this. I do remember and calling then she Miranda Cosgrove. I remember calling Miranda Cosgrove. That was before and, the and break. That's, that's in the show. Look, I want... To be her, I right. want everything she has. Who becomes a magician? Who becomes a success? Who lives off all odds? There's she's the person that goes. No one's ever done this before. I'm gonna be the first to do it. Right. I want to go to Yale. No one gets into Yale. I got into Yale. Yep. I want to be a magician. Yep. I'm gonna no. start the Yale Magic Society yeah. that still oh. goes on till today. Oh, yeah. something that I want doesn't exist. I'll uh-huh. just start it. Yeah. Like, but that's not what makes her the most. Imp- it's not even her job that makes her impressive. It's the fact that she has this big career, but then also has. Every facet of like a healthy real life mm-hmm. that I feel like everybody else is like trying to balance. She has like a great relationship. She goes out. She goes to dinners. She hung out with us and had like no qualms about the time or what time to be there. But here's what I'll say: I rationalize a lot of things in my life that aren't going well by going like, "Well, my career's going well." So, mm-hmm. Like not everything can go well. Right, right, like, your, your Yeah, that's very relatable. Your relationship mm-hmm. takes a hit. One if you're, thing, yeah. Or if your relationship's <laughs> going really well, like your career's going to take pony. a hit. Right, right, right. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I agree. Or I agree. like I have. This, I've never had it simultaneous. I have a story in my head mm-hmm. that if. If, if one thing's going really well, that something else has to suffer for it. Mm-hmm. You can't have everything. And it's always uh, it's always you, right? It's always like the person. So my brain is like, oh, you're killing it professionally. You're so successful. So what's wrong here? Right, right, right. right. Do you With I mean? the boyfriend, Like, yeah. wh- what's the catch? Like, what right. have you had to sacrifice to mm-hmm. have this big... Lo- and it's just like, my brain is like, okay, my rationale for going like, oh, of course my relationship's gonna be suffering because like I'm working so hard at work right now and that's just how it is. It's like, now I have no excuses. And in my head, I think I was like trying to like find a... um, uh, You were trying to pull some out of the hat and she said, there's no bunny in the hat, bitch. There's no bunny in this hat, BB. Because I needed for my self-esteem for her to have some kind of damage, Mm -hmm. flaw, or pain. Yeah, pain. I couldn't, I was just like... I know, we should have just stabbed her. Well, now she has nightmares, uh, <laughs> night terrors, night- with a, a woman in a tiger <laughs> She woke shirt. up when he was in the corner, like, oh. and neon. <laughs> Asking question 36. So, what kind of trauma did you and your boyfriend go through? We did your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've broken up. 
Well, yeah, I mean, look, they should get married. If you can survive that, you're meant to be together. I feel like I made their marriage stronger. Well, they're not married yet. We all <laughs> Which we t- but here's what I'll say. To be fair, Jen Kramer, look how far you've gotten with no adversity. Wow. Imagine if you got a little for three hours <laughs> right. with a crazy drunk. I love that we're like, right. imagine if life was harder. How what cool that tomorrow, would be. Tomorrow, like she gets like nine more. Resi- you know how you know we're I mean? all working towards equality and equalness? What if I made it harder? <laughs> if she gets a huge brand deal this week when the show comes out with Magic Spoon. Oh. No, she'll get a brand deal with like a, some kind of, um, uh, she needs like a nerve medication or an anxiety medication. <laughs> they'll, be like, they'll be like, we saw what you went through. Pretend it's this. But I'm like, you know that you have to have some kind of problem in order to get a brand deal. Like in order to get a migraine medication, you have to have migraines. Like give me something. I'm trying to help you. IBS, anything, acid reflux, something. Well, she's now against bullying. She's like, I'm starting a new platform. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting a platform to stop bullying. <laughs> she just goes podcast to podcast talking about this trauma. Oh, gosh. Well, I have a lot of thinking to do. I have a lot of reflecting to do. I have a little bit of crying to do. Enjoy Jen Kramer. Jen and- Kramer has a residency in Las Vegas right now. Jen Kramer <laughs> Magic is her Instagram. She is uh, a dazzling, uh, wonderful person. I- I'm very annoyed that I don't get to be her friend. Um, but I'm honored to have met her and please enjoy this interview. Um, you sad, lonely airheads. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you later, cockroaches. Bye. Let's give people context of how we met, how we know each other. Are we friends? Jen Kramer. Of course. Yes. Yes. So I had a joke in my last special that was one of those jokes that that when you think of it, you're like, (gasps) like, it's like being hit by lightning. And I I call friends of mine because I'm like, wait, has someone done this? Like, it's so such a good observation that I worry someone must have already done it. And for some reason, nobody had. And it was such an interesting joke. And I, you know, it's so interesting because I had so many people send me that clip. And I love it. I mean, it made me laugh. Well, because it think was. At the heart of jokes, there is a kernel of something that really resonates with people. And that's what makes the joke a great joke. Yes, the idea of like yeah. when a man does magic and, you know, hides the dove, we're like, oh, like magic. magic. Ooh, I'm dazzled. But when a, and I think the joke was when a woman, were to do a magic trick, everyone would just go like, I knew it. I knew it. What did I tell you? She's. What did I tell you? They're sneaky. They're tricky. So is that why there's no female magicians? And I was like, I'm sure there are female magicians out there. But when I told it, it was like, it cracked so hard because everyone was like, oh my God, that's true. And I think it's hard to even ascertain that that's happening because male magicians are so feminine. Do you know what I mean? There's such a femininity to being a male magician, at least like sort of what I've seen. Because you're like, duh. You're like, abracadabra. Like you're doing jazz hands the entire time because there's sort of the magicians that I sort of know of are very theatrical and dramatic and Chris Angel is wearing eye makeup and there's something kind of, I guess, feminine about being that, um, you know, uh, uh, making that drama. So I don't know. I just, I have so many questions. You said all my my ex-boyfriends disappeared with other men. They're so feminine. (laughs) They went poof and they were dating another man. Abracadabra and off they go. Well, it's true. I mean, magic historically has been such a male dominated field, but I will say now it's exciting to see that more and more women are getting involved in magic as magicians. And for example, if there was a magic group that I was a part of back when I was a kid growing up in magic, I joined the group aged maybe 11 or 12. And, and where is this? In New York. So I grew up in New York. So this is the uh, 
Society of Young Magicians Assembly Number 69. Okay. So it was all, I mean, until I aged out of the group at age 18, it was consistently for all those years, it was me and 15 to 20 boys Mm -hmm. sitting around a table. Mm -hmm. Because again, historically, magic has been that male-dominated field. But having kept in touch with the group, now there are several young girls who are part of the group. And I think Mm -hmm. that is indicative of the direction that the magic world is heading as a whole, which is awesome. And to sort of piggyback on what you were saying about the idea of tricking, the idea of fooling, to me, it's like magic is all about connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Do I want to fool because it enhances the experience? Yeah. Sure, I want to amaze you. But ultimately, it's about just experiencing that wonder, which, mm-hmm. you know, again, might sound corny, but it's true. Like just right. going back to kind of the way that your five-year-old self might view the world and right. seeing things through a different lens and being able to really just genuinely connect with people through this experience of something that's out of the ordinary, out of your day-to-day. So, for example, you know, I can show you a little something. Okay. Oh, my Let's God. A little, little okay, something. so I don't know if you guys know this about me. I'm obsessed with Jen. I have been dazzled. I've been wowed. Uh, I've been hoodwinked, all of it. I, as someone that is... Uh, a recovering control freak. I do get a little recovering. F- fra- <laughs> yes, I'm having a, a, a tequila in Crystal Light. Um, <laughs> delicious, by yeah, the way. So good. Yeah. And so, um, so as a reg- magic frustrates me a little bit because I, it makes me feel dumb that I can't figure it out. I know the whole point is to surrender and go back to being a kid and having, you know, uh, sort of open eyes and open heart. But I never was a kid. I realized, like, I ne- I always had to sort of know what was going on I never got to just be the kid that was like enjoying the party or something I was terrified of clowns um but now you are the party and the clown if you saw my makeup today I look like the joker but I think for me it's hard to let my brain just acquiesce and just go on the ride and so I'm going how does she do it how does she do it like I, I have to turn off that analytical part of my brain well, I feel like you'd be a great magician because you want to kind of get behind how the magic works and how, I mean again you could you could be the I, I mean, but, but, but the secret keeping part they'd be like well I know that's a good <laughs> <laughs> yeah if I have to keep they'd a secret like, blood in, blood out, bitch. instantly fired but but I, I think in a lot of ways comedy is, is very similar in a lot of ways but very different in other ways because I think I see magicians the way a lot of people see comedians when they mm. look at comedians like I could never do that that's so brave that's so risky I'm like I know this is gonna work I know mm. you know how to the, the crowd gets to heckle and every show's different but if I'm gonna say I need to guess a number I I'm going to get the same thing similarly every time when I do crowd work. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm just, right, you, right. I feel like you're just on a tightrope and you just jump <laughs> off a cliff every night and that terrifies me. And yet magicians have that respect for comedians because magicians, and this has come up at magic conventions or when magicians get together, they're like, a comedian? Oh yeah, oh, it's a real thing. It's a thing for sure. <sighs> and oh, we should we should dive into that later. I know some magicians sorry, that also do comedy and magic. I do feel like there's a similar right. childhood and a similar Absolutely. Positive addiction, but there I'm are a curious. Lot of similarities, and I think what magicians mm. really respect about comedians doing stand-up mm-hmm. is that it's just you and a microphone. You know, magicians, we grow up with our decks of cards and our props and our magic kits yeah. and our things, <laughs> and we think like, okay, we'll practice this thing and we'll show it. And of course, it's similar in that you like rehearse your your jokes and your routines and mm-hmm. you share them with an audience, but it's just you out there and a microphone. You don't have any props. You don't have any sort of addition. I mean, you might have props if you're a yeah, pop comic, yeah, but yeah, yeah. there's something about just the ability to go out there and entertain that yeah. magicians just really respect. Okay. So. Well, it's true. You said it. She said it's it. True. She said it. It's true. We're heroes. So now back to the magic. Let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it. So we have a 
deck of cards, all different, of course. Okay. Yes, we'll show Ben. Sorry, can I just really quick, just uh, as we do, <gasps> when do. did you start doing this? When, I'm just, I think this all, this context I think is important. If I was listening, I'd yeah. want to know more about you. I want to know yeah. more about, so the, the mo- people ask me all the time, when did you know you were a comedian? When did you, I still, I still don't have an answer for it. 20 years later, I'm embarrassed that I don't because I, I truly am not totally sure. How do you know because it takes, you have to start so early. This is like golf or something, right? <laughs> Or being a gymnast. Like, you have to start very early. Uh, I did start when I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. But it is never too late. So, Whitney, I'm still well, rooting for you. How it's does this easy, magic, It was probably uh, easy for you because the first time you put a hat on a rabbit fell out of it and you were like, well, now I, <laughs> That's it. I have to. That's my story. Benton got it. <laughs> but, wh- but, wh- but how? How are you like, I'm going to put time and energy yeah. into this instead of theater and or sports? So, my 10th birthday, my Uncle Steve gave me a book. It was called The Royal Road to Card Magic. And it was an old school book. And I know before we started recording, Whitney was showing me some of her bookshelf, which is lovely. And I am obsessed with books. I've loved books since I was a kid and reading. And so this book was from 1948, The Royal Road to Card Magic. I was hooked on magic. From the moment I got that book as a 10th birthday present, I made an effort to just anywhere and everywhere I could perform, starting from my little sister's birthday party when I was like 11. Mm -hmm. I got paid in pizza, and I was thrilled with that arrangement, by the way. And I prefer to my cousin's sweet 16, you know, just little things as I got started. And then I started doing corporate events and private parties and performing, just just getting that kind of flight time, as Lance Burton would say, just sure. getting that time in front of real people in the real world. But but how, who did you look to? There was no one to look to. Like, was there like, oh, I'm going to watch a David Copperfield document. Like, who did you look sure. to in terms of this being a viable business? There was no proof that this was a viable business. Well, David Copperfield was, I remember his television specials when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking that he really brought a certain theatricality to yes. what he did. Yes. And he loved Broadway and he loved incorporating mm. that theater into yeah. magic and the emotion and the storytelling. Yeah. Because really at the core of it, it's storytelling. And I think yeah. comedy, the same thing. It's like at the core of what we do as magicians, as comedians, as performers, we share stories, we connect. And so David Copperfield is such a master at that. And I remember looking up to, I mean, David Copperfield, Penn and Teller. I'm just trying to think as an audience member, just just how the, the odds of doing this professionally were zero when you started. Well, when I was 10 years old, I just knew that I loved magic. I okay. just knew that I was what about a kid it? who was sitting in my room. Well, I think <laughs> when I was 10, I think it's changed through the years. Honestly, I think when you're a 10 year old, uh-huh. part of it is part of it is the excitement of learning the trick and sharing it and connecting. But I also think when you're 10 years old, being able to show something to your parents, to the adults in your world, to the grown-ups who seem to know everything, sure, and being able to see them go, wow, how did you do that? And there's something that even the grown-ups didn't know. Like, I think when you're a kid, there's sort of an interesting power dynamic there of like, whoa, I just did something that the grown-ups don't even know, and they know everything in the whole wide world. So I think there's something intriguing about that when you first get started as a kid. But as I grew as a magician, my motivation for doing magic absolutely changed. And it became far less about the secret and about the trick and about the fooling and more about the The money. Let's share. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No, no, no. It's about just, I mean, like we were saying, just like the connecting, just having fun. Just, you know, I want people to walk out of my show just with a smile, thinking like, look, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot to stress people out. Yeah. I want to just give people kind of a, an opportunity to just relax and just smile and laugh and have a good time and walk out feeling like do you have siblings see the world in a great way uh i have two younger sisters interesting because i feel like magic is such a solitary endeavor you're practicing you're i mean 
I feel like yes, we're we're not, you're not going to reveal tricks. I'm really curious who is enforcing this, all these rules because you guys follow them really tight. No one ever slips. It's it's magician's oath. Yeah. Magician's oath. The oh, oath yeah. is strong, and For so sure. so that that I'm curious, like who enforce all that, but. Um, it's just, it is a very solitary kind of life as someone that chose a solitary life, as someone chose on Friday and Saturday nights when everyone else is partying, I chose to be the person who is at work. Right. You know? And same with me. You know, I perform on weekend evenings. Same yeah. Thing. Absolutely. Or you're the and person at the party who's, I come in and I have a, I have a trade for you. I'm not just hanging out and enjoying myself. I'm mm -hmm. the entertainment. Like what, where does that come from? Do you feel like you were trying to get attention from your parents or you felt like you had it and then you just wanted to relate to them on a more mature level? Well, I am fortunate in that my parents have been super supportive of my decision to become a magician, which, as you can expect, is not the most conventional Which decision. makes me think they're nuts. And That's <laughs> crazy. That is trauma. That, that was, well, so, your parents supporting that dream already means this was a dysfunctional situation. Well, they're wonderful. I, I'm fortunate in that they, um, while they're not performers themselves, they're in the talent management business. So I think Interesting. they always taught me, look, do something that you love to do. Do something that you genuinely, really, truly love to do uh -huh. because if you do you'll work hard at it and because you're working hard at it you'll succeed at it and they always kind of drilled that into me it's like follow unless you're you a really female magician about. that's the only <laughs> talent managers of all people should know that so what who do they manage or what kind of to act so they mostly work with uh TV, TV newscasters, anchors. Fascinating. And uh, and they've been you know so incredibly again, helpful and supportive. And uh, I'm I'm really fortunate for that. Were you in this is this is an unconventional career path, particularly going you know going from college and saying this is what I really want to pursue full time. Yeah. So that's something I really. Did you go to college with? I know you were at Yale in a magic club. Were you? Yeah. You're like I'm going to Yale, but I know I'm going to be a magician. So. I always loved magic. I always knew that it was something that I was really, really interested in pursuing full time. And I think for me, the college years were really about figuring out how do I take this thing that I love so much and turn it into a practical reality? Yeah. How do I work out all the details of what it's like to actually be a professional magician? How do I support myself? You know, My parents were always super clear. They're incredibly supportive. They're emotionally supportive, but it was always a clear understanding on both of our part. And I wanted this too. I'm like, I wanna be, independent financially. I want to be able to make a real career out of this and take it seriously. So I remember when I was in college, I really started thinking about that in a serious way. And that's when I took an internship in Las Vegas to learn more about what the Vegas showbiz world oh, was cool. like. Oh, cool. Because I knew Vegas was kind of the mecca of magic. I knew Vegas is the place where you know, there are more magicians per square foot than anywhere in Las Vegas. So I was intrigued by the idea of moving to Vegas. Sure. But before that point, I hadn't really spent any serious time in Vegas. I had spent a couple days here or there. What, did, what was convention. the internship? Was it for a show? So it was for a show, for Nathan Burton's Illusion Show. I was 18 at the time. It was right after my first year. Are interns allowed to know what year. the tricks are? Like, did you, like, did you, were you let in on how things were done? I mean, I would say magicians sometimes feel comfortable sharing with other magicians because there's sort of an understanding amongst magicians that, hey, we all love this. We're in it together. We're going to kind of share. Does anyone ever violate it? Is there anyone like you're like, oh, well, you know, Gary Blue Eyes in Seattle always tells me like, isn't there some squeaky wheel? How is there no squeaky wheel? Look, occasionally people do, but ultimately at the end of the day, for me, it's like, okay, if somebody is seriously interested in learning magic, that's one thing. Then it's like, nurture them, support them, help mm -hmm. them, you know, succeed as a magician. But if somebody just wants to know the secret, 
honestly, it's more fun sometimes not to know. Mm-hmm. It's more fun to experience For sure. the wonder, to just enjoy. I mean, let me let me show you a quick. Okay, thing. I'm I just obsessed y'all... with this. Like how it makes no sense that you're have a residency in Vegas except by hook and crook you just made this happen for yourself oh, thank with you. no one to look to and I have more questions thank Uh-oh. you thank you well let's Uh-oh. definitely we'll definitely dive into it first I'll show you it's very important of course that we have the full deck of cards okay. all different I'm already sweating okay. and Whitney I don't want you to think that I am influencing you in any way that is really really important so no, hard kombucha ahead, is influencing me put your me. finger on any single card and again think about it carefully don't let me push any particular card your way like really truly what is, what's going on with want. my inner monologue that I'm going is she trying to distract me is she doing so why am <laughs> I why can't I just enjoy it why can't I just it's enjoy it it's all good this? it's all good all the cards you just go ahead and touch anyone you want oh my truly. god touch one don't let me influence you, anyone. This one right here, mm-hmm. is that your final answer? I just, yeah, I just picked a middle one. You felt one. good about it, go yeah. for it. Take a look, Pull it don't out. show it to me or anybody else, it's your secret. Okay. Okay. Okay, now it's important that you remember this card, okay? Put it somewhere where we can't There's get just to it. no way you, know, like I know you're gonna know this and I know Did you this, hit the instruction? No, I just, I already have little, like my nipples the are getting hard. Well, what? Oh. put it somewhere where nobody can see it, like in your pocket, oh. in your purse, whatever <laughs> you, you want. Naked somewhere. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> put it somewhere no funny. one will see it. So this is a deck of cards, but without playing cards printed. Instead, I actually printed the names. I wrote the names of different podcast guests that you have had on oh, the wow. show. So I mean, everybody from Lindsey Sterling, Olivia Munn, Tim Dillon, Lex Friedman, Bill Burr, Tony Hawk. I mean, all different. Oh my and gosh. Fact, I mean, we'll show everybody. Every single one is different. Dak Shepard, David Spade. I want you to go ahead, take a look and verify for everybody, for all the good for you viewers at home, verify that they are really all different. Make sure like we have a whole bunch of different Okay. Okay. Yes, these are all different. Oh my gosh, this is actually going to make me emotional. I have no idea how we survived all of these, but okay. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Chelsea Lynn hurled up. Yes. All these are different. Right. So these are all podcast guests that you've had on. Wow. We have famous people on this show. Let's make this extra fun. So go ahead, pick up the deck of cards. Okay. Let me touch it. All right. And I want you to go ahead, split it about half and half, about half in one hand, half in the other. Okay. Okay. Oh, good job, good job. Right, thank you. Half in your right hand, half in your left hand. Okay. Okay. I'm going to count to three. On three, I want you to throw away one of those packets. That means literally just throw it in the air. Now, those are the ones we will not use. No offense to those particular Sorry, people. They're wonderful people. <laughs> um, but we're going to continue with the ones you're holding in your hand, just to be totally clear about it. So, I'll count to three. You just throw away half. Throw Completely one. free choice. Anyone you want. Okay? Just it's dramatically, cinematically in the air. Yeah. And we're going to randomly end up with some podcast guests, but I want to make sure it is truly deeply random. Because if I were to ask you to just name some, maybe I could predict it, right? Maybe I might think, well, you're na- you'll name somebody who was just recently on the mm-hmm. show. I want it to be completely random. So, okay. one, two, three. Either packet, throw one away. We won't use them. Just in the air. In the air. Make Go a big it. mess. Just make a big mess. <laughs> that was a, just a horrible... Oh we're so proud of you. I know. That was... I I feel like I'm really good at throwing things in a rage, and I just panicked. And I, well, I was, didn't seem mad. You were uh, having a good time. Yeah, I was trying to do it celebratorily, but it didn't. That was a good celebratory toss. It I didn't like really. It. We'll slow mode and post. We'll it's make that better. Wonderful post. celebratory toss. There. Okay. Same thing. Split it in half. Again. Again. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I want to make it really oh. random. Truly. Okay. Okay. I'm throw this in the air. On three, throw away the ones you don't want. We'll continue with the ones you are holding in your hands. So okay. One, two, three. Throw, throw away the half. Throw away half. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I 
thought it would be just, different. I thought it would be different. I just gave all my rescue dog paper cuts. Okay. <laughs> now, Whitney, I want you to go ahead. This is important. Go ahead and touch again anyone and make sure it is a free choice that I'm not influencing in any way. This top one, mm-hmm. final answer. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want you to take a look at this person because this is the person who's going to read your There's mind. No... Whoever you choose will read your mind. They're okay? going to read your mind. So this is the final answer. This is the one. Okay. Okay. Let's see whoever it is. It's <gasps> Miranda. Oh, she's so sweet. We love she Miranda. She seems really like a she, super sweet person. She is. She's an angel. She seems great. Miranda Cosgrove. Now, keep in mind, if you had made any different decisions along the way, Whitney, uh-huh. you could have ended up choosing any of the podcast guests that we've thrown in the air, right? If you had just chosen a different path. Mm-hmm. Or if you had even just picked a different party, you could have ended up with Lex Friedman, with Bill Burr, with Tony Hawk, with Brandon Kyle Goodman, Jamie Lee. Any of these you could have ended up with. David Spade. David Spade, it's a possibility. But you if randomly- this, is it going to be on this card that's truly. near me? Let's go one step better. This is the person who's going to read your mind. Now, truly, you could have picked any of those 50 people. What? Like, you made all those decisions yourself. I did not influence you in any way. You made that Miranda Cosgrove will read your mind. Is now- she going to come out of the trash can? I knew, <laughs> she li- I knew she lived here. I knew it. Miranda, now, do you, do you have your phone handy? Oh, I have mine. You have yours? Or whoever has it. Whatever you want. Whatever phone. you want. Just give. Do you uh, have yours? Wait, where if, is it? If we can, let's see if Miranda's around. Give her a call. And again, you have your card hidden where no, nobody else has seen it except. We're calling you. her. Yeah, can we can we call her? <laughs> you, you You're the here? worst magician's assistant ever. You're in a magician's <laughs> assistant that doesn't know the track. You're like, we're gonna do that. Wait, <laughs> we're selling her in half. Are you crazy? Yeah, how how wait, magician assistant, first day on the job. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see if we can reach. Her. I mean, we don't know if she'll even pick up, but I think so. She'll do I know. FaceTime again? Random choice. You just just whatever you she's want. She's so spooky FaceTime. as it is, though. Or just call her whatever. Anything you want. We'll see if she can read your mind. Tell you the card you're thinking of. Like you picked any card at random. You picked any person at random in a super fun kind of random way. Ew. Let's just call her. <sighs> oh no. Okay, I'm FaceTiming Miranda Cosgrove. This okay, is this is is this is fun it. for people? I have a pit in my stomach and I'm feeling nauseous. Let's see if she can read your mind. I have a good feel. I feel like she gives you Hi. This is Jen. So nice to meet you, Miranda. She's getting her hands up. <laughs> They're meeting for the first time. So, Miranda, we were just talking about how great you are, and I feel like you'd be an amazing mind reader. I don't know why, but I just have this weird sense that you might know. Like, Whitney picked any card out of a deck of cards, and can you just, like, do you have a sense for which card Whitney chose? Like, can you let her know? Yeah, for some reason, I'm thinking it's the five of diamonds. I don't, like, I just, I'm not doing this. What was the card? Everyone leave. Everyone go home. It was the five of diamonds. Why would she know that? You're so magical. Miranda. Working your magic. Working your magic. You look beautiful, by the way. Look at that hair. You're a traitor. (laughs) You're a witch. You're a sick person. (laughs) You're all sick. I spooky. We now take a break from the magical styling. Styling, styling, styling. Of conversational. <laughs> You're a vampire. Ma- <laughs> we com- now take a break. <laughs> from conversational magician Whitney Cummings. <laughs> it's a very spooky conversation. I'm like, what? Uh, we now seamlessly interrupt this seamless chat <laughs> that's not jarring at all to anyone Mm-mm. that I'm having with my friend Jen Kramer, who's a magician, because I'm friends with magicians. To talk about Daily Harvest, Benton Benton has been trying to eat healthier, right? And recently took things to a whole new level with Daily Harvest. Take a a peek. (laughs) 
Benton, what are you doing? I'm foraging for healthier snacks, Emily. Why? Because I want to be healthier and this is all from nature. See, it's organic, fresh. Why don't you just get Daily Harvest? They deliver organic flatbread, smoothies, and harvest bowls all to your door. No preservatives, no added anything, no added sugar. They make plant-based ice cream. It's a dream. My favorite is a broccoli cheddar bowl. I think we just got a whole new delivery. Is that one? Yes, it's so Can I good. Have that one? God, no, get your own. Emily doesn't share food. <laughs> friends call back. <laughs> call back. <laughs> Can we do um, another friends call back? How about you pivot to something different than a t-shirt in every single ad? <laughs> what other you know, options? You dress like the cast of Friends. <laughs> I like a German to the audience. You do. You only wear jeans, black, white, or gray shirt with stripes. Oh, all I'm hearing is timeless. I love Daily Harvest. Everyone's been talking about the junk in my trunk. Mm -hmm. What I love about Daily Harvest is that I feel like I'm not eating unhealthy, but there, it's still a balanced meal. Mm -hmm. I'm not missing any meals, I'll tell mm -hmm. you that much, with Daily Harvest. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. just saying. There's She's more just taking those acai bowls, putting them in each leg of her legging. <laughs> That's what that booty is, actually. It's just aca empty acai bowls. I need to get back to the flatbreads. That's what I need to get back to. Um, so I have a lot of cushion for the... Sitting. Missionary. <laughs> Uh, get more time back to do you. Oh, you'll never get the time back of us reading this ad. But get again, this is their copy they wrote. Get the time back you deserve that we stole from you. To do you, take care of yourself this fall. Go to Daily Harvest. Ooh, Daily Harvest, such a, it's such a fall word. We're about to get into a harvest. But you can eat it all year long. Vibe. Dailyharvest.com slash good for you. Get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash good for you for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash good for you. Eat healthier. There's no excuse anymore. It comes right to your door. It's so easy to cook. Get out of Whitney's yard. Get out. Stop being ridiculous. Stop There's eating no sticks anymore. Yeah. Pull it together. Oh, I could not help but notice while I was outside foraging and eating sticks and berries that your patio is in dire need of a glow up, Whitney. How dare you? Well, I didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying so hard to make smooth segues that things it's are just... impossible. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. I am completely... I, my house renovation is over. Uh, furniture is moving in. You guys saw me have a bunch of furniture move in. Mm -hmm. The response was lukewarm. I liked it. I, I had a great time. We're not allowed to touch any of it, but I liked it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was mostly scared. I decided <laughs> that my entire bedroom and then outdoor patio, I'm only going to do from article because I want it to be comfortable. I want it to, like, I have a styly person making, like, the dining room and whatever, but this, for me, article is the perfect kind of furniture because it's so fashionable, it's so sleek, it's timeless, but also I'm not, like, stressed out sitting on it. I'm mm -hmm. not, I can actually enjoy it. It's so, a livable. So mm -hmm. right now we're going to pick out, I said I'm only doing article furniture on my outside patio, outside my bedroom. I'm mm -hmm. on the website right now. Look, the party has begun, Bundle. Okay, um, but none of us have uh, six friends, so I probably wouldn't get this many chairs. <laughs> 
People that, that uh, go to Article have way more friends. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, the Patio Please Bundle. Look at this. These are like rattan chairs that look almost like something like you see. fancy wicker. Uh, it's fancy wicker, but you could put pillows on it. It also mm. does not look like an African retreat or something. Yeah, it, yeah. Looks like, it definitely looks like somewhere you had to travel. It, everything is just so timeless. and Well, the thing is, is that Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture mm. store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online, mm. which is what we're doing. Yeah. You can buy anything on this website and it all goes together. I know that sounds a weird way to describe it, but you don't have to... It's foolproof. It's foolproof because all of it is so timeless that it Mm -hmm. works together. I love this white... uh, white chair with the cushions. Everything's comfortable. Everything's sleek. It's, it's affordable shipping. It's available mm-hmm. across the U.S. and Canada, and it is free on orders of over $999. I love these chairs. They're like outdoor wicker, because mm-hmm. I love I love wicker because it, if it ages, it just looks cooler and cooler. Nothing sicker than wicker. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Go to article.com slash Whitney, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash Whitney to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Don't be silly. Back to Jen. I did not know that Miranda Cosgrove was a magician. I'm really impressed. I knew you were multi-talented. Show us your card. No, it oh, was yeah, exactly yeah. what she said. Trevor Ready, five of diamonds. There it is. I'm officially a magician. Thank you. Oh my god, we can go to the we can go to the magician's castle, please. I don't want to be around magicians ever <laughs> yes, again. Let's not go to the magic castle. Does this not make anyone else anxious or nervous? I love you and you better tell me what happened here. It's magical. It's magic. She's magic. That's what? it. Miranda's I, a magician. We love Bye. you. Magical Miranda. That could be her new, like, her new thing. What percentage of people have my reaction that's just, like, angry and nervous <laughs> over magic? Like, is this a normal reaction? I've gotten it once or twice. Okay. Or, cause it, what, do what a do you, lot of people stop the joke multiple times, or the joke, the the trick multiple times in between? And you were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is that? Can, what have you learned, doing magic, what have you learned about human nature? Well, like people in general, like there's are there are there certain like two types of people, people that like scream and laugh and then other people that get like uncomfortable and a little bit pensive about it. It's really interesting because when I do my show in Vegas and I look out in the audience, it's so clear. And, and you know, when you're on stage, sometimes the lights are in your face. Yeah. And it can be difficult to see the audience beyond a certain point. But the first few rows you can usually see mm-hmm. and you can see people's expressions and you can get a sense for kind of how they're taking in the magic. And I will say there are kind of two categories of people. There are the people who are just like, I want to be wowed. Like, show me the child yes, yes, yes. of wonder. Me. And then yeah. there's the Benton on one hand. And, and I'm like, I want to take your job. Tell me how you did it. I bet I can do it better. <laughs> so, so then. I don't like how much attention you're getting. Teach me this trick so I can do it. Show me. Show me. So then on the other hand, there are the people who are kind of sitting there like, how'd she do it? What's is it our ego? Like, it's it's like an a puzzle ego. to solve. It's like a puzzle to solve. But I will say that throughout the show, I sometimes, oftentimes, see those people who kind of start like this, like, this is a puzzle. I have to figure out the workings yeah. of it. I see them kind of getting to a place where they're just like, let's enjoy this, let's have fun. And I yeah. think a lot of it has to do with the attitude, right? Sure. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I don't want to come out there being like, 
I am the all-powerful magician. Let me fool you. Like that's not. But this my is thing. different. And this I'm is so not this is thing, not us you know? at your show with all of your stuff and you're on stage. Like this is like that was my phone. That wasn't your phone. That was my friend. Like it just this is a little creepier than going uh, me going to a magic show and going like oh I'm here to surrender. I know I'm in a magic. Show. This is what feels like an attack. And I feel it. I feel it just makes me question everything. And my brain <laughs> doesn't have to go there. It doesn't have to go there. But did you know Miranda was a magician? Like, I, I'm very I, I didn't don't, realize she was a magician. I don't know. Like, like you could have picked anybody, and yet Miranda. But that's mind what I'm saying. Reading magical Miranda, she has the alliteration going for her. But also, I could. I, I, there's not everyone that's been on this podcast. Do I have a relationship with where I can just Facetime them and they pick up? If that was Fred Armisen, if that oh, was if that was David Sedaris, if that was Kevin Nealon, literally, there's like three people that I actually would have felt comfortable even Facetiming. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. And why her? And and you wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Like that you would never have known. We've never talked about. Yeah. Isn't how this is the worst part of your job. You have to listen to people explain that you just did an amazing <laughs> thing and you know it. It's like, well, you couldn't have known. You're like, yeah, no shit. That's why it's the a trick. <laughs> like you have to have people explain to you why your magic is good. <laughs> Thank you. Or all the ways you could have cheated and you didn't. Like, that must be annoying. Thank you. I'm, it's I'm just very your flattered. relationships. Wait yeah. Very flattered. It's me being, okay, this is what it. you just did. Let me take, let me just mansplain to you what you just did right there. I'm super flattered by it. Not used to looking at the floor like, wait a minute. When he can be like, what? I just want to like double <laughs> wait, check. There's nobody else. She's like looking at all the names. Like, wait, what if I had called Bill Burr? What if I had called... I just am obsessed with the discipline of this. This is such a, because comedians, we're a little bit of the, we're kind of like, like we're going to tell you the nitty gritty of all the stuff we shouldn't tell you. We're going to tell you how the sausage is made. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like an embarrassment. Like, there is this code of um, integrity or something that comes with magic, which is so fascinating to me because the same as being a comedian or anything, like when you're a kid, it's a very dumb idea as a kid to have. It's it's a dumb hobby unless you have a residency in Vegas later, which you did. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no in between. There's no like like blue collar magician that also is just kind of like yeah, I, I drive Uber and I do magic. Like, you have to have made it the way you made it for it not to be an embarrassing job. Does that make sense? Well, what's super interesting about that is like I knew. I knew that I loved magic so much that I wanted to do it in a way that would be really special for people. And I was like, okay, I want to really make this meaningful. I want to make it fun. I want to make people have a great time. So to kind of answer the question that we were getting at before about like how it happened, I was in college, had this internship, learned about how the Vegas showbiz world worked. and then Because there's not point, really a class for that. You can't really take a... Not really. I mean, I went to Yale because Hogwarts from Harry Potter wouldn't take me. So. <laughs> There's a big magic community there. Well, what was interesting is that I thought when I went to Yale, I was like, this place is practically Hogwarts. It has the Gothic architecture. Yeah, that's what Harry I thought Potter when I went to Yale, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it does feel like a castle, right? It feels like a magical yeah. place. And so I thought, oh, there's already going to be a magic group and I'll join. It'll be great. But at the time, there wasn't one. So coming in as a freshman, I was like, let's start a group. So I founded the Yale Magic Society. I found some other you magicians. Found it? See, that's campus. what happens when a woman gets into the traditionally male-dominated field. All of a sudden, there's unions. There's uh, there's organizations. There's like laws and fees. Like, I gotta protect myself. Might as well bring y'all. There's like it. a meeting. Yeah. There's an email list. Like not only do they have to come in and like there's be, a bank sale. Be twice as good to get half as much. They also have to like organize everybody else. <laughs> so there's like some kind of you know sanity to it. Well, what I 
loved about it is to me, like the collaborative process, that community element is so important. And that's part of the reason I decided to move to Vegas is just there are so many creative, interesting people in the world of magic sure. doing really cool things. Yeah. And so the opportunities to collaborate are amazing. Like there are so many magicians who specialize in particular things. There are some magicians who rarely perform, but really what they do is they invent new magic. And if you go over to their house in their garage, they're like cooking something in the oven and freezing something in the freezer. And it's like, they're inventing just new ways of doing things. And so to be able to collaborate and to think, you just okay, described a man cooking. An idea. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is just like, you can dream up whatever, right? Like I can be like, okay, I want to make Whitney fly. And I'll know in Vegas, like who I can go to. I know so-and-so is the person I go to for metal welding. And so-and-so is the Obsessed. person I go to for, you know, creative things that involve building small props, whatever it is. There's somebody. There's someone there that's the in best it. in what they do. In it's some really thing. esoteric, unique Super, skill. Like, obscure and fascinating thing. And I find that so cool. And so that was part of what really struck me about Las Vegas and part of the reason that I wanted to move out there and kind of launch a full-time career there. Now, I'd worked all through school as a magician. I had done, you know, on weekends. I started doing the bar and bat mitzvah scene when I was in middle school. Tell me, tell school. me, what did you learn about yeah. parenting and humans being a performer at bat mitzvahs? I'm obsessed with this. Like, did you so, see any crazy? I grew up in New York, and so starting from, I probably did, you know, performed at my first bar moments when I was like 11 or 12, and you know, did that all through kind of middle school, high school, performing at, you know, bar moments, just private parties, whatever yeah. it might be, just getting that kind of flight time, like we were talking about. And I think for me, ultimately, it's like you'll meet people from all walks of life when you know when you do these gigs. And I'm sure you find similar things, yeah. but yet it's like there's something universal about the way that, like, this is what I love about magic. Like, it's universal, you can connect with people. It doesn't matter if they're young or old or their background or their nationality or, mm. like, you can have such different people and yet you can all connect and, and sort of relate to each other through this universal experience, which I loved. So this whole bar about thing, I was essentially performing for my peers. I was performing for other 12 year olds or 13 year olds at the time, but it was so much fun. I loved it and I just wanted that experience. And so college, took the internship. And at that point I'm like, it's my junior and senior year. I had done a couple of summers interning in Vegas and I thought, let me just reach out. Now mm -hmm. at this point, you know, most of the people I knew, most of my contacts were on the East Coast, especially New York, where I grew up and had lived my entire life. Where in New York? Uh, Great Neck. So okay, a okay. Suburb on Long Island, about a half hour from yeah. the city. Did you ever go to magic shows as a kid or watch TV? I'm trying to think if there were any. I mean, Hocus Pocus is one of my favorite movies, but that's not really a magic movie. Sure, no, that's, I mean, that's I the truth. Were there any? Yeah, I was just <laughs> that's just women <laughs> on their period. But were there any like influences in terms of things you watched so as many. a kid? So many. I mean, like like we were talking about David Copperfield, Penn and Teller, David Blaine, the, the magicians I would see on television. David Blaine was huge on huge. like MTV. Huge. I forgot and about that. What he did was so brilliant because he. He took, you know, traditionally on television, the way that magic was portrayed is you would see the focus being on the magician's hands and what the magician was doing. Sure. And what David Blade did, which was so amazing, is that he flipped the camera. And this was really cool because he made, you know, 75% of airtime was on the people reacting to the magic as sure. opposed to just showing the magic itself. And now the magic itself, don't get me wrong, he does incredible mind-blowing magic. Uh -huh. But being able to kind of show the reaction of the viewer means that the viewer who's watching it at home can sort of put themselves in the position mm -hmm. of the spectator, the viewer, 
on television. So they can be like, whoa, I feel like I'm feeling that sense of amazement because I'm seeing the way that they're reacting and I'm relating to them. So I thought that was a really kind of brilliant change of the way magic was shown on television. Was Is he almost like the Marlon Brando of magic? Weird metaphor. Like, I felt, I feel like as a consumer of media, I was like, oh, magic is like you go to these places and you know you have to go to a show and there's got to be props and he's got to be in a suit. And it, whereas David Blaine all of a sudden was like on the street with just random strangers. Right. And it felt grittier, for lack of a better word. Like, sure. I'm trying to think, did that change magic the way that he was doing more like physical oh, stunts yeah. and it was more. And he's doing things that are very real. There was and no cape, raw. there was no smoke, there was no <laughs> assistant. You know totally. what I mean? He's and like in he a t shirt. so visceral. Too, yeah. Right. Like he'll do he'll do magic. He'll do close up magic on the street without any special kind of props or, yeah. big, you know, big sort of Vegasy thing. Like he'll just he'll just connect with. But at that time, you were already into magic when you I saw was. David. Like, did you know what he was doing by that? Like, were you able to go like, oh, I kind of just with my experience in magic thus far, I kind of know what these illusions, how he's doing what he's doing. Do you, you have a gut as a magician? The thing is, I think, at, in magic, there are some kind of foundational principles. So I think as a magician, magicians will often have a sense for kind of what another magician might be doing based on those, like, okay, there are, you know, a core group of principles that you could be using. However, I will say that magicians come along and either come up with such new ways of utilizing those principles or just come up with new things, whether it's technology, whether, I mean, whatever it might be, that I find that really exciting. Like, I love meeting another magician and seeing their twist on something, whether it's a twist on a classic or whether it's something entirely new and revolutionary, I think that's really cool. So while there are those few foundational principles and oftentimes magicians know, I will say watching, watching particularly the magicians who I admired on television, I think part of what I loved is that they were really pushing the boundaries. They were really stretching the bounds of what, it seemed was possible mm -hmm. and making all of this other magic happen. And that creativity that goes into that, I thought was really, really How cool. did you decide what type of, of, mm -hmm. of magician you were gonna be? Cause I mean like, when I think of magician, I think about like, people like chained underwater and then there's like yeah. uh, people like, uh, like stabbing themselves with the hand, like old oh, boy. But then there's cape and yeah. then there's dancing, so then there's the rings. What, like how did you fall in love with a certain type? So you could, like, Cause obviously you can't learn them all, right? Well, it's a really interesting question because part of what I love about magic is that there are so many different ways to be a magician. Sort of like there are lots of different ways to be a comedian. Yeah, right? you like, can. your personality can be a part of it. 100%. Like 100%. Absolutely. Like some comedians are really physical, some comedians are more observational, some comedians For are sure. darker and more alt. Like For sure. that is the case with magicians right. too. And you can go to one comedy show and have a great experience and go to another and have an equally great experience, but it can be totally different and opposite from the first. Totally. Magic's the same way. And so when people come to Vegas and they're talking about, you know, magic shows to see, what I love is that there are so many different magicians headlining on the strip whose shows are so different from each other. Sure. There's so like you can go and see one show and it can be mentalism. You can go and see another show and it can be all about comedy. You can go and see one show that's a little bit more adult oriented, another that's more family friendly. But you guys it's aren't like competitive with each other, things. it seems like. It seems like you're 
I mean, get along is not the right word, but it seems like there's less. I mean, I think with comedians, there is this because we're on the same lineups or something. Did you, when you start, before you have your own show, your own residency in Vegas with billboards, whatever, are you doing like the equivalent of open mics with other magicians? There are a lot of kind of magic jam session opportunities. Fascinating. Which which are really fun. But you're doing magic for other magicians or for just people? Which is very different, I will say. Performing magic for magicians versus performing magic for non-magicians or us morons idiots yes yes (laughs) normies yeah yeah (laughs) i know comedians we always say like and then regular people like as if we're you know what i mean we're beneath (laughs) regular yeah exactly (laughs) like the not dirt people (laughs) well what's interesting is just that magicians like for instance there are some magicians who really call themselves like magicians magicians and so what that means is like They'll perform at magic conventions, and there might be a certain way of doing something, a magic trick that you might do for someone who's not a magician, and it will be mind-blowing, because if you don't know the principles of magic, Mm -hmm. and again, it'll be so much fun to connect with people, whatever, but if you do that same trick for a magician, they might immediately say oh, this is the principle it's based on. So if you're doing it for a magician, you might do it in in the way that doesn't necessarily even make the most sense or be the most straightforward, but it's sort of just something that is not what the magician would be thinking you would do. So you're kind of as a magician thinking, what's the other magician thinking I'm going to do? I won't do that. And then going about it in a sort of Because you have the way, way you surprise the other magician is different than the way you're going to surprise a exactly. normal person. Because the way that you would surprise somebody who's not a magician is you would just do the trick in the most direct and straightforward and kind of the, the, use the principle that makes the most sense. But to, to impress a magician, you might think, well, what principle do they think I'm using? And then I need to subvert that. Sure it's like when comics that it's like play a red herring that they're not, yeah, probably a lot of It's like when comics yeah. bomb on purpose. Because yeah. yeah. it's funnier to bomb on purpose right. bravely than to be funny. Is there a common denominator in the type of person that becomes a magician, i.e. In, com- in comedy? And I, I want you to have a second to think about it. I would say the common denominator is, you know, we are people that have what I like to call good addictions. You know, like we, for the most part, like to make other people laugh. We like, um, we're very competitive for the most part. A lot of comedians have an obsession with justice on stage and off stage. Like, stuff like that. You know, I, to me, it's not every comedian's mentally ill or every comedian had a bad childhood or that's not the case but most comedians I can say have an obsession with justice that is definitely a common denominator like is there a common denominator of every magician that's a really interesting question i.e. they like to be alone a lot or you know like golfers are alone it's a very solitary existence I mean maybe for some it's it's like a daredevil factor to it because I feel like some of these people are doing some stuff that I'm like, you have to have a little bit of like bravery to, there are to some, do. There are some daredevils in magic. I like say. like a lot of uh, performers are the third are the uh, youngest. How many people know what you're doing? Like, the do they have to sign NDAs? Like, how uh, many people know how the sausage is made? It's on a need to know basis. Because I'm but, but I'm like, are say? there people working? I'm sorry, I'm obsessed with Elizabeth Holmes in the Theranos trial. I'm listening to the podcast right now, and it's like just the idea of so many people kept her secret, hmm. and I'm fascinated about why. Like, it, it, you know, they were loyal to her, they believed in her, they were scared of her, all that kind of stuff. How many people? I'm just curious, just about as as someone that has snitch in their blood as 
someone comedians are the opposite we just want to snitch like if I have a secret I just like have to say it like I cannot like we're over sharers we have verbal diarrhea the idea of keeping a secret is just like it's just it's, I can't we can't secrets and are sickness they are you're only as sick as the secrets you keep I am in a 12 step program where honesty is a whole thing but just the idea to me of keeping secrets and having people around you that are willing to protect you like is that is it a legal thing is that, how do you develop a team well if they want to well, have a job that's probably a big part of it totally <laughs> well there's a lot of trust in it for sure but also what's interesting is that I've heard that one way of looking at it is that magic is a super honest profession in that you tell people that you're going to deceive them and entertain them and that is exactly what you do and then you so, charge them money yeah. yes <laughs> right and so I think when it comes to the secrets it's more just that I want to give people the experience of having fun, of experiencing yeah. the wonder. I'm just so. fascinated by the fact it's not just you. There's like the the guy yeah. that um left the Apple phone prototype at a bar by accident that worked at Apple. Like humans just screw up, you know? It's like it's why I think there aren't aliens because I think that if there were aliens at Area 51, someone that works there would have wanted to impress a girl or impress a friend or gotten drunk and shown a phone. Oh, look, dude, this fucking alien. Like, someone would have slipped. Someone would have snitched by accident. That's just human nature, right? They would have been like, fuck them, they fired me, like there's aliens, like, or they would have sold the photo. That's just human nature. So it's just the idea that like part of your job is also instilling this, the ability to trust and instilling like, this sounds Machiavellian, but like having a loyal crew of people. Absolutely. And they, that and they you don't really have to worry are. about. And what's cool is that, I mean, we're approaching, I think this weekend is almost, we're, we're right about. 390 something so we're, we're almost at 400 shows at Wild. this one venue at Westgate which you know and Westgate also a really special place I feel so grateful to be there because I mean there is so much history on property it used to be the Las Vegas Hilton before that it was the International so Elvis Presley performed hundreds of sold out shows sure. everybody from Barbara Streisand uh, Liberace so there's so much history on property all magicians and there's nothing better feels. by the <laughs> there's nothing better by the way than going to Vegas performing in Vegas and talking to the this is such a gross word but the stage hands mm -hmm. or the people around they always have the most incredible stories. The if best you stories. if you can just the if best. they will give you like a hey, can I buy you a drink and just hear your the latest best. Madonna story, you're just like, oh Absolutely. they're the ones that should be getting book deals. And <laughs> they're amazing. They really They've are seen amazing. it all. And, and the team is such a huge part of what makes the show happen, what makes the show possible. And what's great about the team I work with at Westgate is like really truly it feels like a family. Like these are my friends, these are people who I care about. And so it goes back to when you say, How do you trust? Like these are people who I trust so much, and mm -hmm. they know how much I care about giving the audience a positive, amazing experience, right. and they want to help create that. So you also have to be a leader. Like, no one, where did you learn that? Oh, you have to be you. the leader of a team. Thank you. It, um, it, it is, it's something that, I, I just, I recognize that each of the members of the team provides something so valuable mm -hmm. to the show, and so I just, I want the team to feel like, I think there's such a mutual respect there. How do you get from, you know, playing bat mitzvahs and colleges, you're in Yale, to now a giant casino that is very greedy, as all businesses are, that it, betting on you as a residency act? Well, I will say, I feel really fortunate to be at Westgate with these people. I mean, our president and general manager, a woman named Cami, is spectacular but I you mean, you like, no one's doing you any favors top, everybody like everybody is so how did like they know family. you were going to move so all these supportive. tickets it's well i think i can start the story with if we kind of pick up where we left off which was college i started reaching out to people in las vegas and 
like you know like we were talking about I grew up in New York my contacts were on the East Coast but I thought you know what you've got to just sort of throw mud against the wall see what will happen and at this point Again, I wasn't, I didn't have those relationships with people in Vegas on the West Coast. The fact that you have to network as a magician is blowing my mind. You also have to have people skills. Well, I I just knew that I wasn't going to take it personally if I got no's. And in fact, I expected the no's. I figured, look, roadblocks along the way. But why? Why? You shouldn't get discouraged by Where did you get that wisdom? You know, I. Brene Brown wasn't around. (laughs) Brene Brown's awesome. What made you keep Uh, going? That's a good question. I I think I just cared about it enough. I think I just really, really wanted to make it happen. Did you have any proof that people wanted to pay money to see a female magician? Were there any that came before you that I don't know about that. There were. There have been some really, really wonderful women in magic. And even though magic has historically been a male dominated field, you go back in history. And I mean, today there are wonderful working female magicians. But even back to, you know, if you look around the turn of the 20th century and think about a magician like Adelaide Herman, okay. who was such a pioneer in the world Googling. of magic. Oh, she's amazing. A yeah. really amazing story. Yes. And uh, a friend in, in magic, Margaret Steele, wrote a book on her and really dived deep on, on the history. Basically, she performed magic with her husband for many years. Adelaide. Passed away, Adelaide Herman. H-E-R-R-M-A-N-N. And she was she, able to keep a man that long. She's <laughs> knows magic. <laughs> well, she then, after he passed away, took over the show and performed as the headliner herself, which, especially at the time, and we're talking about the turn of the 20th century. This is a long time ago. And she headlined the show and did amazing magic. And so there really are magicians even in the past and today. Okay, vaudeville. Super, super cool. But that's been, that was in 1853. (laughs) Just around the corner. I mean, that was 150 (laughs) years ago. There has been no female magician. There have have been many since. I should say, that's one example of magic, you know, a magician in history. But there have been so many. How many have female magicians since? Like, how many can we go see in Vegas? Well, so at, at the moment, I'm the only currently headlining, but but I will say there are today and in the past. I mean, Adelaide's only one example of many women doing amazing things in that. She died of a mo- pneumonia in 1932. Well, there was no trick for that yet. I was going to say. But, but even since then, like there have been wonderful women doing amazing things and doing amazing things in their own styles, like in such different ways, <gasps> which is really... Oh my God, this is horrific. In 1926, she was performing into her 70s. There was a deadly warehouse fire at a theatrical warehouse on West 46th Street in Manhattan, destroyed her props, killed most of the animals used in her Noah's Ark illusion. <laughs> she rebounded briefly with a pared-down show called Magic, Grace, and Music, highlighting three elements that... See, this is why women don't do magic. They overthink it. They make it too complicated. Uh, the National Vaudeville Artist yearbook from 1928 shows Herman in her final performing year. So, it's been a hundred years. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to say. I, I, I know. There have been so many. And but I, I know what you mean. Like, because there are amazing women and there have been Totally get it. But sure. look, as someone sure. that was a, a female in a male-dominated field and you're like, well, no, this person and this person, that doesn't mean they're household names yet. And I know there's so many female comedians that are hilarious and brilliant that deserve more, but like the reality is like they haven't gotten it for whatever reason. But this is just kind of fascinating to me 
Well, because you have you don't have a ton of proof. Like the same way when I started this podcast, I was like, no one wants to hear women talk for three hours. Like they'll listen to guys shoot the shit for three hours, but like no one wants to hear a woman talk that they're not going to be able to have sex with but for three hours. Well, that's what people love listening to listening to the way. I have a question you, about that. Do you did you feel any pressure because you were a woman that you felt like you had to like be like super sexy as a magician or any kind of like yeah. weird like pressure that it had to be more than just great magic because. That's a good question. I think for me, it felt like I have to just be true to who I am. Mm-hmm. Because I think if, you know, if I try to kind of put on a front or be anything else, I think that will come across. I think audiences are smart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very. Really, so really, smart. really Very. are. And they can Too sense. Smart. They can sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can sense when you're being real. That's right. That's right. And when you're not being real. That's right. So if I'm trying to put on some kind of a front that's not really who I am, I think an audience, even if they don't know exactly what's up, mm-hmm. they'll be like, eh, something's, something's yeah. off here. Something's I just wonder if there's extra pressure, especially in Vegas, like the land of like showgirls. Sure, and, like, sure. You know, everyone, all these costumes, if you felt like, oh, I have to like be this extra va-va-voom Right, right, sure, now. sure, sure. Yeah, and I remember kind of a fun story when I was interning. I remember at one point by kind of a strange, interesting turn of events, mm-hmm. I ended up you know, as an intern, you do all kinds of things to just sure. make the show run. And I was 18 at the time. I was just kind of learning about this Vegas show business world. And I remember at one point, one of the showgirls, for whatever reason, couldn't make it. I ended up super last minute filling in. And I was like, oh, this is like a fun new experience. And I had never, you know, I, I haven't been a showgirl. I don't know anything Wait, about how do you it. know the routine? How do you just fill well, in for a showgirl? I've seen the show many times. I had seen the show working, you know, at everything from media requests to backstage. And so I had seen the show. I knew what it was. We were able to go through it. Oh. You played, and you just like full baby oh, from like, Dirty if you, Dancing? If that would have been like, me. That girl would have never got her job back. I would have been, this is it, girl. You should have showed up first come, first serve. Because I am not getting off the stage. I would have had a feathered hat on. Like, I don't know where you're going to go. But this man is taken. That would have been horrible for that girl. Well, so I you just stepped I in. I had so much fun. I had the, the I had such a great Stepping time. Out you know, the whole impressive. like pink bikini feathers, which obviously, you know, I'm like a, I'm, you know, I'm a I'm a college kid. I I that was not my vibe and yet I had so much fun just because I love knowing all of the jobs. I love understanding kind of the different elements that go into making it. How did that phone call to your parents go? Hey, I know you sent me to Yale, but I just did this dance tonight as a (laughs) showgirl. But I just stole this boa from backstage. (laughs) Well, I was having so much fun. And and the showgirls talk about another group of people in addition to stagehands who have amazing stories of all kinds of fun things that happen off stage and backstage. But I had a blast. Are you ever? It was a super short-term thing. I've always just been a magician worked as a magician but I thought I just want to learn I want to learn all of the elements of what go into making this show happen whether it's business whether it's showgirling whatever do you what but do when's the last time you cried like are you sad do you ever get sad <laughs> does anything bad happen to you you know it's funny so so you <laughs> know you know my boyfriend Dylan I do I have there. questions yes Hello. I'm very lucky wonderful uh, I remember on one of our first dates before we knew each other very well he asked me he was like do you basically asked me that exact question are you ever like you just seem happy you just seem it's fishy like right that's basically exactly his question and ultimately i think you know over time he came to learn it's just it's just who i am and it kind of goes back to the just 
being who you are. Obviously, I'm a human being. I've cried every human. I mean, it's part of being. Uh, what? Human. I can't picture it. Do it now. Do it now. I'll, I can do this. Fan. This show's called Good for You, but we almost called it What's Wrong with You. It, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, it's just. But I, I, your state of mind. I'm just so curious if that's part of why you're such a great magician and how you gravitated towards that. You obviously have to have a positive disposition to be able to interact with so many people how all the time. Funny would a negative magician be? Be like, oh, and that's the trick. Yeah. Oh, of course you're gonna pick a, a man. Of course you're gonna picture a man. <laughs> Crossgrove. Of course you picked her. Yeah. Fucking show sucks. Five of diamonds, and you loser. Yeah, yes. <laughs> funny More show. like cubic zirconia. It would be funny. Well, actually, there was this amazing legendary magician named Johnny Thompson. Okay. Who was an incredible mentor to so many people. He was amazing to me and to so many other magicians. I mean, truly legendary. Oh. He was like an encyclopedia of magic. Knew everything about everything. And his performing career was fascinating because he and his wife, Pam, performed together. And her role was as the assistant who was begrudgingly the assistant. Funny, funny. So she was like, oh, fine, I'll bring you the thing. Funny. But it was a great thing that they had going on. Like, they yes. banter with each other and the way that they kind of subverted the way that magic is usually portrayed on stage. Not to mention the fact that, I mean, they were just brilliant, brilliant. Sure, humans. sure, like a great dynamic. If oh, you yeah. want to create a new, a new, um, I almost said bit, a new trick, um, what does that look like? Like, what is the pro- how long does it take? What's the process? Like, do you have to practice in front of people and just mess up over and over the way the comedians do? Yeah, and because you- yeah, you succeed by failing. But I'm fascinated by this because as you talk about it, it makes me think about Tony Hawk, who was just on and skateboarding. Like, he's like, you invent your own trick. Other people mm-hmm. can mimic it, but you get credit for it forever. And then how do you know it's a good mm-hmm. trick? Because like, even with him him, ta- him talking about the skateboarding tricks, I was like, but what if I did a trick? And like, isn't that cool? And people are like, that's not really that cool of a trick. Yeah, how do you decide <laughs> yeah, something you know that razzle-dazzles? It's going to wow people. So for me, I try to reverse engineer it. And every project, every trick is different, but... Oftentimes I'll think, okay, what's the end product that I want to achieve? What do I want the audience to experience? Right Horror, now? whatever, panic, it is. whatever it is. And then I'll think, N- yeah, nihilism, <laughs> whatever, existential crisis. That's what I, where I'm at. That's where you're at. I still can't figure out how. <laughs> but that was before the trick. Before but the trick. But Miranda doesn't even always pick up the phone. Like she doesn't even like. There's it's no magic. I magic. know, but it doesn't make sense. So I'm suing all of you. That's she's a magician. But there's that's no. I, Miranda's but amazing. I'm just telling this you. This is ruined Whitney's entire. She's like. Wait, all these cars. Lindsay Sterling is on tour. If I FaceTimed her, she probably wouldn't have picked up. I, I mean, this is weird. She's on a different time zone. Like, uh, And also, if you said FaceTime David Sinclair, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to. He's an important scientist. I feel weird. It was the only person I feel comfortable FaceTiming. And the only, uh, I don't know. The whole thing is making yeah, me sick. It's all magic. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> We're experimenting with ways to abruptly transition from the interview to ad breaks. Emily, that was awful. That was not a smooth ad break. It was not... You know what's smooth? When ritual goes down your throat. Mm. Noted. (laughs) While I have your attention... (laughs) Is it... Mm, no. <laughs> I prefer no. Jot that down. <laughs> I just say that when you're talking. <laughs> copy, but, copy, copy, copy. Copy, copy, copy. Emily, copy Noonan. Whilst I have your attention, Willist. since nobody's asking, I thought I'd share how I get my special glow. Are you pregnant? Oh, no, I don't have time for you to be pregnant. No, it's my morning routine. Thank you both for sticking to the script on that one. No, <laughs> it's my morning routine. I wring out the tears from my pillow and then rub them on my face for moisture. Then I scream into the mirror. Benton, what do you do? Oh, me? I squeeze out nine freshly birthed coconuts. I mix them with an organic sea salt into a thick paste, cover my face and neck fully, plaster, sit till it hardens, and take one of those small hammers like you crack open chocolate with, and I crack it open to reveal a very similar looking me. Mm. Hmm. 
Well, that's insane, and explains why you're always late. What the rest is mine? <laughs> you know you want to say something. Do you What's have, the do you have feedback? I'm, yeah, I, that explains why you're uh, always late. I, I I know, I but I, it's worth it. <laughs> Because wouldn't you rather me? Wouldn't you rather me show up like this than show up? Benton and I definitely just got in the biggest fight about this line because Benton is never late. But anyway, this joke obviously struck a chord. It was Emily projecting because she's always late. That's not true. You can't be late when you're in charge of when people get here. (laughs) (laughs) So I think you guys should just do what I do. Okay, people ask they they, people ask me about my beauty routine, and honestly, all I really do is drink ritual protein shakes. It's my favorite. It's great. Uh, It's a great foundation. I put it on my skin and a foundation to health. And it tastes great. I read that weird. I got confused. Here's what I'll say. I'm not even joking. Good skin starts from the inside and out. It is about, it's genetic, but it's also about what you eat and what you put in your body. And since I have been doing ritual protein vitamins, which I started the vitamins three years ago, even before they were a sponsor. And now I do the protein powder and look at my glowing skin. Coincidink? That's what Whitney says. (laughs) Um... It's made traceable and has no added sugar or sugar alcohols, and it's soy-free, gluten-free, and formulated with non-GMO ingredients. Brain explode. So, why not stop being a silly Billy and shake up your ritual? To make trying something new less scary, Ritual offers a money-back guarantee. If you're not 100% in love, plus my listeners get 10% off during your first three months. Just visit... Vidget. <laughs> just fidget. Ritual.com slash Whitney to add essential protein today. That's ritual.com slash Whitney. Come on. Get into a ritual. I do feel like it's weird that none of you have noticed that I did graduate from butt pads. How can we not I'm, notice? You bring it up every day. We I see. We was see. wearing butt pads that I purchased from some North Korean vendor. Mm-hmm. I don't wear them anymore. You should get your money back. They were pancakes. I, they, okay. Not, no longer. No longer. No, my, they're, they're waffles now. you got that juicy juice. She's at lunch. I just... I stopped wearing the butt pads that I ordered. I felt like it was very brave of me to show the world that I was accentuating my tuchus with some flammable nylon concoction that I found on a .NET website. Mm-hmm. It was like a .NET CO or something. Mm-hmm. I was wearing butt pads because I was insecure about how flat my butt was. Stopped wearing those because I started using Hydro, the state-of-the-art rowing machine designed to transform the way you work out, and now I am a brick house. You specifically asked us to stop talking about your butt. And we can't. But I love Hydro. Um, I love it so much. I actually made an audition tape to be an instructor because who better to instruct? They have instructors. Oh my, I'm obsessed with the instructors. Well, Lucky for us, I found his audition tape. I dream this in just around the river bend. How high does this... Oh, what's it? Should I marry Coco? Steady as the beating drum. Should I choose the beating course just around the river bend? The thing I love most about rivers is you can't step in the same river twice. The water's always flowing, always changing. But people, I guess, can't live like that. We all must pay a price to be free. But it's our chance of ever knowing what's around the river bend. Me on the shore, somewhere past 
the sea. I love once more. Why do all my dreams extend just around the river bend? Also perfect form. Wow. Hopefully you get the job and then people can choose classes filmed live outdoors on waterways around the world from Boston to Seattle to Miami to London to Whitney's garage. Two things. Uh, I just want to uh, send a special um, I love you to the people that are only listening to audio that aren't seeing the visuals of, that just heard Benta just singing a Disney song for the past two minutes. <laughs> have no contact for what's going on. No, we explained he was trying out to teach. Well, no, but he's rowing on a rower, the hydro rower. If there was a hydro instructor just singing me Disney songs, I would be stoked. You try to get away faster. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I'd throw myself overboard. This is a, this just is, on the floor. This yeah. is legitimately a good idea. The hydro instructors are very inspiring, but they're very sort of measured and they tell you when to work harder and what to do. This was just a... Uh, I might injure myself getting a little too enthusiastic trying to relive the childhood I never had, but that was very impressive. And you can't Thanks. not have fun on it. Am I wrong? No, it's so fun. Isn't it just fun? Remember when I when I figured out that if I shook, it made waves? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, woo! If you're on the hydro and, you mo- and you're on a, a boat in a body of water and you move it, it, it actually moves. Yeah, it looks, it's like a game. It moves. It's really fun. I, I find myself being on and I have a really good time and then I'm really sore the next day and I'm like, mm-hmm. ah! like sex. Name one of the best Time Magazine inventions of 2020. Rowing on the Hydro works up to 86% of your muscles compared with only 44% from cycling. Cycling's a scam. That's not their copy. That's me. Mm-hmm. That's twice the benefit in half the time. I mean, if Lance Armstrong can win the thing with one ball, let's be honest, cycling's not real. Right now, we have a special deal for all the good for you fanatics. They're offering $200 off a Hydro rower at Hydro.com. Hydro Hydro, as you know famously from my Instagram stories, this promo code won't last long. It's only valid through November. Wild. It'll be gone after November. So send a kiss to my mother. You get it or you don't. (laughs) Go to Hydro.com right now. Use this promo code Whitney. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com. Promo code Whitney. And that's a reference to NBC's sitcom Whitney. (laughs) I'm really proud of my audition. And I think Pocahontas would be too. Two magical things, and me being wasted. So just FYI, I believe it's about to get a little choppy uh, because we had to cut out me acting like Emma. It's already choppy. Enjoy the rest of this mess. I do have a couple things that I feel like, because we're interrupting, we're getting too excited, we're avoiding, I do want to ask the common denominator to magicians. Okay, common denominator to magicians. It is a good question because I do think that there are so many different ways to be a magician. Mm-hmm. But I think the common denominator is that you want to give people a special experience of yeah. some sort. You, you want to share with people a special experience that's something out of the ordinary, something that they don't experience in their day-to-day life. How did this manifest before you had magic? So for me, I was like, yeah. even before I knew I was going to be a comedian, I had impulses that were comedian-like. You know what I'm saying? So for example... Um, I was very analytical and I was very, uh, I used to obsess about like doilies. I'd be like, well, what's the point of having a doily? What's the point of having a couch if to cover? Like I was always overthinking things that nobody else overthought. I was always obsessing over things that nobody noticed. Totally. Do you know what I'm saying? I was always arguing with the teacher about something, just trying to prove a point. I think, but actually what you're saying to me right now is that Columbia, and I was like always just trying to like prove them wrong. They're like, that's not what I'm telling you. So when it seemed annoying or just nitpicky, then it was like, oh, they're a comedian for a living, even though I didn't necessarily know that was the vocation I was, my brain was wired for like is the, how before you do magic does that manifest are you the, like before you're actually realized like oh i'm meant to do magic are you like 
scaring people in the house. Are you or, lying a lot? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you like, I always knew you know because I would always funny? do this thing. I, I think I Did you love Halloween or something? Well, I do remember. <laughs> Are you an angel witch? Yeah. The only April Fool's prank that I ever pulled, I remember it was so unsuccessful in that I thought it would be, I was like, I don't know, eight years old or something. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take all of the flavored water. It was like, it looked clear. It looked just like regular water in the fridge. It was like bottles of Propel, whatever it was. And I'm like, I'm going to switch it with the Poland Spring regular water. And I'm going to just make the regular water bottles fill a fl flavored water and the the non yes. and I was like this is going to be great everybody's going to pick up their water and it's going to be flavored or vice versa my 8 year old self was like this is the best prank nobody took either bottle for like 3 days <laughs> It's such a nice prank, though. Also, like it's just like now you have flavored water. Like most people will be like, let's put Nair in shampoo. Like, That's like remember in Saw, like the the serial killer. The pranks were to teach someone the value like of life. Like that's sort of what you accidentally did. Was like I was expecting flavored, but this is just as good. Why did I want flavored? Or if you just want plain, you deserve more. You deserve flavored. Like you actually. I like, I like the meaning that you're adding to the prank. You this made it great. oddly poignant. I wish I could say my eight year old self thought of these poignant truths. I, I so so know. pranks were something that were part of your sort of nature before you discovered magic. Well, Interesting. I think it was more just, um, I think it was more just the connecting element. And yeah, were there I certain toys you liked? Like, did you love, like... As a kid? Like, remember you know, those markers actually, where... Yeah, it's so interesting to ask this. I had a dollhouse that I loved, and I think storytelling is at the core of it. I think as a kid, mm. more than pranks. I mean, that was the single prank I ever tried, and it was, uh, you know, well, involving yeah, water. Yeah, bombed. But in general, yeah, it wasn't exactly a successful <laughs> prank. You should start doing that at your shows, though, yeah. by the way. I mean, do you like the attention? Because I mean, I think that's a big thing. For people who have live shows, I think a lot of people just like the attention. I mean, I think especially when you're young, when you're a kid, there's something exciting about it. But I do think It's a very specific sharing, kind of attention, though. Yeah. It is. And Fair. I th <laughs> Fair. I think that there is something about the storytelling that even as a kid, you know, I loved theater. I loved reading. I was such a bookworm. And so I think stories always really connected to me. Do you remember any specific and, books that you read? That oh, so many. So many. I mean, from a magic perspective, I loved Harry Potter far before I was a magician. I loved just the ability to create a world and become immersed in that world and share a story and connect with people over these kind of human truths. And so I think... As a kid, that's the thing that really I always loved hmm. as a reader, as somebody who loved kind of like immersing myself in these other worlds, being able to bring that to other people, I loved. Can I ask, was your childhood yeah. religious at all? So I'm I'm Jewish, and uh -huh. we did grow up Jewish. Uh -huh. um, we're Reform, which um, in Judaism there's like Reform and Conservative and Orthodox, and Orthodox is traditionally kind of the most observant, and mm -hmm. Reform is the most kind of like you can interpret it in the way that makes sense for you in modern times mm -hmm. um, and uh, maybe I'm not explaining it exactly the the, the, the perfect well, way but um, but we you know I will say going you know we, we, we weren't uh, we weren't super super observant mm -hmm. um, but I do think that you know for me the the community and the traditions and the ability to just connect with family and kind of experience these traditions and pass them on. Like that's that's something that I that I appreciated and valued, you know, even as a kid, going to my Aunt Ina's house for, for holidays and hanging out with my cousins and just sort of like the family tradition element. Yes, yes. Uh, I have two younger sisters, Ellie and Sam. What do they do? Well, people ask them a lot. They're like, are you magicians too? And I think probably because they were the guinea pigs for my magic tricks growing up. <laughs> Interesting. Like, I want to do something else. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. You're like, one of them so. was gone for a year. We yeah. get her back. <laughs> I pulled the curtain back and she just wasn't there. After my older sister tried to saw me in half multiple times, <laughs> I was like, fuck magic. <laughs>
<laughs> but I will say I'll, I'll get back to you know my, my sisters are magical in their in their own way. Sure, of course. Old, but, but my sisters works in PR. But it's good you had a built-in audience. If you were a solo so. child, if you were an only child, you might not have had guinea pigs to practice on. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. You might need to have siblings to be a magician. That's a good point. That's a good point. And it kind of goes back to the question that when Benton was asking, like, how do you create new magic? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, okay, let's think about what's the final product that you want the audience to Which experience. Which is, <gasps> right, right like, do that you want gasp. them to be wow? Do you want them to feel emotionally connected? Do you want them to feel happy or sad or whatever it is or, or to reflect on their life or whatever it might be? Or it could be as simple as, like, the actual trick. Like, okay, I want this marker to go through this deck of cards, whatever it is. Or sure. I want Whitney to fly out of her chair and levitate. Whatever the final experience the audience has is, then I'll think like, okay, how do we reverse engineer it? And in magic, there are so many different methods to achieve an effect. Mm-hmm. So there are so many different principles, different ways of doing something. And depending on the medium that you're doing it for, like for instance, doing magic for television versus social media versus for a live show in Vegas versus for a live show on the road. Like there are so many different elements that will go into that decision-making process of which method you want to use to achieve a certain outcome. And so that'll be kind of the fun process of like, okay, where do I want to do this? Do I want to do this in the theater or do I want to do this on the street? And so the method will kind of follow. And so for me, it's like, it's not just leading with the method, it's leading with like, so what you I work want backwards, the audience to experience. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that, I sometimes totally. do that with stand-up. I sometimes have mm-hmm. the joke and then I'm like, okay, I know this yeah. is the joke. Now how do I reverse into it? Yeah, just have the punchline. But when, right. let me just ask you, and maybe this is like violating some kind of code of ethics, but like when David Blaine, he was like the, like in my opinion, like, the TV magician, uh, just oh, of yeah. my... You did amazing things. But now that I know about editing, like where magicians like, okay, there's magic that you're doing on the spot and then there's the magic in editing and the way that you're able to manipulate something in post. Or magicians like, mm, let's see it live. Yeah, it feels less magical on TV for sure, I, I think. Or like you're well, able to manipulate it in, wa- in different ways. That's one of the interesting things about magic for television too is that like when I'm doing magic for TV or for video in any form, I'll be so cognizant of the fact that the audience is aware. I mean, in audiences today, seeing magic mm-hmm. on social media and on TV, they go, oh, "There's a cut they're there." So right, they're 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 like we were saying before, they're smart. Like they they know, and so I'll TikTok think to myself, is all magic. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. And so I'll think to myself, like, if I'm going to do magic that is for video or that's for TV, either it's a fun effect, like when we did the the pink hair thing. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. You posted super fun. So silly. So, in my last stand-up special, I did talk about how there are no female magicians. Egg on my face, because I have finally met the great Jen Kramer, who is a famous magician who has a residency in Las Vegas. I mean, I don't know you. Like, I don't know what you can do. Do you want to, like, show me a trick? Let's work some magic. Let's do it. Oh, let's see. So. Magic. What did you do? You just moved your hands around? Pink. What? Abraca pink hairdo. Not pink. This is this is. Voila. This is, ah! No! 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 I don't think people aren't gonna think that's like a sleight of hand magic. Yeah. And so what's great about it for me is like, that's super fun to do. I love doing it. I don't think people are gonna be like, oh, you're actually trying to fool us with your magic. Like, no, it's a fun thing. It's like yeah. a fun experience. We're trying to spread the joy. Yeah, it's consensual. Uh, we are going right. on this silly like journey together. Having a fun yeah, you go to Disneyland, you, you know there's right. a man inside Mickey. Right. Who's, right. you know, what? doesn't have health insurance and is going through a bad divorce. I thought it just a mouse. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> just like, yeah. there's certain people that when I go to Disneyland, 
when I see Mickey or Goofy or whatever, all I think about is the person in the thing going, I have to pay for this. I'm so hot. I can't breathe. You know what I mean? I'm like having DTs. I need to have a drink. Like I only think about the person behind Right. The illusion. Oz, you think about the wizard. Yes, it's a bummer. Them. I think that's what makes a comedian. You don't want to get conned. You don't want to get swept mm. up into the magic of it. And I think that's like my lot in life. Well, but it but it also is probably what allows you to create the kind of comedy that you create is that you see things differently. Is that you're right. able to totally. have a different perspective on it. Right. Do cool. you do um, you have like if you if there was if budget wasn't an issue if you could do whatever you want is there like a dream trick you'd want to do like something you ooh. would really want to create like you're like I really want ooh, to. Ooh, tricks a certain I price. Wanna, wanna the budget. Always, the like, what is like your always and it depends. It it's interesting because it kind of ties into what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. It depends on the medium. Like. You were saying, okay, do magicians or do, do people watching like they'll 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 see cuts? So when I'm performing for TV or you know whatever it is, whether it's a talk show, whether it's something that you know I'm filming, whatever, I'll think to myself like, okay, people are watching this through a screen, and I'll be so aware of that that I'll decide mm-hmm. on the magic that I'll do based on that. Sure, that right. you know, I'll say like, okay, cool, I want to do something without any cuts whatsoever, or oh, it doesn't actually matter in this trick whether there are cuts because the magic is magical regardless, sure. whatever it is, yeah. to kind of make those decisions based on. So if you had, if you were a, just so, an arena, filled arena outside. Anything. What would you do? Oh man, so many things. So I mean, aren't certain tricks more expensive than other tricks, and and certain sure. ones take more time than other ones? Sure, absolutely, absolutely. And for me, part of part of what I love about magic is that, like, take my show for example. Like when you're asking about what's your dream trick, like mm-hmm. what is the ultimate? It's always continually evolving. Like if you ask me right now versus if you ask me in a week or a month or a year, like. There's, even though I'm really proud of what we've created so far with the Vegas show, to me, it's never a completely finished product in that I'm super proud to share it with an audience, but Mm -hmm. it's always continually evolving. I always want to make it better. I don't want to ever just sit back and be like, it's done. I want to always be iterating and working on it and adding new elements. Is there a trick that you like is your like the one that got away or the one that you're like, I just can't like I have a couple jokes like I have this. A document of jokes that I've never been able to make work for whatever reason because like it's too mm-hmm. flammable and the zeitgeist is too incendiary it's this like I have this whole chunk on um, you know kids that were molested by priests like I have mm-hmm. so many jokes it either kills or doesn't kill it's just not the time yet I haven't mm-hmm. cracked it yet for lack of it is right. there like is the is are tricks the same way we're like I have sure. this trick I'm gonna figure it out, but it's just not there yet. Sure. Oh, for some sure. Some take two seconds to figure out. Oh, some sure. take years. Absolutely, and I have I have a similar notebook of ideas of oh, this could be cool someday in the right context, in sure. for the right media, whatever it is. Uh, absolutely, and I think depending on what the individual trick is, the process of creating it could be so different. Sometimes. You know, an idea will come to me in the moment, and the method will come right along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other times, it's like, oh, this would be a cool thing to do. How are we going to do it? That's and sometimes cute. I'll say, well, here are, you know, oftentimes the process will go like this. I'll mm-hmm. be like, okay, here's what I want to do. Here are three ways that I think we could do it well. This is, I think, my favorite way. Now, let me talk with some magic consultants, some magicians. Magic consultants? Respect. That's a job on LinkedIn? Oh, like sure. Like psychics? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, there's such a thing as a magic let consultant. Me, oh, yeah. Let me, let me talk with So are these former magicians? Oftentimes, magicians themselves. On their Tinder profile, it says magicians. Magic totally. consultant. That's how they win over the it's a win all the dates. And they are sure. people that <laughs> just they're know amazing. they're I mean, different people in magic. They're visual people, they're math people, they're setting in different areas. And so depending on what I want to do, I'll call the person who 
you know, I was really, really amazing at that particular thing. And I'll be like, hey, this is this is an idea. Here are some possible ways we can do it. This is what it's for. It's for a TV show or it's mm-hmm. for my live show. Or it's mm-hmm. for, what do you think? What are your thoughts? And oftentimes, you know, everybody's had different experiences performing and working in magic. And mm-hmm. so they might have different perspectives to bring to the table about, well, have you considered this or have you thought about that? And it's, it's that collaboration process. It kind of mm-hmm. goes back to like you were saying before about kind of the competition aspect. And I think people often ask, is it competitive in magic? And I think to a certain extent in any field, there's some competition, but sure. I really, in, in kind of the people who I surround myself with in the magic world, there's so much collaboration. There's so much support. There's so much of a feeling that, you know, we raise each other up and we can make each other better. And there's, there's room for people who are working hard and doing good work. Would you ever date a magician? <laughs> Would you? No. I say no magicians and no no musicians or mu- magicians. No musicians or magicians. Mm-mm. Why? I, I sounds good. Sounds funny. It's a good tweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me, my brain works very well in generalization. So if a relationship goes poorly with a NFL player, I'm like, no NFL player. It's just a way that I trick myself mm-hmm. into, you know, it's funny, our sort of propensity to, you know, uh, surrender to magic. We mm-hmm. have magical thinking every day all the time. That's part mm-hmm. of the one of the things that I'm in recovery for. Could you? Ma- magical thinking about this person that's been unavailable to everybody and that has only proven that they cannot be available for me emotionally. Mm. My love is going to magically mm. change their childhood. You know, magical thinking is something I'm very familiar with. But I think for me, I, I have some hard and fast boundaries that, although I would never want someone to say like, never date female comedians are all crazy. I would be very, I would take umbrage at that um, generalization. But I think for me, I'm like someone that just like, can get away with hiding things for a living. But Probably could, a red flag. Could you imagine two magicians in a fight, though? Like, oh, you're mad? Do these flowers help? And like, <laughs> they just set them on fire. I just wish you liked animals more. Well, I have a bunny right here. Yeah. Get in this box. Get in the yeah. box. <laughs> so I, I'm just curious because sort of in comedy, there's this don't date comedians rule. Don't piss where you drink. I'm just curious. That's so interesting. Like, would you date you? I mean, I do know several magicians who are in really happy, great magician, magician relationships. So mm-hmm. it's possible. There's a couple it's comedian absolutely. comedian relationships, like maybe two. <laughs> maybe two. I mean, there's something to having this like shared passion for something mm-hmm. for sure. Like, do you but. feel this like this, you know, for me, I always say like when I have trouble in intimacy with my relationships, because I always say like I'm closer to a comedian I've never met mm-hmm. than someone that I'm dating and am with and living with who does another vocation just because it's a type of you know when you I have see a special bond with yes it's like we just know you know and it doesn't it's mean we're in love it doesn't mean we need, we're soulmates but there is this sort there of intimacy that is so there. intense because we share these secrets we share this right. you know these proclivities to you know do this thing and right. I'll never be able to explain it to the person who does this right. job as a paralegal or whatever you know what speaking of secrets I have a secret to share with you Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. You okay. are. You. I have never been stressed so stressed out by an interview. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. So you remember last time we were hanging out, we had an in-depth conversation about this idea of hand pockets, and I'm sure. <laughs> 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 <Pocket> <laughs> <hands>. <laughs> you know that a lot of sleight of hand magicians cut 
uh, pockets, in, pockets their hands. in their hands. No, they don't. Yes, they do. So who told you that? A magician who broke no, the code. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. A magician told you yes. that they surgically put pockets in the hands of human beings. <laughs> they Just could. say that loud with me. They you could. tell me how they are making a pocket right here. Tell so me. how do they do it? How, how do they, they make they a quarter? They don't do it. Do not bring the this up. In our you, you want to turn this into a full oasis situation. Okay. Okay, so I know that the good for you viewers and listeners at home might be very familiar with this pocket hands you both had very strong opinions about this yeah, whole some right, pocket some hand debate there was some a, psychotic some sane debate. there was all debate so my uh-huh. secret is this the rift between Benton and I <laughs> I don't have a pocket in my hand we that's exactly if I was a magician with however. pocket hands that's exactly what I would say so for those of you <laughs> that missed that episode um, because you just have make terrible decisions in your life Benton and I on the um, Crystal uh, Smith episode we I went to a party for a very famous pop star there was mm-hmm. a sleight of hand magician there who I'm assuming I don't know a lot about the hierarchy of m- private magic shows but I know in comedy if you're at a celebrity's birthday party, it means you probably are famous, you command a very high fee, and you go perform at their birthday party for a 20 people or something. Mm-hmm. It's always weird. So this magician, I assume because they were at a very famous pop star's home, that they must be a legitimate magician in that circle. He did a trick with a nickel where a nickel disappeared. He had it in his hand and then it disappeared. I'm the sober Virgo who's like, how the fuck is he doing it? How is he doing it? So then he had a couple drinks. This magician who I assume is commanding fifty dollars to $100,000 maybe for a private gig. I don't know if that's called a corporate, whatever. And he drinks in the job. Remember that? Whatever. No big whoop. And then I work my magic and corner him in the kitchen and I was like hey so can you just explain harassment I was like yeah exactly like time's up on me I was like hey can you just explain to me how you did that because I'm a comedian I just kind of have to know we're kind of the same person I'm flirting with him I'm throwing the kitchen sink at this guy trying to figure out a way to manipulate him to tell me finally I think I just annoy him so much that he was like it's a pocket I have a pocket in my hand it's like a it's like a little scar tissue thing where the thing goes and then I think he was messing with you or was he for real Men are liars, so he, I don't know. And then you have a magician, and you're like, wait a second, someone that lies for a living is now all of a sudden being honest with me. That's a <laughs> mind fuck. So I don't know if he was trying to throw me off or if he was trying to placate me to get me to go away. But Whitney's little Virgo brain said, I knew it. I knew I it. I figured it out. <laughs> and so they my. Take all these oaths, but told me this truth. As someone that has thrice had surgery to have pockets in her sternum to put silicon bags in, I'm like, oh, it makes total sense. He built up scar tissue in his hand to make a little pocket where the nickel would go in so he can do sleight of hand. And I'm like, that's perfect. Genius. Well, what was really interesting was that you and Vendon had different thoughts on this whole hand pocket thing. And mm-hmm. I can just speak for myself and saying, I don't have any hand pockets. You in can fact, speak for everyone. As go we were ahead, talking about last time in Vegas, I don't even have pockets in my actual pants we were Would there. you? Like, I know that is so funny. Pockets. You have we some kind of this. pants that are like jeggings <laughs> that have no pockets at all. You have them nowhere. <laughs> Not even actual pockets. But, but no sleeves either, by the way. But may I say, as somebody who, you know, unapologetically flirted with uh, David Blaine and texted with him for a while I'm like okay I know that this is a person that pushes their physicality to yes. the limit he it's did like a, endurance art he too. did it te- he, he did a whole TED yeah. talk about how he learned to hold his breath right. and sort of modify his lungs like, this is someone that is an extreme physical for lack of a better word 
athlete mm-hmm. for the sake of his magic. He learned how to starve himself. He's he shrinked his he's shrunk. Um, what is the past tense of shrinked? Shrunk. He shrunk his <laughs> stomach. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Sorry, oh, yeah, I shrink the kids. I shrink to the kids. He was in ice, like would yeah. pra- like pushing the limits of his physicality. His I know body, that he yeah, puts a sure. a needle or whatever through his hand. He has a hole in his hand that it was developed as as a scar. So in my brain, I just went, oh yes, magicians have little pockets in their hands, their scar tissue, or they get some kind of like prosthetic no-brainer genius and that was uh, what uh, Benton and I's last yeah, conversation was central to that debate right so here's the confession here's the secret I don't have a pocket in my hands but I do have a pocket in my deck of cards I'll show you I'll show you and Miranda Cosgrove is in there Check. Her How entire. did you know? <laughs> are you trying this a secret? She is you know, tiny. Up here. Wait a second. Okay, there's a pocket. Yeah, yeah. So this I'll, is. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. I feel like any admission from a magician is just to throw you off the truth. Yeah, oh. something. It's a is, lie. No, that sounds like a truth to throw you off. This oh, is what I happen. do. This is what they tell liars to do: tell a little bit of the truth or tell something that sounds like a lie in order to make people think you're honest. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Well, you can decide for yourself, but. Ultimately, I'll have you choose a card. Now, of course, if I had you choose a card like this, it would be kind of silly because, of course, I would see exactly the card that you chose, right? So mm-hmm. in order to keep it a secret, rather than choosing them face up, I'll have you choose. Are your hands insured? Isn't that a whole thing with magicians? Because, like, the way that you're able to move your hands, is this an advantage for women that. because you have more nimble hands? I'm just curious about the advantages of women in a male-dominated field. That's an interesting idea. Well, I will say some of the things that traditionally people might think of as disadvantages, for instance, the fact that old-school magic books were often written with men in mind, so they'll be like, reach into your right trouser pocket and your inner yeah, breast Put it between pocket. and your tame, between your dick and your balls. That's where to hide it. <laughs> but I will say that I like to see that as an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity to get creative, to do something differently, to sure. come up with your own way of doing it, which I think is cool and fun and you know part of that whole creative process. So, so I'll show you. You pick out here. Just gr- just grab grab out grab out a card. Benton, help me. Grab it out. It doesn't matter. I always pick the same. Okay. Go pick. for it. I feel like because here's the thing. You know how like the most uh, unused stall is the first one on the right in public bathrooms for whatever reason people assume that it's dirty because it's the first one so they never use it which means it's actually the most clean stall so I always use the first stall like there must be some kind of psychology of what people pick interesting like you know when you go to a psychiatrist and they have like 10 toys on the table the one you pick already gives them a bunch of information I just wonder interesting if you're favorite like if there's something about you i'm just saying if there's the what i'm picking somehow just makes me a basic bitch well in this case i'll just show you kind of the little secret of the hidden pocket in the deck so it doesn't really matter but you can choose anyone that you want really just like reach in. like i want to do something really i mean whatever you like want far really, right the furthest it, so right one really no matter. i think if you want to do that but are there little that. are there little like designs on each card that we haven't noticed on the outside. And I mean, that that would be interesting. In this case, no, because I'm going to show you the, the working. So it doesn't really... I mean, you can pick one. Ben, can you go? It's I'll up to you guys. Up I to would you. pick up like to the you. top one here. The, mo- the one that I one. think le- the least amount of people the would pick, well, you which pick. probably is the most basic shit. Is this the one or do you want to pick a different one? I would pick... Let me, what, uh, what do you think? You know, Benton's a witch. Let Benton pick. It doesn't even matter which one you pick for this trick because I'm going to show you. I would pick... This one. Why? Okay. Give me the logic. This one here. Is Give this me your the logic. final answer? Is that what everyone picks? Yes. Okay, take a look. You can take a look at that card. Don't show it to me. You can show it to Whitney. You can show it to the camera. 
Of course. Okay. Okay. Did you all get to see it? Did the camera see it? Did you see it? It's important that I don't see it, but everybody else can see it. Okay. Did everybody else get a good look? I ate it. Yes? <laughs> you ate it? Was it delicious? Mm -hmm. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Don't show it to me, but I want you, you all to think about it. Red, what are you black, looking red, at? Black. What are you looking at? I'm just looking are you at looking at the muscles in our face? <laughs> Think well, my, about it. Oh, Don't give me any clues. The best poker faces right now. Best poker faces. Oh, we should red, have Botox before that. But hold on. I, 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 I mean, hold on. I'm thinking about the card. Think about it. I, uh, let me see it again. It's red. It's what? red. I just got it. It's red. Why? It's Why? Red. Why? You don't have to say if I'm right a or wrong. A Scientologist. You don't have to say I, if I'm right I or can. wrong. You don't have to even give me any clue, right or wrong. Heart. Diamond, diamond but how do you know I'm not thinking about something else on purpose? You can well, try. Because it's right at the end. You can try. You Are can we all this like legible different. visually? Let me see that again because I forget the color. I want left. Okay, got it. Got, it. got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Think about it. Red heart diamond. Is there something heart. on the top of the card? I'm gonna go with. Don't don't go I'll with it. You. Don't go with anything. I'm already stressed out. Look at me. Why do you need to look at me? There's no because, way my face is well, telling you this. Well, it's funny at this point. Because it's thick. Because you're so... But how do you know I'm thinking about it? I am thinking about it, but I'm trying not to. Okay, you can try not to. Stop it. Okay, okay, a psycho. So I have Botox. I use eye cream. I am people. I am known for my the fact that my face doesn't move. So it can't be looking at muscles in the face. Is it the king of hearts? Yes, it is. It is the king of hearts. Okay, wait, wait. Let's... No, but here's the thing: if even if you do know her acting is here, too good, you can it put is. it here. You can put it back. Put it back. You, did you back, take right? acting classes at Yale? You can you act like a magician? I'll show you something that we'll oftentimes do. Right? If I have you put the card in the deck, and then I put the deck back in the box, mm -hmm. I can do a secret move. Right? And the secret move, essentially, just now, even though I had you put it back, where'd you put it back in the deck? I don't even remember. Yeah. Just like you stuck <laughs> it in stuck the middle in somewhere. Yeah. You just like stuck it in anywhere you wanted. But what's really cool is that... Sounds uh, like a male comedian. I was going to say. Wait, just like that. <laughs> I used some sleight of hand to get your card right to the bottom of the deck. And I'll show you, this is the secret, right? So I got your card to the bottom of the deck using that secret sleight of hand. But my favorite part is that you marked it. And again, you put it in the middle somewhere, right? My favorite part is that the reason that I'm able to sometimes get a peek at a card is because there is something built right into the card box itself. Now, it's almost imperceptible to the human eye. So I'm going to draw it for you so you can kind of Mention I noticed everything. Are you explaining Outline something? It? Because I feel like she's explaining a trick as a way to do another okay, trick. Yeah, there's no way she would explain. There's no way she would explain this. This is one of us is about to catch on fire. I don't like this. I know. So this is the I don't like this. If a magician is explaining a trick, there's a cost to this. Am I infertile now? Am I barren? This is a this is the secret pocket. In fact, it's like a tiny little door. I'll make it cute. In fact, I'll make it little adorable. Make it cute. Oh, you're making it like me. Add a little knob to a it, nub? right? A little, a little uh, handle to the door, right? Okay. And then what's cool is that if you, if you take the cards, and again, if you're able to do that secret sleight of hand move, right? And if with that secret sleight of hand move, I can move your card right to the bottom of the deck, then what's really cool is that when I draw and show you this door that, again, imperceptible, you can barely see it, but all I have to do to get a peek at your card is, you know, you can either look at your expressions like we were doing before, but the other I thing is you put it in the middle of the deck and I might be able to just 
secretly sleight of hand, move it to the bottom, and then through this little hidden pocket in the deck of cards, I can just open it up and take a peek at your card. So I just take a peek at your king of hearts. And you can see, like, you just open up the tiny little door. <laughs> you just so, peek at it. And so then what you want to do, though, is if you do it this way, right, if you're not looking at the expressions and doing it the way that we first did it, if you're doing it this way and you get the card to the bottom and you, you then open up this tiny little mm -mm. door and you get a peek, you no. have to make sure that nobody sees you get the peek, right? So what you'll do in that case is you'll do it up here. So make sure that you do it up here so that nobody sees you get that peek. That's really important. And then what you want to make sure to do, this is, this is really essential, is... You want to make sure to clean up. Why? Why? Just like this. Why? I just knows where that hidden pocket door. I'm unhappy. Is. Get that away from me. Are your cards open? I'm trying. I'm about to watch this. No. Okay. Benton's a, <laughs> Benton. Benton is about to do a trick. So I'm just gonna shuffle it because. I mean, the only thing important. I know about cards. We used to play bloody knuckles with cards. Okay. Well. <laughs> That's not magical. No more about it's just sad. My act, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, so Whitney, I'm just gonna have you. Um, oh, okay. You're you're really gonna try I'm to just, do a magic trick tried. in front of a professional I've magician. So much. You got this. Okay, Benton. look, I know how to I do this. You, Benton. Oh, see? Benton the magical. I used to be good at okay, this. Okay, these are really beautiful cards. Sorry. Um, oh, I'm so glad you like them. I saw the Whitney. First you can pick any card you want out okay. of these out of this deck that is. I, you know me very well. This, this is not going to be about magic. It's going to be about any cards you want. There are. How many but you're looking. You're looking. It has. Look, that's what she did. But you have to flip it over. I don't think that's true. Oh, I need to look away. Yeah, <laughs> look away while I pick it. Okay, this is my trick, and I do it how I want. Benton, there's no way this is going to be a trick. Okay, you first, this, of all, first of all, first of all, this I is arrogant. This is like about, when reality about, stars trying to do stand -up. Think about your um, a, a lover. Think about a friend. What? Ooh. Think about. Can I'm never friends with my. I'm not friends with my lovers. Lovers and friends are completely different things. Show the camera and everyone else the card. Okay. Okay. I got it. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now you just, you're going to put the card back in here? You're just guessing. You're gonna, this no, is I'm not, not. you're totally improvising. <laughs> I'm not. Benton, this is ridiculous. I'm not improvising. I need to put the card back you're in gonna, here. Okay. Put the card back in here. What's your strategy? Put the card back in here. Okay. For my first strategy, for you to follow instructions. Okay. Okay. The only thing you have on your side is that I'll forget my card. Would <laughs> <laughs> you show it to everybody else? Yes, okay? I did. So now the thing about cards is that you want to understand that they are all different. Why are you blinking? They, they, stop, <laughs> you stop not we blinking. We each have. A unique, um, they have a unique spirit, a unique essence about the card. Do you understand? Sure. That's how cards are. That's so not true, magic, but okay. You wouldn't understand. They're just pieces of paper. So, yeah. No, no, these are not. Okay. But you touch this card, so now this card is going to have a little bit of you on it. Do you understand? Sure. There's a little, there's a little bit of Whitney in, in that card. Sad. So I'm going to listen to see which card is the loudest. Okay. <laughs> which card is, oh, here. No. Okay. This is the right one here. that's trying to get attention. Yeah. yeah. Trying to and stick now, it. Is this your card? It's not, but it's very it close. close. Benton, here's what I'll say, Benton. <laughs> really it is actually very, it was close. very, very close. Here's what I'll say. It's eerily close. close. I was four of hearts. And, Super close. And when you divide that between two people on the that podcast. That is actually true. That is actually not bad. Because this podcast is about heart. Did you that ever heart, think about being about. a magician? No. I've oh. never thought about being a star. Okay. Um. <laughs>
<laughs> but here's what I'll say. Being a magician is, as a woman, let me ask you, are there certain advantages to being a woman? This is going to sound sexist. It's going to be a not, it's going to be, a, this is a problematic conversation. I think being a, a female comic, people are always like, isn't it hard being a female comic? Yes, it is. Absolutely. You're in the hallway with a bunch of dudes and you're the, you know, you're, um, every guy goes on and is like, fuck whores and whatever. But in a way, there is a slight benefit in that you don't have to worry about people stealing your jokes because mm -hmm. there's so few females that if you just speak from your heart and are specific, you at least don't have to worry about people stealing your jokes because they can't because most it's mostly men, right? So are there any advantages to being a woman that just... Oh, sure. Absolutely. I think there are advantages, disadvantages, both. I mean, I think for me, one of the advantages is getting the chance to get creative and as far as method, take mm -hmm. something where... You know, oftentimes if I'm out at an event, I might not be wearing, as we were talking about, like a jacket with an inner breast coat pocket. So the traditional way Interesting. to accomplish something, I might have to come up with a new way to do it, which for me is fun and creative. Because you don't have the, the you're not wearing the clothes right. that most exactly. guys wear. A lot of magic was designed sure. around wearing suits. For sure. And, and sleeves and pockets. And pockets. Like wow. I make a point now, I very rarely actually wear sleeves because there's that thing about magicians having something up their yeah. sleeve. And so I'm like, okay, I want to make sure. because. I would oftentimes, if I used to wear sleeves, people would be like, oh, did you put that up your sleeve? And I'd be like, no, I didn't. So I want mm -hmm. to make sure. Uh, so that's one. I think, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I think there are, there are several. I had one just a minute ago. What was it? I'm curious about the male-dominated fields where being a woman actually has its advantages. <laughs> just say jobs. Jobs. Jobs, sorry. <laughs> but I did get a couple opportunities that I didn't deserve because they needed to check a box and put a woman on the lineup, you well, know? Here's, here's when you were something. a typist. I was right when I was a secretary. <laughs> but I had to nail it and hit it out of the park, but I found myself going like, oh, I don't necessarily deserve to be on this lineup, but they need a girl and there's so few. Well, here's something. I think... Going back to the idea of being true to who you are, mm -hmm. that really comes across. But how do you know who you are? You're 31. How do you know that? <laughs> how do you know this? So I, Sorry, uh, thanks. Uh, I think... I think part of the being true to who I am is, for example, you know, I, I think there are so many different ways to be a magician and there are so many different ways to be a woman in magic. And for me, As you know, part, of, <laughs> well, part of it is, you know, being true to who I am. I want to incorporate in my show magic that involves the dress that I'm going to wear sure. or the lipstick or whatever, you know, things that are kind of more feminine because that really is a part of who I am. Yeah. So I think it does kind of provide an opportunity and again, I think anybody of any gender can just be who they are and kind of make that their unique thing. But I do think as a as a woman, it's like, okay, first of all, like we were saying, if you don't have the traditional pockets, gives you an opportunity to come up with new ways of doing things. Sure. A new creative challenge, um, which is, I like to see it as an exciting thing because you can kind of innovate and do something different. Sure. But also it's like, okay, you can incorporate these aspects of you that might be a part of who you are that are more feminine. Uh, that you know, and, and you don't have to be feminine, but in my case, I enjoy you know wearing sure. lipstick for the show and fun dresses and costumes. So being able to sort of incorporate that element of who I am into the work I do is fun. What's up with the song "The Women in Half"? Like it's like it's. And where it's did a, it go? And by the way, I, not that I'm against it. I just feel like there are certain things like that make comedy. Um, historically uh, memorable where you go like, oh, you complained about your wife or, you know, like things that just, what is the song, the woman in half thing? You know, there is an interesting history to it. Uh, and especially because the song in half illusion just recently celebrated its 100th anniversary of existing. 
Wow. So, 100th anniversary from like the the moment it was created, and there are so many different variations of the Being song in heaven. And by the way, I remember last time in Vegas, you were like, "Can you sell me in half? We should totally do it." I'm dying to. Well, so if we were to do a sh- do an episode or like a thing in your yeah. show where you saw me in half, how long does it take Let's to like rehearse it. that? Do I sign a waiver? Well, that depends. So there are different ways to saw you in half. I mean, we could do something where it's just like, show up and let's saw you in half. And I do nothing? I don't have to know sure. anything? Well, that's yeah. pretty real. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's, that's like that when, I got, my, when I got my boobs done. I was like, just <laughs> saw me in half and yeah, please make sure I have like, a different body when I wake up. Yeah, we can, we can do it. Yeah. Well, we can totally do it. Yeah, that's, that's what, so that's so, what so if you're going to saw me in half, I know nothing about the process of how it's done. That's a possibility. I just lay now, there. Can you saw in half do long way? I can just take an ambient and lie there and you do the rest. I mean that that is one way of doing it for sure. And I'm again, dying there are so to. many different ways of achieving an effect. You know how many people right. want to see me get sawed in half? And how many people Probably want to see me get murdered? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, well, you know, they, they always say in magic that, you know, anybody can saw somebody in half. The impressive part is the putting them back together. So yeah, sure, we can people together. together. Sure, we'll make sure you know to put you back intact, all in one piece. Do you feel 100%. like there are stereotypes about magicians? Oh sure, absolutely. Like oh, what? Sure. Like there are stereotypes about any. Of field, course, comedians person, for sure. I'm just curious what they are. For sure. I mean, I think I think sometimes what is people this? think of. <laughs> are you watching this? Yes, but I want to know the stereotypes about magicians. You know what they call this, by the way, this move right here. No. Arthritis. Oh, Pre-arthritic. <laughs> um, At what age do you have to start in terms of your hands wait, doing what you're t- Go back to stereotypes about. stereotypes about magicians. Okay. I think oftentimes people will think of that sort of classic magician, top hat, bunny rabbit mm-hmm. thing. And I think there's so many different ways to do magic and different sure. ways to present what you do. So, you know, like we were talking about David Blaine before. He's totally not that. David Copperfield, totally not that. And yet, David Copperfield and David Blaine and Penn and Teller are all so different from each other. So, mm-hmm. I think, you know, when people experience magicians in real life, I think, you know, seeing a few magic shows, you'll get a sense for the variety and kind of the diversity within the magic community and how many different ways there are to be a magician because that stereotype of just like, you know, a guy with a vest with playing cards sure. and a bunny and a hat. I mean, nothing against those things if that's the way that you want to present. That's I, I'm not I'm not judging any particular way of presenting. I'm just saying there are so many different ways of being a magician. And I think that's really cool because it gives you that creative freedom to yeah. kind of be who you are and share things and share stories and connect with people in the way that feels best to you. Is there anything you do, Judge? Like, uh, like is there any, like, trick that like 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 all the magicians are like that's such a hack trick like everyone does it's like, like when convenience you joke yeah. about homeless people it's like, like you're just like, like we've all food. of course you did that trick and like people might like it but like amongst magicians it's just like eh. i mean i think yeah again in any field it's it's similar i mean there are always certain, certain but what's the trick things. i want to be judgmental what is- <laughs> tell <laughs> us so when we see it we can be like reveal. Magician can't reveal their Is secrets. there a, like, so let me just ask you a question. So yeah. if you, so comedians, if you steal a joke, mm-hmm. that is the worst thing you can do. And then the comedy democracy weighs in. Like comedians say something and once you are accused of stealing, like that is the most mm-hmm. um, sort of unacceptable thing you can do in comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. there is a, you're, you've lost respect from other comedians and that is the ultimate rock bottom. It, what is it in with magic? That yeah, will make you lose the respect of other magicians, mm-hmm. even if it's something that kills with the audience. Yeah, I think I think it's similar in that, you know, I always 
really make an effort. Like a lot of magic is sort of built on, like we were saying, those kind of foundational principles and those ideas. So sure. if there is ever something that I want to do, particularly if it's for television or you know something that that is broadcast. You know, I, of course, will, like, it's so important to me to check with sort of the person whose ideas I might be building on mm -hmm. and be like, hey, this is something I'm interested in. Is that cool with you? And oftentimes, like, it's a really generous, awesome community of people who are like, oh, my gosh, I'm excited to see you How do that. That's wonderful. There? Hmm. How many? Total? How many that can do an hour of magic um, and dazzle? Ooh. Like 10, 50 comedians, the number of people that can do stand up for an hour and kill every 20 seconds is maybe what 100 200 oh wow that's a lot i would have i would have been like maybe 50 less yeah <laughs> yeah 35 that's a really good question like how many are there that can I actually i don't know the answer i don't know the it's answer probably to under question. 100 i don't know because again it's such a different skill set like there are some magicians who specialize in and pretty much exclusively do magic for let's say social media which is which is great for them as well like i think it's whatever direction you want to go awesome um, and then there are other magicians who specialize in doing live shows. And then there are magicians who do a combination. Sure. And, you know, so I wow. think it's it's a hard question to answer because there are so many, again, different mediums sure. through which you can do magic. So... How would like some... Oh, how would I'm obsessed <laughs> with this. Who's the first one? Who's like, I think comedians, we really look to Joan Rivers and Richard Pryor. Who are the first... Mm -hmm. Like, Houdini matter to you? Oh, sure. Like, are there Houdini certain, is legendary Like, who's the Richard Pryor of magicians? Oh, man. Houdini definitely was an expert at PR. He was really known for his escapes. Stunts, But he yeah. also just knew how to market. Sure. And I think, you know, they, it's the classic thing about show business, business being the longer word. I mean, so much of, I think, being a magician, and I'm sure comedy similar, it's the advertising, the marketing, the sure. promoting, the... You know, in, in Vegas, they'll sometimes say, like, getting butts in seats. But yeah. it's about the, you know, being able to get people to the show because i think of magicians as kind of introverts yeah. and then i'm now realizing how much socialization you have to do with people with buyers oh, with for press sure. with for everything sure. how media yeah. friendly you have to be because like comedians yeah. are the same way i think comedians the ones that do really well ultimately on the internet or whatever the bill burrs and the tom segores of the world they did well at knocking mm -hmm. it out of the park on local radio stations like mm -hmm. when they were doing local press local tv right. and that went viral like you also just have to be really good with people and really good with television mm, that's really interesting i think i think part of it for me this is interesting because it'll kind of go full circle to earlier on we were talking about sort of how did i go from the college experience to the doing magic full-time and working out those practical realities mm -hmm. and when i was in my junior and senior years of college, I was really seriously thinking, okay, where do I want to launch this full-time career? And I determined, like, Vegas is this magic mecca. It is this place, like we were saying, more magicians per square foot than sure. anywhere. So many people to collaborate with, doing exciting creative projects. I'm like, that's where I'd love to be. But I didn't, I, I, I thought to myself, Okay, I grew up on the East Coast. Again, I, I didn't, you know, grow up in Las Vegas. I didn't, I didn't have all the connections there, but I thought, let me just reach out. Let me genuinely pitch an idea and a concept that I think could work really, really well and, and could be a really mutually beneficial thing. And let me just reach out to as many people as I can, as many hotels and properties as I can. Like and if hustling. I get a bunch of no's, that's totally fine. In fact, they don't know me. We don't, you know, they don't know me personally. It's okay. If I just need one yes, 
If I get 40 no's, if I get 50 no's, but where did you fine, get that? I just what need book? one yes. Your parents? And like, so, why would you, where would you naturally come to that conclusion? Well, I just really cared about it. I was just determined to make it happen Sorry. because it really mattered to me. So I was just like, okay, it doesn't matter. And, and sure enough, when I reached out, and a lot of times it was cold calling, you know, and I'm like 19, 20, you know, I'm in college. I'm in my dorm room in New Haven, Connecticut, making calls and sending emails of media stuff to people in Las Vegas who I didn't know, just saying, hey, I would love to do a show. Here's, you know, here, here's what I can offer. And my goal at that point was just, can I get them to sit down in a room with me face to face? Because I felt like if we can sit down, if we can get to know each other and kind of make that personal connection that's my best shot at making this happen and really mm -hmm. pitching this in a successful way and fortunately you know sure enough i as expected got a bunch of no's got a bunch of people who you know they don't know me it's not well, a no thing, but they're no, like no means we're scared well, to to bank on a female magician i mean i don't know if it was about being a female magician or just that i mean depending on the particular venue they had different concerns one of them was like, well we've never done this before we don't have the space for it we don't have the right budget whatever it is mm -hmm. whatever it is. i mean lots of different reasons that you might not do that with somebody you don't know you don't have a personal connection with but i thought let me just let me just pitch and, and put it out there and, and reach out and be just kind of proactive and persistent about it so i reached out got a bunch of no's and I ended up getting my first yes was for a property called the Wyndham Grand Desert Resort. And mm -hmm. so I flew out during my spring break, break uh, I flew out during my spring break of senior year to Las Vegas to meet with this person. Wow. And we had this meeting and I, you know, had some had some magic in my uh, bag of tricks to share and pitched my concept for a show. And he said, We've never done this before, but We'll give it a shot. Let's see how it goes. And then about a month enough. into that, you know, so I knew when I moved out to Vegas because I, I didn't want to move out and be like, what do I do now? So yeah. I wanted to have something said. So I knew when I moved out to Vegas that I had one weekly show. Every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, I knew I would be doing a show at this particular property. And the value proposition there was, let me contact some of the maybe smaller properties, some of the properties that, that might not be directly on the strip and let me reach out to them and say, hey, I can offer something that, you know, is an all ages show where the guests at your property don't have to travel all the way to the strip. They have something fun and convenient right here on property. They can stay yeah. right here and enjoy it's a magic friendly. show. Is that a big part of it? Oh, sure. Absolutely. And it's and it's not a kid's show, but it's totally appropriate for kids. It's mm -hmm. good for all ages, whether you're seven or 70. Doesn't matter. Um, I think to Whitney's question, who in your life did you yeah. see going and not stopping and trying and trying and trying something that made you be like, well, what that's how you proof? get something. What was the data that people want to see this? Are you the first? Well, I just... Are you the first? Well, I, I mean, again, there have been so many amazing magicians doing amazing things on who I've looked Female up to. Female magicians? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are amazing women in magic. A hundred years ago? I mean, even take Adelaide Herman as, as a good example. That was a hundred years ago. But, oh, but there have been many since. <laughs> many you, since. Are many, 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 many Well, you since. said you're the only one right now the residency. At, at, at the moment. But what, what I think was really cool about the experience of going to Vegas and having this first show is that once there was a working model for the first show, about a month in, I was in conversations and talks with some other properties, but we hadn't sort of sealed the deal and finalized it. And at that point, I could go to them and say, hey, it's working really well at this first place. We have a working model. Are you open to it now? Mm -hmm. And then the second property, there's a property called the Marriott's Grand Chateau. And they said, cool, yeah, we'll give it a try. And then I got a second weekly show after that to the third one at 
place called the Cancun Resort. And so ended up doing those for a few years what before the Westgate show opportunity came along. Do you film yourself and send them the video or they see the ticket counts and or they see the... It depends. Like, it depends on the venue. I remember at one of them I did, I offered to do a show for their employees to show them, to say, this is what I can, this is what I can provide. And so I did a show for their employees and it went really well. Blow and they said, mind. great, we'll do a once a week show. So I was able to do, I knew I had kind of as my bread and butter, these set shows that I would at Wednesday at seven o'clock and Thursday at seven o'clock and Saturday, at, you know, that I would have these things I knew I could count on. And then I could travel and I could do corporate shows and college shows and private parties corporate and sort of work that around. Can you, what is the weirdest corporate show you've had? Ooh, weirdest. Doing stand-up for corporate shows is very weird because you're kind of on a date with everyone and just flirting with them. What is doing magic at a corporate show? I don't think people understand. You're walking into a situation where it's like, it could be 10 board members of a tech company in Vegas. It could sure. be in a, like the circumstances are so bizarre and often it's just so weird. Or you go to Dubai and you're doing comedy for 50 people in front of a fountain with a moat and like someone gives a big the performance in the beginning about like who the best employee is and then you have to give out whatever it's always weird <laughs> where did you develop the skill to be able to do corporate events oh, well i think it's also about choosing the material right so for instance if you're doing a corporate event you might do different magic than you might do in a theater setting with a resident show where you can you know it, that's a very controlled environment mm -hmm. sure. that you know exactly the conditions that you're going into whereas you show up for a situation that's not your home base situation you don't have your team and, you don't have all your right, lighting exactly and so you have you have certain material where you're like cool this is versatile this will work i can make it work under different conditions mm -hmm. one of the things i've had a lot of fun doing at corporates is ceo appearances so if you have whether it's the ceo of the company or a special you know, person who might be giving a keynote speech, whatever it is, if they want to magically appear, we can do a fun thing where we customize it to their company and make them oh, appear. And I've had so much fun doing that. I love that. that. Like, I love customization. I'll give you just a quick example, right? So you can it's do all nightmare. these, like, fun. Please don't do this again. I can't handle it. Oh, while we're doing this, um, I still th I'm still never talking to Marina Cosgrove Do you again. think, uh, can I know if, if, if magicians and psychics, do they have a beef? Do they have a beef? There's a question among magicians about, like, for me, I don't want anybody to truly believe that I have psychic powers. I want them to have fun. I want them to have the experience, but I don't want to kind of use it in a weird way where they believe that I am a psychic. Like, that's sure. not my goal. Let yeah. me ask you, is it, what's the difference between magician, illusionist? <sighs> so different people prefer different terms. Okay. For me, call me either one. I do illusions. I also do is that like, like, like drag queen female impersonator. <laughs> I just mean, but, uh, but, but I have a mentalist that I used to hire for bachelorette parties, sorry, and not a magician, a mentalist. He was very specific about mm -hmm. calling him that. And mentalist means like you focus on mind reading magic, or you focus on reading the mind, doing things that involve the mind. And I think an illusionist is more traditionally defined as a magician who does big illusions, whether that's, you know, a big box prop of sawing someone in half or making someone appear, you know, large grand stage illusions would be traditionally an illusionist. Sure. And then a magician, as I think more of a broad term, could be sleight of hand magic, could be stage magic, could be street magic. But as far as the terms, you know, different people have different preferences. And uh, for me, call me a magician, illusionist. Did you have a plan Trevor. B? What if this didn't work out? You know, it's... What if it's the odds kicked in? So when I was 16, I had the opportunity... I had this wonderful mentor in magic who 
led our young magicians group. His name was Albert Lasher. And he, when I was growing up, he was, you know, in his 80s and was just such an amazing, kind, giving, generous person. And he cared so much about helping us as magicians. And I remember he helped to coordinate a meeting with David Blaine, who I admired so much. And I remember some advice that he gave me when I was a teenager, and I've never forgotten it. And even though, you know, many people will say, well, make sure to have a plan B, that's the practical thing. He gave me really great advice, which was don't have a plan B. Just really, truly go all in on your plan A. Like really just make it work. Do anything Unless you can do to make plan you, A I want you to get plan B right <laughs> now. <laughs> but I thought, you know what? It just, that idea to just really give everything you have to that plan A because you want it so much and sure. you, you care about it so much that you'll work so hard to make it happen. I think that, you know, that's part of that answer to the oh, question yeah. of like, what makes you push past the nose to get to that yes yeah, that is like you have to just not get discouraged by the nose you have to just be like okay it's part of the process it's expected like roadblocks will happen in any career in any life but if you really are just persistent enough and you care about it enough and you really think you're bringing something that hopefully will you know make people happy and provide value to them then just just go after it give your plan a everything you've got as a com- as a as a comedian there's certain things that are like markers of like i've made it i got my hbo special i got my netflix special i have a you know whatever what are the markers as a magician like i got um mm. america's got yeah. talent i got a residency obviously what are the like markers that we may not understand that mean a lot for me my dream ever since i was a kid as i i always really dreamed of having a las vegas residency because vegas is this magic capital of the world and i feel so incredibly grateful to have the chance to do my show in vegas because it is a special city like there is so much magic in vegas there's so and so much sadness there's a ma- there, there vegas is such a complicated city because there's you'll see the most incredible things you've ever seen and you'll see the saddest things you've ever seen. I mean, when you and I were, Benton has this ability to um, notice things that are mm. like a once in a lifetime wild blunder on it's someone's rock bottom and I don't even notice it. So when you and I were talking at three in the morning in the Mirage <laughs> lobby, Benton's like, did you see the girl that just crawled by? I'm like, no, I didn't see that. Like I, it's my dream. Um, to have seen that. He'll be like, did you not see the girl that was holding the goldfish in about a half an inch of water? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I didn't see that. Like, is being... That was horrible. It's a lot of... I feel like Ooh. Vegas would break my hope, break my faith in human beings because sometimes you see people at their worst. But you also see them at their best. And I, the, the interesting thing about living and working in Vegas is that it's so different from what I imagined Vegas would be before I knew it. Because I think people think about Vegas. They think about the strip. They think about the clubs and the parties and the wild Bachelorette parties. Like this is where sure. you go to sort of purge your deepest proclivities and do your grossest things and before you and, get married. And there, there are bachelor, bachelorette parties. There are clubs. There are parties. But there's so much more to Las Vegas. And especially since moving there, it feels like such a home. Like yeah. outside of the strip there are you know, it's, a, it's a community there are nursery schools and there are supermarkets and just kind of normal community sure. things which i think when people think of vegas like sometimes friends who haven't seen me in vegas will be like oh so do you like live in the casino and just like party all the time yeah. and i'm like not not really uh, i you know i love doing my show uh but other than that it's like living in vegas feels like a home feels like a community what it's, shows it's more impress than, you 
So many. Like, are there shows you watch? So you're like, many. I have no idea how they did that. Like, I'm blown away. How do you blow? Like, the same way a comedian, it's very hard for us to go see a comedy show and, like, actually laugh instead of just get jealous of, like, I wish I had thought of that. Like, what makes you get out of your own head and actually just be a fan? Oh, is it Blue Man so Group? Many. Is it River Dance? Is it Absinthe? Is it... There's so Magic many Mike, different shows. Whatever. So I love seeing other shows. Like on my dark nights, I love going out. Which and is what seeing, Monday? Which is <laughs> well, Monday? It's funny you say Mondays because there's actually a show in Vegas called Mondays Dark because it's named after the fact that so many magicians have Mondays as their dark performing day, and so magicians will ma not just magicians, magicians and performers of all kinds, singers, dancers, will perform at Mondays Dark for a good cause. Which actually brings me back to when you were saying, like, what are those milestones? For me, magic in Vegas, like having a residency was something that I really dreamed of and that was, you know, something I'm super grateful for. Um, another one is, you know, we've talked about the Magic Castle mm -hmm. and we actually just went a couple of nights ago. How was that? So much fun. And, I, and I've loved, like the last time I was there before this, I was performing. But this time we were just there. I was just there as a guest and had just so much FYI, fun. Just FYI, Magic Castle is a place in Los Angeles that in order to go, you have to get a reference from a magician. Thankfully, I'm friends with Justin Credible, who is now Justin Willman. I'm sorry if he's, I'm like dead so naming great. or something. Yeah. But I have, whenever I am dating a new guy, I say, hey, Justin, can you hook me up with the Magic Castle? Because it's kind of impressive to be able to go. The food is horrendous but you go and you can pop into every room and see incredible magic they say you have to dress in cocktail attire if you wear jeans that's they like will, being at my house they will they will provide tommy bahama uh, uh, uh pleated slacks that you have to wear or some weird blazer or some weird tie if you don't they're very serious about dressing up and i think there's they something are. fascinating about magic about this this as comedians like the idea you know i think for us it's like the shittier we dress, the funnier we are. We're going to wear hoodies and pajamas and flip-flops and not, you know, there's a certain kind of um, self-deprecating energy. Whereas magicians, there's like a, you dress up and this mm -hmm. is something where you are respectful and you are um, showing up with your best self. So if you right. show up not in formal attire, they will give you some dead man's blazer to wear. And they're not joking. And around. the Magic Castle, like, it owns what it is. It is that Victorian mansion where you kind of feel like it's you incredible. step back in time and everybody's all dressed up. And what to me it's is like really being cool. cool. It's like being in the movie Clue. Sorry. Thank you. Fair. <laughs> what to me is really cool about the Magic Castle is that it's a venue dedicated solely to magic. Mm -hmm. And as a magician, what an awesome thing to be at a place where everybody is there specifically to see magic. Correct. Mm -hmm. And I had so much fun performing there. You know, when you perform at the Magic Castle, we did 21 shows in a week. Wow, and that's crazy. And the audiences were so receptive. They were there because they specifically they wanted magic. to see mm -hmm. magic and they love it. And I had such a blast. It was so much fun. What do you find when people, would you find that someone is um, resistant to magic? Mm -hmm. What is that? Like, what's Ooh. the common denominator in people? Is it gendered? Is it like, well, I know how you did that. Like, as a comedian, there's a lot of times people will heckle you because they mm. can't stand you being the center of attention or they need to debunk what you're saying or, like, whatever. They need to be yeah. part of the show. What have you learned about human nature being a magician? Well, I think as a magician, there's there's kind of this weird, interesting power dynamic that could happen where mm -hmm. it's like, I know the secret. I'm going to fool you with it. And yeah. so... I really want to overcome that. And most of the magicians who I, you know, am friends with and, and talk with and collaborate with, like, we have the feeling that 
it's not ultimately about the fooling. It's, you know, for, for that person who might come into the show initially and be like, I just want to figure out how the tricks work. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to sit back. I just want to figure it out. Monster. And <laughs> no, I mean, and, and everybody has a right to experience it the way they want to experience it. But I think if the magician comes out and the magician isn't like, I am the all powerful, I have to fool you, you know, I, then I think those people who initially are like, I have to figure it out, even if they're still curious about the workings, they won't be like as insistent on it because they'll realize that, oh, that's not the magician's goal mm -hmm. primarily. Like, not that I don't want to be fooling. I want to do super strong magic. I want to amaze people without a doubt. That feels like a prerequisite to sure. being a good magician. But beyond that, like, I want to create a meaningful experience. I want people right. to leave the show having fun. And I think if people sense that, they can kind of let their guard down. And I think that's what allows, like, the inner kid to come out in people is when they sense that you're not trying primarily to just fool them. Right, right, it's right. about more than... Well, so those people them. suck. Like, stay home. <laughs> I know, but but it's, it is also human nature to be... Like, the ego comes in of, like, I need to know how this is done, you know? Mm. And I'm just curious about if it's different for a woman and a man, which you can never sort of explain, but curious that as someone that was in a traditionally masculine job or masculine position or alpha position is there struggles with dating i know it's hard in any profession to date but being in a traditionally masculine job did you find that people were weird about your profession sorry your husband or sorry fiance sorry is here have you struggled with with being a magician in your personal life in my personal life that's interesting i to me, it's just it's just something that I care about so much mm -hmm. that I think you know anybody who I would date in any sort of serious way, hopefully would you know support me in that in the same way that I'd want to support them in what they do. So or to instance, get unwanted attention from someone that was you know like I'm just curious if yeah, you know for me I always want to tell people like yes if you want to pursue a, a job that is a traditionally male profession you're going to have to embrace some traditionally male qualities or do it on your terms and you have to deal with some the workshop test of doing that and you're gonna need someone who's really strong, who's okay with you mm. knowing something that they don't know. Interesting. With you being able to do something that they can't they do, can. which sometimes is emasculating and that's just, it is what well, it is. Well, what I love about, I mean, I love many things about Dylan, but one of the things that I love about Dylan is that he just supports my magic and he doesn't, he's not focused on like, I need to know the secrets. He's very much one of those just like, show me the magic. I'll have fun with it. I'll be in the moment. Like, and it, and it came out from the first moment we met. So we first met on the set of a talk show. He was at the time hosting a local late night Vegas podcast slash talk show. And so you made we, robots. <laughs> You're a programmer. He's a yeah, programmer, data scientist. But as a How did you meet? fun project. So I was booked to do magic on this talk show. And so I show up and our first meeting is when he's like, our next guest is Jenker, and I walk out, and we have it filmed, and we like shake hands, and oh, it's that no, first you met on meeting. camera, and then you had this chemistry, yeah. and it made it awkward. Well, what was really interesting is that I did magic on the show, and from the first moment of performing for him, I could see that he is so just like a kid at heart in the absolute best Where's possible he from? way. What, what Scandinavian country? Uh, from Utah. Utah, uh, yeah, sweet, Salt Lake, same Park thing. City area. Yes, he feels, same thing. He feels so Scandinavian to me. <laughs> Wait, are we getting well, more magic? You know what? The people once are here for you the asked magic. Me, it's funny, I actually wasn't going to do this, but once you were asking about how Dylan and I met, 
I thought it might be fun to show you the very first magic trick that I yeah. showed to Dylan. Oh, God. Well, I feel like we cut off a magic first. trick too. I just think it's important because women that, that are in traditionally male-dominated fields, things do get awkward when you're like, I'm a female comedian and everyone's like, you know, like I'm just curious your experience. Has I'm that a female like, butcher. You're like, that, what? Yeah, has that, scared, <laughs> has that scared men off? Do you ever feel like it's made it awkward? Like, I'm just so well, curious. I feel like any... Any person I'd want to be in a serious relationship with would be somebody who is supportive of it and is cool with it and who recognizes why like, I do hey, it and I'm why I care liar. about her. If you're yeah. in love with me, that's a red flag. That's like, <laughs> yeah. Now go feed my pigeons. Yeah, what's going on with you? <laughs> Again, magicians are honest liars. I'm like, We're I'm all dumb. magicians. I'm as soon as I take to. out my bra, guy's like, what? <laughs> that was a magic trick. That was a push-up bra. Magic. <laughs> Voila, abracadabra. So, so this is a trick you did to your yes. now I, I wasn't even planning on doing it, but Be since honest. you asked about how we first met, this is the very first trick that mm. I ever did for Dylan. So, Shit. deck of cards. Are we going to end up engaged too? <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. You never know. No. You never know. <laughs> no one's that magical. <laughs> so, all these different cards. And for this, doesn't matter if I see which card you pick. I've seen the trick before. All good. Any card you want. Okay. Um, is there one that you like in particular? I don't, this do. is like when Up you go to a therapist and they have all these toys on the desk and you pick one and it says everything about you, but you don't know what it says. Don't worry. I wrote, I won't read into it. I like Anyone Jay. I like Jack's. Jack of I like cards. Um, Jack right. of Hearts. What does that say about me? Ooh. It says that you You like are... young men. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't he the clown? The silly That's goose? the joker. Okay. Yeah. Well, Joaquin Phoenix is hot as shit. Maybe it's like a... We like went a, to the same trainer and he smoked during his training session. I thought it was hot. What does that say about me? Well, maybe it's like a Rorschach test. Like whatever you think... You, like whatever you see in the Jack. Yeah. He's got the Salvador Dali. The Labyrinth. I love Salvador Dali. I love Labyrinth. Remember when she had to... Mm -hmm, the two birds. This way or this way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that he wears like a weird cape and has two heads and no scrotum or dick. <laughs> Whitney, will you add... Make this your own. Add your signature draw picture, whatever you want, right on the face of the Jack Hearts. Make it your own. Anything. Okay, I'm just going to write my signature. Is that okay? Sure, yeah. As long as the whole idea is just that the entire magic trick happens with a single card. So it's important that you just recognize this card as your own. Make sure I'm not doing any secret switches, anything sneaky. All right. We'll show, show all the, the viewers at home Whitney's lovely signature. Oh, and even, even a heart. I know, it works so hard. So cute. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous signature. My last name is, is probably going to get us demonetized. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best not to disrupt your beautiful drawing here, but I'm going to do something kind of strange. I'm going to bend a corner of that card. I'll bend it back and forth to make a really good crease in it. I'm going to just make sure that you can both see this and also hear it. So I'll hold it right up to the microphone. Hear it. I'm going to tear the corner off. Okay. Listen for it. Okay. You can truly hear and see that we've torn off the corner of your, what is it, the Jack of Hearts, mm -hmm. right? I'll place it in my magical purse of mystery. Watch. We'll it's take it invisibly. What's your favorite magic word, Whitney Cummings? Oh, a magic word? Yeah, anything. What do you mean magic word? You can word? make it up. Abortion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a magic anything. word? Um, what, what? Rigmarole. Magic pony. I have a foster dog named Magic oh, Pony. Let's do Magic Pony. The power of Magic Pony. <laughs> Shit. We'll take this corner invisibly. The invisible corner. Watch. Magic Pony. Three, corner. two, one. Go. Watch. I hate what's happening. I don't like what you're doing. Fused right back onto one card with your signature on it. No glue. No tape. 
really back together and that is a present souvenir for you to keep. Okay, so we should kill her uh, <laughs> soon. This feels wrong. I feel uncomfortable. So here's the thing. I have a robot that looks exactly like me, and when guys see it, they get very uncomfortable. There's a biological basis well, that's to... because there's two of you. To look at... Right, right. <laughs> it, but there's a biological basis to why when we see something that looks human but doesn't look like it, mm. move like a human, essentially, that uh, is called um, pathogen avoidance. It's a mm. way that biologically we have evolved to be weirded out and not sexually attracted <clears throat> to something that looks human but moves inhuman, mm. which is our way to not fuck something that's dead or diseased, which makes us sick. Like lizards. What is the biological basis for the fact that I'm so frustrated and upset and angry that you just gave me this trick, this witchy card <laughs> that should have my signature on it but doesn't? And now it, you blew on it and now it's all together. Oh, it still has your lovely, lovely, beautiful signature. Don't, don't touch yeah. me with that. <laughs> Why do I feel frustrated? I know what it is. You're dazzled, I'm frustrated. What does that mean? It's because you you are used and you like to know you like to know things. You like to be in, mm. in control and in charge and you like to have a little bit of like understanding of what's going on because if not, if something goes wrong, how are you going to fix it? I know, but this is, <laughs> I want to lose myself in the abandon of this moment, but there, it makes no sense that you did this. Do you think comedian fan, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you think magician fans are harder yeah. on you because you're a woman in terms of like, oh, I know what you just did. Like when you're doing sleight of hand, I'm just curious. And because and, mm -hmm. I know that I get, I think as a female comic, a little more like, oh, you're just like, the heckles are a little specific to the fact that I'm a female. Interesting. Do you feel like when you're doing sleight of hand, there's slight more skepticism because you're a woman? It's interesting. I, I mean, being a woman is part of who I am. I know. So being it's a like, female magician, you're like one of one for the most part in terms of household names. Well, it's why you. I can't. <laughs> I we will get through this stunning, question. <laughs> you're beautiful, like you're talented. Thank but you. what Thank else you. is it? Because I have to Thank be able you. to go on stage, and I never talk about being a female in, in, in comedy, but when I go on stage, I have to kind of convince people that I'm not a woman. I know that sounds weird because I talk a lot about sex and being a, a woman specifically, but I have to be mm. able to disarm any women that might feel like I'm trying to steal their man or all the human nature stuff like is there anything you have to do that men don't have to do like That's for example when I talk on stage about how if I were to propose to my boyfriend which if a woman is uh, gonna do a male dominated thing which is proposing I do have to do something different I have to say when I get down on one knee I have to say something guys don't have to say to women when they propose which is if you take your dick out right now I'll fucking kill you there's something you have to do that's different I have to dress a little masculine I have to kind of like you know not be too sexual I have to self-deprecate a little bit is there anything you have to do consciously because you're a woman I know this is a gross dirty nasty question for me it's like being a woman is just a part of who i am like, yeah i'm proud of being a female magician absolutely but at the same time like at the core of it i just want to do good work i just want to do yeah. good magic and so at the end of the day i think by the time like when people come and see the live show at westgate in vegas i think by the time they've seen me for a few minutes they get a sense for just who i am and being a woman is absolutely a part of that mm -hmm. but there are also 
all kinds of other elements that are sure. part of that. In the same way that, like, as a comedian, yes, absolutely, you're a woman, but also there are so many other aspects to who you are. You love animals. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, sure. So many different. It things. means and nothing, so, but also means everything. You know, so yeah. that that I never talk about being a female in comedy. Like, it's so embarrassing and weird, and like, I don't want extra points, and I don't want to have to like, you know, do extra things. But there's something kind of we also have to acknowledge the the sort of predisposed. Um, notions that people come in with which is what mm -hmm. I have to play defense against well female comics they talk about their vaginas they talk about sex they're dirty you know mm -hmm. like I, I do have to play defense on a couple things yeah. well, maybe because there's so few female magicians that, that people know of anyways mm -hmm. maybe they don't have that same barrier that like 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 we kind of know female comics in our heads so we can compare them sure maybe mm -hmm. maybe if there's less you have less of a feeling to have to accommodate to men because they're not they they're just going they don't have anything to compare it to. Or maybe it doesn't matter at all. Interesting. I think, I think to me, I, you know, everybody has their own stories of kind of the way that, that their lives and their careers have gone and, and the experiences they've had. For me, I've been fortunate in that the people I've been kind of surrounded by in magic, uh, men and women, have been mm -hmm. really supportive and, and great people. But and so I've had great... Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm in a super loving, wonderful relationship with a non-magician, but if that weren't the case, I wouldn't rule out dating a magician. How did I would you know not. that he was I, the one, the guy that you're dating? I, I mean, I know why, but why? He wasn't you a magician. Know, you know what's funny? Well, wow, there are, there are a few things I could say. You I mean, a I magic think we, trick for him, which is very alpha and weird. You let him know <laughs> on the spot I can lie to you and get away with anything. <laughs> and he proceeded. Um... Wow, you know, it's it's so interesting because this just came up the other night and this happened, you know, we first met like five and a half years ago. And so I remember the first time that I actually said that I loved him. We, this is, wow, this is, okay, I'll try to tell the Sparknotes please, version of this please. because it is a, it is a long story, but we'll, we'll Sparknotes version. And we're a very short podcast, so. we like to keep it tight. <laughs> keep it snappy. Uh, we had come across... Uh, an article, I think it was in the New York Times, about uh, how many questions was it? I knew you were going to bring this up. Yeah, the questions you need to ask in order yeah, to fall in love with somebody. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, you know this. Yes. You know, curated by psychologists. What's the most traumatic day of your life? Right. What's the worst thing that's and ever happened? And they ease you? into it, right? They start with sort of low-key questions, get-to-know-you questions, sure. comfortable questions. And then by the time you get to the end of it, I think it was 36 questions. The idea is it's 36 questions 36, that if you ask yep. this to someone else, you have no choice but to fall in love with them. <laughs> well, by the time you get to question 36, it's what? more personal and more intimate. Sure. And so we, when we first started dating, decided that every time that we met up or had a date or got together, we'd go through like at least one of the questions. And that, I think Dylan threw this out, like when we got to 36 questions, we might, if we love each other, say that. And so we were not quite at question 36, but we had sort of had this unspoken agreement that like, that's the moment we would say the, the L word. And uh, we should do this every close. episode. And one so, of these questions. I know, you know what I did when Fred Armisen was on, I was so panicked about what to ask him that I started asking him stuff like this. That's amazing. But well, you were well, saying you, when you got to 36. Well, it's, it's so funny because I don't think this has ever come up in an inter interview before actually. That's what we do just, here. <laughs> you have a knack for it. Ask things that we're not supposed to ask and but then what? as to get cut out later, <laughs> managers panic. 
That's my New York Times password. I'm trying to get these 36 questions that makes you fall in love with someone. Okay, how to fall in love with anyone. 36 questions. Oh, wait a minute. But you were saying, when you got to the 36 question. Right. So we were going to potentially say that we love each other at question 36. We were not quite at question 36 when we went with some friends of ours to the Magic Castle, actually. And this is back in, it was 2016. And we went to the Magic Castle. And one of our friends, you know, Dylan, I think had gotten up and gotten a drink or went to the bathroom, whatever. And we're sitting there waiting for the show to start. And one of our friends, Jamie, says to me, like, we're talking about, you know, how's the relationship going? And she says, do you love him? And I said, yes, I do. And I knew that I did. How? But I hadn't How? vocalized it yet to How? him. We hadn't What's gotten to question 36. How? Oh, what a what a big question! It's such a big question. What a big and question! And I'm going to let you think about it for a second. Uh, I talked about this the other day on the podcast. The definition of love is something that I'm always trying to ask brilliant people that have thrived in their field about because I am confused. I talked about it in my second special. Um, I defined it as being willing to die for someone that you yourself want to kill. And I'm always looking for other people's definition of love. How do you know when it's time to say that? When they do something wrong and you're not mad at them, when it's it's faster to forgive, when they do things that most people do that annoy you, but it's endearing when they do it. Is it when you can't stay mad? What is it? How do you know? When they don't touch your deck of cards. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the one. Yes. That's it. That's it. Now, for me, I honestly, and this might sound cliche Please. or it might sound silly, but it it's a feeling. I don't even know if I can put it into words. And and I, I love words. I love reading. But sure. I, for me, it's I just when you know, you know. Again, it might sound cliche, but I just I just feel it. I just feel like there's this deep caring that doesn't even deep caring doesn't even express but what it is. It? How long into it with him? It must have been when we went to the Magic Castle. I don't know exactly. We met in early February. This is maybe couple months later mm-hmm. something like that were you I'm thinking about correctly. after you met him were you thinking and about him or did he just go away well that's another interesting story so we <laughs> we met on this podcast sure. uh, talk show podcast and after the show a group of us went to get there was a place next door where they had falafels and sure. so a bunch of people who worked on the show and me I think one of the other guests we all go to get falafels and Dylan is hosting this after party for the show so he couldn't leave but we've been talking briefly and I got the sense that you know he might have liked to go he was hungry so I brought him back a falafel and at that time I liked him as a person but we hadn't developed like I think we were both kind of in work mode if that makes sure. sense like we were both just like hey we're doing this thing and so I brought him back a falafel and after the fact learned that Apparently, that was the sign for him that I was into. He's like, she brought me food. She definitely likes me. <laughs> so our friend Jamie asks me, do you love Dylan? And I just, I knew I did. After and we long? hadn't said it yet. Uh, gosh, it's probably a couple months, a few months. And you'd been like on that. dates? You'd months, hooked maybe. up? You'd... We'd been on dates. Yeah, we'd, we'd been on dates. And we'd gotten to know each other pretty well at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is... Yeah, a few months in, I'd sure. say, if I'm And you dated it. other people? Were you dating someone at the time? Uh, we, well, that's, oh, that's a whole other story. I so know. we, no, we were, we were exclusively dating. And the way that that came about, uh, I did that podcast. And about a week or two later, mm-hmm. flew to Germany to do a series of 12 shows. So I was in Germany for, I think, two and they a half or three magic weeks. They there, huh? And it was a lot magic of fun. Magic is so German was when a, you think about it. So, but he went to the bathroom. So, okay, oh, so many stories, so many stories. Yeah. So, I, I'll say first when we when we went to when I went to Germany for three weeks, two weeks after we had met, mm-hmm. and I found that all of a sudden we're FaceTiming every other day. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is something 
this is something more than just a casual thing. Like, sure. I think we could just kind of feel it off the bat. Sure. And, but back to the Magic Castle. Yeah. But when you're, sorry, so, I'm so sorry. When uh, you're dating somebody, as, as, as I know, just shoot me in the head. <laughs> Fair. Um, are you hiding the fact that you're a magician? Are you leading, leaning into it? Like, I find myself, when I meet a new person, I'm like, am I supposed to be funny? And am, I, am I supposed to not be funny? Well, they're funny? at the Magic Castle, so I think she leaned into I it. I know, but I'm just curious. <laughs> like, as nobody talks about this, like, granular thing about, like, mm. how you have this traditionally alpha job. You meet somebody. Are you leaning into it? Are you n avoiding it? Uh, I'd say neither. I'd say something in between. Like, I'm leading into it in that I love it and it matters to me, sure. so I'll share it. I'm not like, let me show no. you my entire show on our first date. <laughs> you but, seem very but healthy. This sounds like a. I know. There's, there's, I can't this sounds like not a question for our podcast. <laughs> We're like trying to break you. Is there anything in your brain that's like, oh, he only wants to be with me because I'm a magician and that's like a funny, cool thing? <laughs> I mean, I think when you get to know someone. <laughs> I don't know. I think when you get to know what's magic. your fetish, and magic. You have to be a magician to squirt. I don't know. I'm just curious. There's no cynicism at all. I think when you get to know someone for real, you get a sense for who they are. Like sure. you get a sense for do they genuinely support me and care about this? Have you been in and relationships with people that didn't genuinely support you? You know, Dylan is really my first serious relationship. You know, I had been on dates. I had dated, but you know, Dylan was the first person where I just knew. I mean, I think we both knew pretty soon after we met that, like, oh, we're like, we definitely want to explore this. Like, there's something special. Here. But yeah. you're getting what you're giving. It feels like you're being very honest and very open and very, and so you're getting that back. You don't. You're not trying to be something different. You're not trying to hide what you do. You're not trying to manipulate the situation to be what this other person like wants, wants you to be. You to. <laughs> you're being yourself, and that's why you're getting all these healthy answers. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I think at, at the end of the day, to me, it was like, okay, just. Be who you are, because down the road, like if you want this relationship to go somewhere, right. like, they're going to find out who you are. <laughs> either way, so just be who you are up front and get a sense. Of magic, or are you not? It's on a need-to-know basis. I think he doesn't really. I mean, he doesn't really prompt me to tell him too. Like he enjoys the wonder. He enjoys the not knowing. And I and I recognize there are different personalities, Kinky. different people, like so, different things, but. When you're at the Magic Castle and you said you loved him and he went to the bathroom, yes. then what happened? Yes. Uh, so, the, yeah, the, the first time that I ever said that I loved him was actually to our friend, Jamie. And it was, it was sort of because we were almost at this 36 question mark and there was sort of an unspoken thing that at question 36 there what might would be, be the like a special moment. perfect day for you is one of the questions. And what did he say? Yeah, what did he say? A very good but day. first, a, what happened when he was in the bathroom? <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. Now I feel like the expectation for this I story. I know. I feel like Emily just needs it for the here. end of the story. It um, basically, we were just reminiscing about the fact that, like, the first time that I said I love Dylan, <laughs> it wasn't actually to Dylan; uh, it was to to our friend. But soon after that, we reached question thirty-six, and Which I is... mean, I knew at that point that I that I loved him, and he planned something really special. Actually, we were in. Uh, Salt Lake, visiting his family. He was pretty smooth about it, I have to say. And we went through question 36 in a casual way, because again, we had sort of been doing this like on mm -hmm. our dates. And uh, question 36 was something about, like, what's something about you that the other person doesn't know? I think was the question, something along those lines. And he was like, well, the thing that this person doesn't know is that I love her and I, 
I cried. Like, it was really, really sweet. I don't think I've ever told that story either. Wow, Whitney, you really know how to get the, get the good stuff. This is why she had these relationship questions. You're not easy. She's like, so how come your relationship isn't toxic? Okay, so question 14 I'm at. Is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? What was your answer to that? Oh, money. The answer is always money. Is there something That's you've why dreamed you haven't done of it. doing for a long time? You know what? I what think it said. probably was. And again, this is back in like 2016, so I don't remember each specific answer, but I think I think I said the Las Vegas residency because we opened my show at Westgate in 2018. Crazy. Yeah, so I think that was probably probably my answer. Question 36 was share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she that might it. handle it. That was also, it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back on you of how you seem to be feeling about a problem you've chosen. Yeah, that, go down? that was it. That was the question. Yes, and he was like, the problem I have is that there is so there's someone I really love and I haven't told her. And, <laughs> and he was like, It's my mom. <laughs> and I that was no that that really was the uh, What the is love? What is the definition? If what you were had to explain to a fifteen year old girl, this is what love this is how you know you're in love. You feel more confident about yourself, you love is magic. Love is magic. That's a good well, one. Well, that's a nightmare. That's a good one. Do we have another trick? I'm ready for a trick. Well, should we? Should we do the it? The people want tricks. I'm ready for a treat. We could. We could. How about the trick we'll do, treat? We'll do a little mini. Did mini you go treat. after 36? Did we? I think we ended at 36. I mean, we still hopefully asked each other fun Number questions. Number two but. is would you like to be famous? Question mark. In what way? You said yes as a magician. As a magician. I mean, to me, the most important thing is like, doing great work and of course I want to get that out there I think I said something along the lines of like I'm not you know I'm, I'm I want to get great magic out there and so it's not something that I'm opposed to but it's also not something that I'm chasing for the sake of fame itself if that makes sense mm -hmm. like I want to do something I care about I want to connect with people I want to share something I want to get that out there too do you ever connect with someone and you're like this wasn't worth it this person's toxic or sick or a monster like what am I doing did you ever think. give up? Did you ever give up? I'm trying to think. Did you ever had an experience that made you want to give up? <laughs> this podcast. I had it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, look, comedian, being a comedian was the most important thing in the world to me. And then one time I did a, a, a boat show and I'm doing mm -hmm. comedy. It's going great despite all the odds. And this woman comes up to me and I did some joke about... I'm not saying it wasn't a problematic joke, but this woman came up to me and like yelled at me and I was like, why am I doing this? Like, this is mm -hmm. thankless. You know, I'm just curious, did you ever have those moments and how'd you get through it? I think everybody has discouraging moments, right? Like it wouldn't be honest to say that you right. don't. Like every person, no matter what your field is, like there are going to be moments where you're like, oh man, like there will always be those moments. Totally. But I think, I think for me, it kind of comes back to just, it, it matters enough to me. It matters enough to me. And also the expectation is that those moments will be there. Like, I don't think I had an expectation of like, this will always be smooth sailing. Everything will always go perfectly. Like, I think that's not reality. That's not what life is. Do you like, in life there's good and there's bad. Do you fight with your guy? We, I mean, we have like, like what's not really. What's the biggest not, fight? What's the biggest fight? Is it religion? How do we raise our kids or? You know, I work at night. What do we fight about? I mean, we really, I think we're really uh, compatible in that we're both, like, I think communication is really important to both sure. of us. And so, like, everybody has, like, little things, right? Like, little things that come up. But as far as, like, actual big 
big fights. Like we don't have a ton of those. Like I would tell you if we did. I just sure. don't. Do you want to have like, some? Huge. Does it feel <laughs> easy? Like feels easy. It feels effortless because a lot In of people sense, like to say yeah. relationships take work, and you know, right? And it's like it I think easy. I think it's sort of both. Like relationships do take work, but also there's a certain there's a certain ease to it. In that I feel just confident in that. Like we we get each other, and not to say that like things won't come along and things won't happen, and we won't you know occasionally get on each other's nerves. Of course, sure. like any humans, you know, you take any two humans, and of course, like they can be. They can be super aligned in so many ways, and like inevitably there will always yeah. be little things. But like on a big picture scale, um, I do feel you're so lucky things. you can disappear. <laughs> Sometimes people are like, you know, can you can you make me disappear? Can you make somebody? I'm just like, only if I'll make you reappear, like on a beach in Hawaii with a pina colada, <laughs> the whole thing, <laughs> or jail. Thirty six questions to fall in love. Would you like to be famous in what way? What did you say to that question? I think, uh, not for the sake of fame itself, but if it can help me kind of achieve the goal of charming, spreading magic. I'm going to steal that. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? Sometimes. I mean, I don't script it, but I'll sometimes write bullet points just so that I remember. What would constitute a perfect day for you? What would constitute a perfect day? Hmm. Oh. There are, a lot of, there are a lot of different things that would constitute a perfect day. Um, I would say I really do love performing. Mm-hmm. I love hiking. I love like being outside. Something outside, for sure, would be part of it. Mm-hmm. Something like in nature, the outdoors. Maybe like playing with a dog. That would be cool. Um, we, <laughs> why is your face, Sounds why is sneaky. your expression like that? Wait, what's your? Uh, no, I mean, I'm just trying yours. to think. And then what? doing magic, connecting day. with people. Like it would involve connecting in some way. That's the sure. for sure. It would involve connecting, but then it would but also. You want to connect with strangers that you'll never see again. Wait, sometimes that, we've had people come back comedy. to the show. We've had people come back like a dozen times. There, there's one couple. They're lovely, and they've seen the show. I think like 14 times or something. That's they're in love with you. They're lo- they're, they're, they're so start, sweet. They're what a perfect really day! Sweet. They're looking <laughs> for their unicorn. What's yours? What's your perfect day? I want to know. Yeah, what's your perfect day? We, we, the, the people want to know. The people want to know. Around on me. I think for me, it would be doing stand-up at night at some point. Mm-hmm. But during the day, going for a hike, seeing a rattlesnake, killing it. Wait, this is my perfect day minus the rattlesnake. Really? I said performing well, just... and hiking. <laughs> I want to perform. I need to be able to leave you so that you don't need me for your mm. ability to exist. So I'm going to leave at 8 o'clock and go to stand-up with a bunch of super sexually attractive, charismatic people. That's parenting, parenting we'll 101. I'm going to leave you to pretend you don't exist. Exercise. You're there. Mm-hmm. Have sex. Leave. Go to stand-up with a bunch of other men. The men that women love. Wait, this is about your perfect day. That's what I said. Oh, my perfect day, I'd wake up, there's business and gravy. Okay. And somebody has deposited a couple million dollars in my account. Sorry. (laughs) You know what I mean? I wake up, business and gravy, somebody put some money in my account, and I had the whole day off. Ben was ready with his answer for this When did you last sing to yourself? When did I last sing to myself? This is the quiz where you ask 35 questions. So she got a man. (laughs) Who is a robotics man? This is how she hot as shit from Utah. Um, 
Let's see. What, what was it exactly? When did say? the last? When was the last time I you sang? Magician. The last time I sang, I sing in the car sometimes if I'm listening to music. Relatable. In the shower. Okay. But not uh, really much elsewhere. I was just saying before so we started this podcast. probably one of those two places, the car or the shower, would be my guess. So that's what you said on your date to make this guy fall in love with you? <laughs> Again, this is so many years. I don't remember exactly, but I probably said something along those lines. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30-year-old for at least 60 days of your life. What 30-year-old? The mind. I, exactly. The mind. We had, I remember we had a Because you have the body of a 20-year-old in your 30s. Must be nice. I, I mean, I, you know, both are important, but I think, you know, having an intact mind and being able to, to I mean, that's so much of who we are is our brains. And uh, so... Yeah, but what if you're just like, I'm so smart. Do you have a secret hunch uh, about well, no, how I, I just mean like if it were if it were between, if you're, well, how is the question worded exactly? But it was there's like, the next one, which I'm more interested in, which is, do you have a secret hunch about how you'll die? What did you answer oof. for this guy to make him fall in love with you? Oh my gosh. Um, what did I, I, I don't really have a secret hunch. You were like, I'm just hunch. so hot. Someone's going to stalk me and oh kill my. me because <laughs> they're so in love with me. Oh so gosh. Sexy. Oh jeez. Uh, no, that that was not that was not it. Uh, what was it? I, what did you say? I don't think I had single that. women want to know how to land a man. He's <laughs> a robotics guy. I wish hot. I had a brilliant answer for it. No, I. What would I, I say? I don't think that. I have a secret hunch. Three things you and your partner seem to have in common. Oh, we do. They're all me. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I need to know. What did you say? For what in your life do you feel the most grateful? Tell me. <laughs> For what in my life do I feel what the most say? grateful? I don't the care people, if it's a lie. The people in my life. I feel <laughs> the most grateful. <laughs> Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Name three things that Dylan and I have in common. Yes. Okay. We both have perfect both skin. That's <laughs> sweet of you to say. Um, what are three things? I mean, there are a lot of things, but let me think of, let me try to think of like three good mm. ones for you. Well, how about, I, well, I want to hear the ones for you and your guy too. But, I'm a failure. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's do another magic trick. I love magic tricks. Three things you and okay. your partner have in common. Uh, if you could let's, change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Okay. Should we, which way should we? I'm I obsessed either, with your psyche. Either way. Ignore Emily. No, I, I think we should do another. I think we should. Should we? You, your private life is your private life. <laughs> How That's dare you? Fair. What's the point of a podcast? <laughs> is part of the skill of being a magician the ability to keep a secret? I think I think that's that's an element of it. Mm -hmm. I think it that is. doesn't weird out your man at all. <laughs> I mean, I think he knows that there's secrets for the sake of making people happy, mm -hmm. as cheesy as it might sound. Like, sure. there are secrets that are for a good cause, like secrets for <laughs> sure, good reason. Sure, sure, secrets sure. for good reason. They're not just like I'm keeping a secret just because. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm keeping a secret because I want to create something special for you know the people. Did you know your it. fiance looks like Rock Hudson? It looks like Jason Statham. Do you have any challenges in your relationship, given the fact that you're in a female-dominated, or I'm sorry, male-dominated business as a female? He's he's super supportive. Uh, he I no mean, fights. I think of so many no things. arguments. I mean, no uh, challenges. Everybody everybody argues about things sometimes, but it's usually like silly things. It's not it's not like huge game-changing things. Mm -hmm. No, he's uh, he's supportive. He's really really. I mean, I think we're we're kind of like on the same wavelength about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that we never argue or that things don't come up, because that's not true. Everybody, you know, there are always sure. things that come up, but nothing. Like what? Like, 
Sorry, I missed. What? Emily's upset. What's a good example? Why are you mad? Uh, we love healthy people. I know. I'm crossing okay. boundaries because I think that being a, a female in a male-dominated business is a very scary thing, and I'm just curious yeah. if you ever feel scared of like, why did I pick this alpha vocation? I feel like the answer is no. Asking for a friend. Did I ever feel? Do you ever feel like you have to minimize yourself because you have such an alpha presence? You're in charge of so many people's reality. Not really. No. I mean, I, I, I recognize how it could be intimidating to, like, for instance, okay, being 12 years old, going to the magic meeting. Sure. I think that that situation of, like, walking in as a middle school kid. Sure. And sitting at a table and being with 15 or 20 boys at the time. And again, that's changing. And I see that changing in that specific young magicians group, but also in the magic world as a whole. Sure. But I could see how that situation could be an intimidating situation. Sure. Um, absolutely. And I think that's understandable. And I'm excited to see that more and more women are getting Were you ever bullied, though? Like, were they ever mean to you? Were they like, well, no, you can't come over here, lady fingers? Projecting. I I feel like, I, really, truly, like I was just, I was fortunate to be surrounded by great people. And sure. it's not to say that everybody, like obviously in any field, there's good and there's bad sure. in any field. But the people who were in my life, like some of the people in that young magicians group are good friends to this day. So nobody and was ever like, she's the assistant. I mean, people have, I remember once I was on actually a TV set for a show and someone not, not meaning anything, anything by it. Like I really don't think they meant anything but they were just like oh so who are you the assistant for so i do think there's kind of that preconception and sure. i was there to perform magic on the show but it was a show where there were a lot of magicians and there were a lot of assistants around so they and again i don't think their intention was bad sure, sure um, but sure. i do think there is that kind of preconception generally that historically you've had the male magician and the female assist assistant do you have an assistant but do you have an, like a male assistant so i volunteer I, as tribute <laughs> You'd be you'd be the best in magical assistant. So is that what we learned from this podcast? You'd be, the best. <laughs> you'd be like, well, you why? What are you doing that for? I <laughs> would like to watch feel, that show. Do you ever feel I, alone in that your closest friends you can't share these secrets of what you do for a living? Well, some of my closest friends are magicians, so oh. we can interesting, share. interesting. But not all. Interesting. Not all of them are. But I feel like for the friends who aren't magicians. We bond over so many other things. You sure? Like, you know, the things that make us feel close to each other. It's not like, do I know your magic secret or not? Like, sure. that's not the core central thing. But I feel like so much of what you do is about gut instincts and about yeah. being able to read people and feel people and like connect to the vibration of someone else. Like we talk about red flags a lot on the show. Mm -hmm. What is a red flag to you? in a person? Whether it's dating, whether it's friendship, whether it's work, what is something that is like, mm, I can't avoid this gut instinct about this person, whether it's they treat wait staff shitty well. Oh, shitty. that's a good, that's They that's don't punctuate their text. They say, per your last email, whatever. You seem like your intuition is your skill. Uh, I think, like, just people who are people who are kind, like that, I think, ultimately is so to important. Like, to absolutely. Even absolutely. people power over. Everybody. It doesn't matter what the power dynamic, it doesn't matter who the person is. Like, people sure. who are just generally kind, to everybody like if somebody is just nice to me but then I see them and they're not nice to somebody else like sure. that is a weird Big thing red to flag. Me, for sure like I just it's I feel like it's so important that like mm -hmm. people are just kind when do you know you had a successful night 
is a magician. I know as a comedian, they yeah. stood up, they clapped, this joke killed, this joke killed. How do you know you nailed your show? So People are we, angry, they're frustrated. If, if people are angry and frustrated, I didn't do my job, but maybe that's why you did do your job. No, I think it's the, I think it's like the expressions on people's faces. It's the sure. experience that they have leaving the theater. Sure. Like if I do my show and, you know, we'll do a, a meet and greet afterwards and, you know, when people come up and and say, yeah, there have been little girls and just kids in general who've come up and, you know, pre, pre-COVID times, give me a big hug and been like, oh my gosh, I, you know, now I see magic as something that I want to do. And I'll sure. be like, I'm rooting for you. I can't wait to see your show someday. And like those moments to me are really special and awesome. Are there any magicians that you watch and you don't know how they do their tricks? So I think as a magician, there are those certain foundational principles. So most magicians will oftentimes know, generally speaking, how a magician, how another magician does something, but not always. And sometimes magicians will come up with really, really fantastic new innovations, new twists on things, or maybe you'll know a part of something, but you won't know the entire thing like you might know okay there's this foundational principle involved and yet wow this person put a whole new twist and a whole new (laughs) layer and wow I have no idea how they did that and I think there's something really exciting because it shows that magic is a field it's evolving and it's growing are we allowed to know the foundational principles or is that a secret Okay. I didn't know if it was like something you could like Google. (laughs) Interesting. I mean, but there are a certain number of effects that you can do, right? Like you can make something appear, make something disappear, make something transform. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like these are all different kind of areas of magic in a sense. But would you guys like to see some magic? Yes, I want to see magic. Oh God, this is the part that stresses me out. Okay. So we were talking about customizing magic, which is something that I love because I feel like, hey, if magic is all about creating a really cool special experience for people. Like, let's customize it. Let's make it special for Okay, them. I want a muffin. So, for instance. <laughs> and a muffin. ASAP. <laughs> Banana bread, please. Oh, I love What's this? A phone? So, uh, <laughs> there's this uh, there's this printing app. So, for instance, when we were all in If Vegas, you can get my printer to work, you are a yeah. really <laughs> magician. If you can get it filled with toner. Well, here's what you can do if your printer's not working, right? I still need to so, ask Miranda Cosgrove if she knew stuff. Okay, go ahead. She's just magical. She's just a magician. No, what do you mean? It's how magic. How do you her metabolism is magic. Pat. Just want you to close your laptop when she's doing stuff with her hands. Okay, but I'm trying to Google how she's doing it. Okay, go. So there is an app where, you know, we were hanging out in Vegas, and we True all took story. some photos together, and you were saying if your printer isn't working, here's what you can do. It's a great app where <sighs> you can print. If like, you can figure out Dropbox, you're a magician. Working your magic on Dropbox. Check it out. There's an app where you just press the app and it prints. It prints like a photo of us. And what's cool is you can like truly move it around on the screen however you want. But the best part is like after you move it around on the screen, any direction you feel like, you can then uh, you can just pull the photo completely. Out okay. of it. I and need a break. wow. And then I can just. I need so, a, okay. So this is a souvenir for you both. Uh, so, okay, I know I'm not allowed to ask how you just be down. Then don't do it. Okay, it's all Betsy, magic. but I'm upset. I'm ready for the it's, next it's one. It's all magic. Since we're all about customizing, customizing magic, I thought this I'm might be just this. a fun, a fun thing. You're too talented, I hate it. Oh, thank you. Emily, you seem angry. What? You're like me. I'm not like you. You need to know why. You're not enjoying this. <laughs> no. You're angry. You're jealous. I'm not jealous or angry. Okay. I just want to be kind to our guest. Okay. Well, that ship has sailed. <laughs> so we can we can mix up the cards. Hate but it. the best part is that 
lodge somewhere from the middle of the deck. Three, two, one. Out of all the cards, one card flies up, lands in my hand. <gasps> I'm not, I'm not. Oh I'm my Eddie. goodness. I'm not, no, 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 That's a psychotic person. First of all, that is how many, the, the throwing the card up and catching I it was. I hate, I hate this. I hate this <laughs> game. Oh my God, what else can we do? Oh, Solitaire. Do you use these powers for evil? Just tell us. <coughs> yeah. It's fine. No one is gonna be mad. Your boyfriend's not listening. I only use my magic for good. Do you evil. have any things in your actual like day-to-day -day, like quotidian life that you're like, I'm gonna use this? Like sometimes I use my ability to be funny to uh, uh, to enable like like um, uh, charm people and get them to go like. Do you ever use your your powers for evil? For evil. I don't use my superpowers for evil. Get out of jury really duty. Oh, please. I Nothing. I really don't. Um, use my superpowers. I mean, there are times in life where I wish that magic would help. Like, I'm trying no. to think of a good example. Like, if, you know, we're... Uh, what if you're, like, tipping the valet and you're just, you just pretend? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's sleight of hand. You gave the money, but you took it back. But I want That'd be mean. But the valet is great. I know I wanna, how mean. That's why it's evil. Them. That's what it's called, What's evil. It, do you find that the reaction of people that are angry when you do magic versus delighted, is it gendered at all? I'm just curious. Um, how do non-binary people feel about that? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure everybody's experience is different, but for me, I've had... Experiences both ways. I've had no matter sure. no matter what your gender is, I've had people who are just like, let me sit back and just. I think Dylan on you know the first time we met said magic me like that was what he's just magic like me. magic yeah, yeah, yeah. me like just just like do magic. He's just like back. I'm just enjoying yeah, got it. So, uh, but I think other people are like, I want to figure this out or whatever, and I've seen that happen with different genders. So I, I sure. from my experience, it hasn't been a super gendered thing. But maybe other people have had different experiences. I'm overthinking it. Have you ever got in a fight with another magician? Ooh. Have you ever been Good. like, this is gonna, this is gonna be Good. Really. a magic royale? Good question. Not really. Oh, Emily's. Do like, you? Emily's having Emily, a nightmare. Emily and Patrick Emily's are like looking at each other like. <laughs> what happens um, if you want to have a kid? Do you have to take a year off? That's a, that's a good question. Well, no, she draws a that's pentagram. A like, what are For the limitations as a woman in a male-dominated field? Because it's like, sometimes... <gasps> like, what a great to, magic trick would be you're pregnant on stage, and then you're not. And then you're not in Texas. Don't do that bit. I'm just curious, what uh, are the limitations as a woman, if any? Maybe there's none. Maybe it's an advantage. I mean, I think we kind of talked about it. Like, sometimes I like the, the magic circles. That's my thing. It's a broken. I'm trying record. to think of if there's something new that I can add to that no. conversation. Like, it's. I mean, I think that you know, there's the not having pockets in in. The but you get to make your costume. Some of the old school magic books would say, sure. but it gives you an opportunity to do something different. Mm -hmm. um, but we did kind of go into that, so I'm trying to think. Why are men? Why? Oh, sorry. I'm going to be super sexist. What is the? Why are more men magicians than women? Is it because we're not, a, as, a, as kids, primed and encouraged mm -hmm. to do things like that? We're encouraged to cook well, yeah. and do so Girls aren't encouraged to do most what things. What is it? I think, it's a, I think it's a question that has a complex answer. And that I think there are many factors that go into it. I don't sure. think it's just like a simple answer. Like, this is the reason. That's sure, my course. opinion. But, of course. I'm trying to be um, reductive. But I think the, the reason that resonates with me the most, and again, I think it's a compilation of a lot of different things, but the reason that really resonates with me is I think that historically... And again, there have been amazing women throughout magic sure, history fine, fine, and fine, now, fine, 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 fine. but 
I think that because magic has historically been so male dominated, sure. I think that um, that there haven't been as many role models of yeah. women. Like when I if was growing up, if you don't see up, yourself doing something, you can't imagine doing it's it. It's the represent. Sure. It's the representation thing. Like I think. Growing up in magic, the magicians who I saw on television, the magicians who I looked up to, sure. happened to be men. That's sure. not to say that there weren't Very feminine amazing men, women. Yeah. Like, there were amazing women out there, but the ones who I saw on TV as a kid happened to be men. And so those are the magicians who I kind of admired and, and looked up to. It was the Penn and Teller, David Copperfield, David Blaine. And I think... For you know what what one of the things that's exciting to me is like at that meet and greet if a little girl comes up and says oh my gosh like I saw mm-hmm. you do it now I want to do magic like what what a beautiful thing for like that's so rewarding because totally because it's like oh cool this this representation thing is changing like for a little girl it's not that she even necessarily would see a male magician on TV and think I can't do this it's more just that it might not occur to sure a yeah a young girl that like oh this is a path I could take and so I think if you see and and I mean hopefully like I would love to hopefully be a positive role model and and um, and I think there are again a lot of amazing women who are as well sure, sure. Um, and I think just that seeing more and more women succeeding as magicians will just yeah it makes it easier pattern. to believe in it because right, before it you're having that, to watch Mel right. you're having to try to find yourself in a person that doesn't necessarily reflect you right. so it's taking you have to so really love something and double the, I mean really, I feel that way a lot of times and you yeah. have to kind of double the work to be like oh I can that could be me but you're having to picture yeah. it in your head because you don't have the actual that's right. literal representation right. Right. so you have to take the pieces that exactly. you can use and then how can I sit that after right. Vegas residency because no one no woman has ever like stopped like that's kind of been the cap like what's next there oh man I mean by this Magic point, we know there's target. so much. Like, there's I'm so really much. big on just like lean into the ugly, yeah. like ambition of is it yeah. t-shirts? Is it uh, a, a VR thing? Is it a like yeah. a kit, like Jen Kramer magic kit for kids? Like, what is oh, yeah, it? We What's do. the next thing? We do have magic, magic merch at the show. Uh, but the the next thing, I mean, I always want to continue evolving the the Vegas show. I want to, you know, I see that as a long term. Like a tour, right? That I want sure. to keep building on. And right, your tour. And Do you study psychology? Oh, I think psychology is fascinating. I think there's so much psychology in magic with misdirection and with people. Like, magic is about people. Sure. And I think psychology is, yeah, super, super like cool. Like, the I mean, ability to mislead someone, distract someone, like, you know, uh, change someone's... Um, the ability to uh, get someone's attention deficit. Is this something that's big in psychology for magic? magic I mean I think psychology the 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 elements that I would focus on most as far as like psychology and magic overlapping is more of just the like how the how how the brain works and how the how people perceive the magic <laughs> that you're doing sure. so you know magic does to a certain extent involve misdirecting attention and yeah, um, persuasion is probably a big part of it yeah, yeah. sure I mean I think that's part of the reason that like we were talking about magic for different mediums like I might do a magic trick in real life uh, for for you if it's not recorded and I'll know like okay based on psychology and based on the fact that like if I look at Whitney in the eyes like we're sort of programmed to like if someone makes eye contact 
you make eye contact back. Sure, and sure. so yeah. I'll know like, okay, a big motion will cover a smaller motion is like a principle in magic. So, big you know, not to, not to give away any, yeah, because even, that's more even of a general like, idea. Like, even like where you're standing or where, because I know like in, in like mm -hmm. regular marketing, like placing something on one side of the register versus the other side of the register, mm -hmm. makes it completely different. It's, right. it's, you're, it's you're doing two totally different things to sure. your brain. Right, exactly. So that's the thing that's fascinating to me is like, for instance, if I'm doing magic just in real life, but not on camera, there might be certain moments of like misdirection where I know that, okay, this will be like a wonderful trick to do for somebody, but it won't translate well to a medium where people aren't with you in real time and where you can't misdirect their attention necessarily in the same way because they're watching a screen and they can slow-mo and they can go frame by frame. And so you're not able to do the secret thing here while you misdirect them there because you can't see their eyes and you can't see whether they're looking where you need them to look and whether you're doing the move at the right time based on where they are in real life. Do you ever lose faith in humans because your ability to manipulate them so quickly? I know this might sound Pollyanna, but I mm -hmm. gain faith in humans. Because it's like, no matter what your walk of life is, no matter if you're young or old, yeah, no matter where you're you from, wanna believe. it's like you want, exactly, yeah, yeah. for sure. So for sure. I'm looking at this, yeah. um, uh, falling in love with someone of the 36 questions. What is your most terrible memory? How did you answer? It what doesn't seem like you've ever been through anything terrible in What is life. my most terrible memory? Terrible um, memory. Uh, what is your most treasured memory? What do you value most in a friendship? I would These say consistently and the ability to not hear from me for a month and still be cool when I'm like, hey, I want to get trained. Oh, that's a I good would one. Say you know what? Some of my some of my really good absolutely, some of my best friends. It's like it doesn't matter if weeks or months go by. Yeah, right? totally. Like you pick up right, pick where you right left back off. up. There's no guilt. Right? There's no. no where have you been, stranger? Absolutely not. It's like, hey, cool. You've been doing your, your thing and living your life. Yeah. And I would say loyalty because yeah. I want, I want my kind of, I want to have the kind of friends that if I'm not around, somebody doesn't think they can say something about me. Like, because mm. that makes it like, well, why do you think you can say that around them? Mm, <laughs> but yeah, what's your most yeah, yeah, memory? You must have answered that to your guy. I'm, I must have. I'm trying most to think. Most terrible memory. I don't know why I'm so focused <laughs> on getting you to admit the, something that was the, uncomfortable. Trying to think. Because like um, you have. I mean, of course, everybody has bad experiences. I'm trying to sure. think of what's like. Yelp what you're what you're amazing. getting at. <laughs> what does friendship um, mean to you? Do you have girlfriends? Yeah. Are they yeah, jealous absolutely. of you? Absolutely. No, we. I mean. We love each other. I feel like all my answers are just coming off as like, yeah, we you love two each have other. lived very different kid. lives. No, uh, you just I mean, feel very healthy and secure and well adjusted, and that too. And we're going to fix that. That is a zoo. <laughs> that is, to me, a zoo. Like, I go to the zoo and I'm like, you're just a normie for like. <laughs> you're trying to shut it down because that's what you would do to a zoo. No, but You'd be like, no more zoos. <laughs> this is what I want. I, you're my. Uh, I admire you. you. Oh, thank you. I admire you too. Um, I'm trying to think of something that, that would be a good way to approach for for Emily is like Emily's having a heart attack. Um, you know, oh, I have something fun to share. How do you actually. feel about your relationship you with enjoy. your mother? You had to oh, I love answer my, that. So my mom and I are like almost the same person twenty nine years apart. Like our personalities Showing. are really similar. She's Showing. not a performer. She doesn't have the desire to be on stage. But other than that, like at our core, like we're very, very similar. Fascinating. What's All her name? mothers are or, performers. Yes. What's her That's name? half the job. My mom's name is mm -hmm. Wendy. Wendy. Yes. Yes. Of but the Wendy's? I did think of. <laughs> of the. How did you know? <laughs> I uh, could just. I could tell. Is there an argument that women are actually better equipped for magic neurologically? Hot take. Interesting. 
Interesting. If the idea is to make people feel comfortable, make them feel safe, make them feel like trusting of you. That's really to yeah. I'm revealing my trauma. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I mean, I think, I think women and men both bring different advantages to the table, right? Like if we're biologically different, I think those, sure. you know, that means that I think diversity in magic is a really important and great thing. Sure. And I think like being a woman in magic is one way of being diverse in a field that has historically been male dominated, but there are so many different ways, you know, Why is it diversity of gender and and age and race and background and nationality. Like these sure. are all ways to bring diversity to magic. Uh, and I yeah, think that's valuable because it makes like magic richer as a whole. Like, nowadays, there has to be a whole group of people that are like, not male or female that are doing magic. So there has to be that whole new right. wave of people. So that question wouldn't even apply to today in a lot of ways. Maybe I'm, I'm like overthinking yeah. it. Like, do like, you not think about gender when you do magic? Like, is it is it? Am I old? No, I mean I think about it in that it's an element of who I am, sure. and you know I am a woman in a field that has historically been. Uh, Male-dominated field, Why so there are those sometimes. Why have been like a uh, uh, male-dominated? I mean, I do think it's a complicated answer. I think there's a lot, <laughs> yeah. but I do think sure. that representation thing we were talking about about just like there not being as many role models historically for like uh, you know a young girl. Who I love that you don't think about it. That's very like Joan Rivers. You know, she said, "I didn't worry about being a woman. I worried about being the best." And do you I feel it, that's I really like, like that. that. That's your mindset. You're not going in there. The first like female that. magician I that I know of. Sorry to be gross. You just are. Speaking of, where would people, if people wanted to find more magicians, if they wanted to find more shows or more people, where would they go to look for that at? Like just. Oh, yeah. I mean. Would they just like go on Instagram and like hashtag magician? Would that work? Would, would that, they probably come up? That's or? one way, yeah. yeah. I mean, now, especially with the resources online, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Vegas, there are many, many magic shows to see. And magic shows that, again, are, are such a different, like a variety of different ways to do a magic show like you can go to vegas and see a mentalism show and a comedy magic show and an illusion show and a close-up magic show so vegas is uh is a place to see shows but also there are magic shows i mean no matter where you're watching from there's probably a magic show near you whether it's a virtual show or a live show either way like there there's some really amazing virtual magic shows out there now too what was your question Um, or your answer to the question complete the sentence i wish i had someone with whom i could share blank I wish I we had We just want to know how you landed a man. This <laughs> handsome and smart. Oh, thank you. Um, you must have answered this if this you did I the New York I, Times. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. Bums. Oh, my gosh. I, I keep thinking of what feels, like, real and true, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, Whitney's going to be like, this is so, like, this is so. Um, I'm so full just, of shit. Like, I'll like go it's with just, you, it's, whatever direction. No, I, I think you're going to be like, oh, this is so kind of um, just uh, like pure in, in a way that I, I, but I, but I just, I, the real thing that came to mind when you asked that is like, like love. I hadn't been in love before in Wild. that way. Like, you so think you were in love and then I, realized once you were with this guy, like, oh, this is love. love. What did you think love was versus when you had it, what you realized it was? Well, you said you didn't have any serious relationships. Yeah, so not really. Not really serious. I mean, again, you. I had dated. I, you know, I dated people and I'm still friends with. Right. You know, I have a but good relationship. But you think you were I, in love and then realized later, oh, that wasn't love. This is love. I hadn't really truly been in love before. Yeah. But you knew truly. that. Yeah. I mean, of course, I had like, you know, I liked people a lot, I had crushes on people, you know, growing sure, up, whatever, sure, but sure. I hadn't been in love. Yeah. 
If you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please, please share what would be important for him or her to know. Ooh, what's your answer to that one? Ooh, um, I need a tremendous amount of alone time. Mm. Oh, I just do. Interesting. Yep. I need to starve myself socially to then go like, I want to talk to you. Like, I need a lot yeah. of alone time in order to feel full and then to socialize. I feel like I, I can relate to that. And also, I think being a comedian, it's probably such a great fit for that kind of aspect of your personality. And sure. that you can be alone and think about what you want to do on stage and what you want to share and then you get to like be with people and share it so you're able to set boundaries and go yeah. i need some like alone yeah. time right now. you can, like recharge and do your own and thing just make it personally and not at all i think he's similar i think we both have things that we like to do together and on our own and uh, share with yeah. your partner an embarrassing moment in your life did you do that i'm sure we did you must have this is part of the 38 questions <laughs> to fall in love with someone what'd you say you know, it's so funny. So we, we were doing this in 2016. So I can't remember the exact answers that I said, but I'm sure many of them probably, if I were to answer them today, would be similar. Um, sure. Not the same. Uh, in that, I mean, we grow, but like... Our totally. So you, might have, you might have a new embarrassing so moment. There might be a new... Yeah. Let me think. A good embarrassing... Because I want to give you a good, like a, a good story. What did you say? Do you what did I say? Do you remember that? Sorry, I'm just trying so hard to ask these questions because I'm fascinated. Tell your partner something that you like about them already. That's so vulnerable. Something that, yeah, that is. What so is it feels like what we're learning here is being vulnerable and honest is how you land a man that you like. If you <laughs> were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone. Bring it on. Do? This Most is a morbid beginning of a question. These are intimidating. Something what if intense. all people in your family whose death would have find oh you most gosh. disturbing? Why? Ooh. Jesus, no wonder. Wow. Well, We're trauma bonding. We did ease into these questions. Like You're probably now down to close to 36 because the first few questions are more kind of like questions that you might ask someone mm -hmm. on a first date or a friend like they're but do you more low-key but later on avoiding as you, answering you know, it is what is part of your skill avoiding answering it avoiding answering what hot take the question what, but she which, did answer which them. question <laughs> Like, th exactly, these questions. <laughs> like, you're avoiding... But like, she's not trying to date most, you. Uh, if you two were trying to no. date, she is would answer she the question. Not? Is she not? <laughs> this whole podcast is about getting someone to fall in love with me, even if they're not a lesbian. Uh, like, is there are there any questions that you're consciously trying to avoid answering? Because it would make you be too transparent. She was like, not till now. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I think I have something. I've, I'm on Not really. I mean, I was trying to... I was just trying to think of a good story. If you could invite would. anyone in the world to be to dinner, who would it be? Elizabeth Bathory. I'm not gonna let you avoid this. Ooh. Who? Elizabeth who Holmes is my I number one. I actually think, I actually do think, I, I kind of remember this one because you know how sometimes you associate particular conversations with places you were? Like I actually kind of, for whatever reason, remember where Dylan and I were when I think this is an early on question because this is early on when we were dating. At the so Caesar probably Palace. Number five or number seven or mm -hmm. whatever. It was early on because I actually remember the restaurant we were at. And again, we'd ask like, you know, one or two of these each date. So we like eased into it over time. But um, I feel like everything I say, you're like. I know. I just want to find the. Um, so 
what was what was this? What was, this <laughs> what again? was, was the restaurant you had your first date at? So we first met on the on the doing that podcast. Got it. We hung out a bit at the after party. I left sure. the after party early because at the time I was traveling a lot doing shows. Mm -hmm. So I had a show on the East Coast the following night, which in itself is kind of interesting to think about because uh, it's amazing how some of those moments in life, like there are these small moments that change the entire course and trajectory of your life. And sorry, they're really panicking about my hair. Is this better? Unbelievable. <laughs> I it's with this like this. Do I look like a, a what? Okay, I, honestly, the ship has sailed. I look like Courtney Love. Is that better? It's the it's the back it's crown. The, the back. That's not even my hair. Jen, I'm that so belongs sorry. to Jessica oh, Simpson. No, I'm so sorry, Jen. Can you work your magic on my hair, please? Because I do feel like she's got all. It's never gonna stop. Well, do, do they have do they have like dinner or anything? No plan. This plot. This the shop is still. What? No, I am. I don't care. Okay, <laughs> you're yes, This is like the Cassie episode. The comments are going to be wild. Our insurance agent. I know how to give a good interview. She's uncomfortable. This is her. Don't have to work with Laura These YouTube comments are going to be wild. I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make good content. What? How did you get a man to fall in love with you even though you're alpha? You have a lover. You have a boyfriend. Ish, ish, ish. How did you get a guy that's taller than you to fall in love with you? We, we already answered that. No, we didn't. Then why are you still single? Why are you not quiet? Because she hasn't, <laughs> she hasn't got to leave. You? You're on the East Coast Dining for something. I've never seen you. You're a girl with beach because most of the time. She's still single because she doesn't get to leave to use yeah. information yet. Yeah. time with your mom, fighting with her married sister. Watching you. I you don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> this all feels like payback for her tricking you earlier. What is your secret? Do you do kegels? What is it? Do you have magic vagina? Just tell me. I love that Jen has told you multiple times. She's like, well, I'm just myself. I don't know. And, and I am I happy. Not, and I am healthy. And you are literally like, soul. what is wrong with you? <laughs> what magical vaginal cream? Like her... Uh, Kegel, do you do? You're like, as a woman, she's like, as a woman, I want to leave. <laughs> as a woman, I want to get in the car. What is it? You're a she's going to stall herself in You're half. You're a famous, successful oh millionaire, and I'm not going to let people leave this podcast without knowing what to do. Sir, you can walk out of the room if you're... I think they get... This is a picture of what to do and not to do. They I'm are getting... People are watching this, and they're like on a date, like, okay, so okay. I need to do that. I have to, to spray my roots. Ma'am. Oh, oh that, that's flammable. How did you that's, get a man to fall wait, 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 wait. You're the bread maker. Hang on. That's flammable and that's a candle. Can you just move it away? Get, shut <laughs> your oh, mouth. He has right his now. own, he has things that like he excels at, which are different from the things that I excel at. So it's like we both, I mean, we kind of talked about it already, but like we both just respect the things that were different. <laughs> respect. It's respect. Okay, <laughs> make robots or it, like a, a, a no. Oh, God. Dot, what do you do? Vaginizing, uh, driving? No data, yeah, data science. Like, yeah. What is it? Does he get weird? Well, I bet she didn't do that on their first date. That was probably helpful. Did he get weird about your success? 
He didn't. You're yeah, the, he was really the, supportive. If I may, you are the most famous female magician. Can I say that without you already did. being sexist? Is no. that weird? <laughs> there are. All I can say is she doesn't want you to say it, but like, you can you say it. There are lots of incredible women. There are, like, there's so many sure, in magic. Like, and I think people don't know that, which is why I keep saying it. Like, then I just think sometimes the commercial? people don't. Oh, there were, there were, there were well, a lot of, that was a great commercial, yeah. yeah. There, it was a team effort, too. Yeah, there's a lot there of magicians other, in it. Yeah, other magicians, male and It was multiple. It was fun. In it. Yeah, it was really Sure. I watched it. Sure. I'm a great co-host. Thank you. Sure. But no, I mean, I think just because there's that preconcept preconception of magic as being like the you know back in history like the the image that many people might initially mm -hmm. upon first thought mm -hmm. be like is that you know guy top hat magic wand rabbit like and that's sure I mean and again I think that's changing um, and there's nothing wrong with uh, if a magician wants to be that traditional style I mean there Everybody has their own, you know, can, can choose their own path. Sure. So I'm not judging anybody for the type of magician. You're not in competition be, with them. That's what it I'm feels like. Say, you're in competition with you know, yourself. Yeah. So no, that's why you're the most successful for I you. Wanna, no, I re I really truly like want to beat my own best for sure. Living in Vegas, sure. yeah. do you ever get disheartened? We were sitting. Uh, you think we could to go back to Vegas at three in, a, <laughs> in the morning and Benton noticed someone walking behind us, just crawling with her hand pot. What her campon was hanging out of her vagina. I'm just saying, do you oh, ever get disheartened? True. You saw this in Vegas? Just mm -hmm. seeing... She like, was in I a mini Vegas, dress in the stream. Vegas sometimes brings out the worst in people. You see their worst self, their shadow self. But only if you're in the casino. You're in the, you're in the theater, so that's different. Right. I mean, you also see amazing things. Like, I think there's, mm -hmm. good, there's good and bad to everything. Sure. And Vegas, like any other city, same. Yeah, like, sure. There's good, there's bad. I mean... And, and I think Vegas is super to special too. Like the community. Self. Yeah, I mean the community of people, both like people visiting Vegas and people living in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Like it's a super vibrant, <laughs> exciting community also. So like sure, there's the partying and there are the bachelorette parties and there's the like all of that, but there's also just Vegas as a place to live and work, which is awesome. Yeah, there are like so many great theater shows. And, amazing and, theater shows. Like yeah. as an entertainer, what's your favorite living in Vegas? Show like in I Vegas. love oh, there's so many. That's like such an impossible question because there are so Absinthe many. Absinthe, I hear, is fantastic. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, they invited us. Yeah, to amazing, amazing, hilarious. What's your number one? It's, it's, you know, it's definitely on the raunchier side. Sure. So, you know, maybe don't go with your grandma. Unless, you know, maybe your grandma is like... Maybe your grandma's a freak. I shouldn't judge what any grandmas What's might like favorite? or not like. If you had to I, recommend, I like, but, okay, my... 22-year-old friend is going for her bachelorette party. You're going to recommend bachelorette. So people ask me for recommendations. It depends what that person is into. Sure. But, you know, if they say, like, I want raunchy. What's your... What are you going to recommend? Raunchy? I'd say absinthe for raunchy is absinthe. one I would go Number to. Number yeah. one. Ab absinthe is definitely a top go-to if you want Magic kind of, like, a raunchy. Zumanity. Um, I would say there. You know what I loved? Also, Tell it's, me. I mean, I love so many magic shows, but if you're just talking shows in general, I also loved... Um, you know, obviously, I love Penn and Teller, David Copperfield, you know, the sure. magic shows. I love him, but also, speak. I love I, Teller, my dream um, husband. Also, the uh, the Beatles love. I, I, oh. I really enjoy Beatles music. Great, great show. My deal is that when I watch Cirque du Soleil, I'm like, how old were they when they started doing this? You know what I mean? I can't just enjoy it. Yeah, when were they stolen from their families? Blue Man Group. I know a couple of people that dated Blue Man. I guess they crush a lot of I remember, pussy. They were violent women. I remember women. once hearing a story, and I'm not sure if it's if it's true or not, but it was a friend. Sure. Who, I'm trying to remember how it came about, but 
a friend, I think, was friends with one of the blue men. Sure. And if they were hanging out or trying to, like, meet women, I think. Again, I, I'm trying to remember the details sure, of the story. Sure, but sure. what I remember is just that if, you know, the, the, the person who's a blue man, of course, would be anonymous without his blue makeup and the mm-hmm, whole thing. Mm-hmm. So if they were out, like, at a bar together trying to kind of meet women and be out and about, he might, like accidentally leave a little bit of blue makeup again I don't know if it's true or false or you know it's not verified but kind of I heard this story that like leave a little tiny bit of blue makeup as if it were just like Mm. mentally I would just think they worked with a makeup counter (laughs) yeah (laughs) just someone be like oh you have something like you let me just like get that for you and he's like oh it's just that I'm you know I'm in the blue man group sure um so I do remember hearing that but the blue man I will say the blue man group show I I so enjoyed it. Did you see the thing with it? Was it marshmallows? There's something yeah, right. so hot about it, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's something hot about the fact that a man is wearing more makeup than me. So there's something sort of like you understand the value of makeup. You're insecure. You have to be blue, blue balls. You're com- I, I don't know what it is, but there's something hot about the guys that do blue balls. I mean, blue band <laughs> group. It's hot. I don't know. I also liked uh, 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 Riverdance. That was hot to me. And the guy that started Riverdance ended up being like a Lothario that slept with a lot. You ever imagine someone falling and then being trampled to death by river dancers? No. That could I happen haven't. in the show. Mm. I haven't. Mm. What is oh, your, if you you're going to go out to be entertained, where do yeah. you go? To forget like <laughs> the machinations of being an entertainer. Do you go to music? Do you go to comedy? Do you go to strip club? Like, what do you do to. <laughs> Uh, I would say other other shows. I mean, sure. living in Vegas, there's so much to sure. see on any any night of the week, any time. Like it's a very much 24/7 city. So I love as a performer. When are you being completely not thinking so about this? Is my do. competition. This is good. This is impressive. When do you really? Is it TV? Is it music? Is it? Um, I, it can be can any. It can be any of those. Completely release all of those. All of those. Honestly, do you like, watch television? Sometimes. What do you watch? I don't watch a ton, but. But I sometimes do. How do you dazzle and impress this woman? Uh, you have to be a robotics person that listens yeah, to Lex, Rex, Lex Friedman? <laughs> So we, we have to let Jenna go. I won't. We, well, we have, they have to go. Got it. We have to let go. Okay, last thing. <laughs> okay, I, what I was an entertainer? What entertains me as an entertainer? So many things. Oh, my gosh, I could list many, many things. Um, I mean, magic, comedy, music, uh, all of the things. As a future mom, are you going to go full <laughs> court with the Santa Claus and Tooth Fairy and all that kind That's of stuff? That's going to make it sound like I'm having a kid. Are you going to be I'm a not, mom? Yeah. Are you, I, I mean, someday. That is the biggest magic trick a woman can ever do. But I'm just someday. curious. Like, it's well, so easy and fun to lie to a child. The easiest magic's on a child. Like, um, uh, someone's coming to take your tooth, poof, and then it's gone. Like, do you think you're going to lean into that or go the opposite way when you have kids? I'm just curious. Is there a Santa Claus? Is there a tooth fairy? I mean, what does You can get away with murder with your child. But you want them to learn. I, I mean, I know that I'm a magician, and part of that involves a certain level of fooling in that to make the magic good hopefully it is strong magic mm-hmm. and that's an element of strong it like magic. the method but that's not what it really is to me so I think as far as like potential future parenting I mean I, I'm 
an honest person in yeah. general. I think the real like, question really there is, are you going to teach your kid the tricks? Are you going to, like, as part of, like, a, like a so that, bonding? Yeah, that I can answer. If, if my potential future kid someday is interested in learning magic... Just like if, you know, if, if any, like if you guys were like, I seriously want to learn magic, mm-hmm. like there are resources, is like I can help, I can support. Is there a, who decides? It, it, uh, there are oh, different there magicians groups that you go to the wizard and then. <laughs> There's a wizard? Um, no, no, there, well, I mean, there are different magicians groups. But I think to, to go back to the question, if, if a potential future kid like wanted to learn magic and took an interest in it, mm-hmm. absolutely. Jen, was there anything else you wanted to show us? Or, or plug? Do you want to plug your show? Oh, or? Any plugs? Oh, we could talk about the show a little bit. Sure, yes, I could mention. Please. Oh, it sounds great. If you were in Vegas, sure. this is the show to go to. Oh, thank you. Why? Whitney. Thank you. So I do my show at Westgate Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. And I would say come to the show because I want you to have a great time and have fun. And it's all ages. So doesn't matter if you're like on a date night, if you're coming with your family, bringing your kids. Um, I want to just make it uh, an experience that is not just for kids, but also not just for adults. Like it's for anybody wanting to just experience magic and have fun. And I love the audience participation. Yeah, and you should go. I want people to have a great time. She made it through this. Go. If people are going to your show, what should they expect? Should they come dress up? Should they come in casual clothes? Is it a big, is it a spectacular? What? I would say come, come however, come however Come as you you are. are. It's a church. I'm just, uh, I'm just excited to Yeah, that'd be, that's that's the best kind of show. And ultimately, like, if you want to participate in the show, great. Like, I love that audience participation. That's amazing. Sometimes people are like, oh, I really don't want to. And I'm not one to try to be like, no, you should definitely. I'm like, no, I want people to participate if they want to participate. And I'm not there to embarrass anyone. Like, sometimes people are afraid. Yeah, They're uh, like, oh, if I go up on stage, is the magician going to embarrass me? Like, if they Not if they you, you're so happy and positive. I'm like, no, I just want them to come and have fun. If you want to participate, like, I'll generally try to pick people to participate who look like they're engaged and would uh, enjoy that. That sounds but so if they nice. Don't want to, like that's cool too. A lot. And then of if they want to, if they want to follow you on social media, where would they find you? Yeah, so I'm at Jen Kramer Magic. Uh, with Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. So I won't wrap it up. Yes. Wait, they've been so here five and a half no, hours. Emily's trying to get us out of here. <laughs> they have to go. They have to. Like they, they need to leave. Where? Where do they have to go? Have lives? Yes. How dare you? <laughs> I just am so. Do you ever get in fights with your man? You've asked that three times. That are specific to being a magician. Because there are times where I'm... Let's show the trick. Okay, last thing. No. Someone that... Two people that are not in healthy relationships. But you've already asked this. I've already asked this. We have it. Three but times. just avoided? Three times. Okay. Do you ever get in a fight and you're like, I'm a fucking magician and I have a residency in Vegas, you bitch. She's not you. No, <laughs> she's not happens. you. You never want to play that card like, bitch, do you want to fuck with me? I haven't said this. I even saw you in half, motherfucker. Like, never. <laughs> have you got that vibe at all the whole time she's been I'm here? I'm just saying, I'm trying to sh- set an example for women that run shit. Then let show. women free, free women, free and her. Every now and then, you have to like play the beta. Okay, fine. <laughs> she never does. I'm just saying, ta da. I mean, I feel like you'd make a great magician because, again, you like the like analyzing of the magic. I like also hurting like people. The <laughs> Is that part of it? Emily, why are you so mad? She's miserable. Sorry, she's disappointed in me. What is a dream reaction for a magician? Dream reaction? Shock. Um, I want people to react to whatever way feels real to them. Okay. So, And people react differently. Like, people will react, like, you react, or they might, some people are just like, 
like they're shocked and you'll just like see their facial expression, yeah. but they might I mean, not say anything. Like some people say lots of things. Like I think the dream reaction is that way. they have a great time and come back to your show. I mean, honestly, the dream reaction is just like them reacting in whatever way yeah. feels it's right. It's not having food like, thrown just, at you. Like whatever's positive. <laughs> How do you live through your yeah. life as a last thing as a as a professional magician who makes money as a magician? How do you move through your life without? being defined by your job? Can you go to weddings with your guy? Can you go to things and just be sure. something else? Yeah, I mean, I do, I love doing magic, so I do oftentimes have a deck of cards in my purse. I remember mm -hmm. when I was in high school going to the prom, and I went with my mom to the, to the this like the store to pick up a little purse to go with my prom dress. Sure, sure, sure. And I remember at age, you know, whatever it is, 16, 17, or, bringing my deck of cards to the shop to make sure it would fit inside the bag, like the little purse I brought I to the that. prom. Dark. So I, I love do, that. Dark. I do happen to have magic on me, and I enjoy performing it. But yeah, absolutely. We do lots of things that aren't magic related, and that's great, too. So sure. Doesn't mean I have to do magic. Do you go to couples therapy, or you're just fine? We, uh, <laughs> what is the expression? <laughs> we, we don't, but I think it's a, I, I so we we don't, but I think it is a healthy thing to do, and it's it's great. I know people have had really awesome experiences with it. I just it drives so. me nuts that someone has this specific of a career in a male dominated field and is like fine without a, a ton of people holding them together. Yeah, why are you punishing her for I just, it? I'm curious because a lot of women want to like have male dominated jobs, or they want to like. I think a lot of women are where. Jen is. I think a lot of women have this attitude and this personality towards things. Hurtful, <laughs> just like strong. I don't think and a lot of women. And yeah, but what's exactly great what is like want. we all have we all have our own different thing. Like what's great is that we're not all the same. Like everybody sure. brings their own view, their own perspective, their own experiences. It doesn't. Like, it would be boring if everybody were all the same. It doesn't yeah. weird you out that your guy is a robot developer. You're never a little worried about that. The same way he should be worried that you're. A, a magician. <laughs> so we can be so, equally. Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night like, ugh, I don't know. And you really I think, do not have to answer these questions. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair. I think, I think uh, if there's anything else you want to share with us, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, you are an outlier, and I think it's important for women that want to be outliers. Don't ride elephants. <laughs> don't ride elephants. <laughs> 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 If you want to me to her, we were all here. Time is up! Time is up! Single people should not weigh in on this. Ma'am. Just leave, Jen. Just get up. 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 Just get up, Jen. Never have conflicts.
Are you going to get married? What's the deal? Jen, Does just it, get up and walk over Jen, there. please go home, Jen. Please get away. Please get away. We are so sorry. No, you just know. There's a you, fire. There's a fire. You have hair because you don't use... Menstruation uh, 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 poo. poo. This is what makes us uh, love you. Get out love of here, Emily. You're wearing a good-for-you hoodie. You're going to be alone forever. Uh, this horror. <laughs> Do you did you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Is oh, that a she's engaged? Yes, she wants to be married. Sunday, Sunday. I mean, no. this is crazy. You don't Sunday. Know. <laughs> you don't think Sunday. being engaged? What do you do? <laughs> I want a man to it's, love me, and I can't. You're in a. Sounds like you're in a grave. You are literally. You are literally trying to force her to have a problem. <laughs> How do you know? Oh, do you think orgasms just tell me? <laughs> There's no way to Out of There's here, no. you don't know. I know. <laughs> She's 36 years old and hasn't even frozen her eggs. Goodbye. <laughs> What's the plan? <laughs> Marriage? Just you want to get married? Is it weird if you get married? Yeah. She's engaged. Yeah. Shut your yeah, mouth. I'm <laughs> Are you engaged? Oh, I don't know. Engagement oh, yeah. ring. You um, don't know. I, I, not officially, but we we are very very so, you know we've been together for five and a half years. Did he propose? So it's, he it's super serious. It's it. Why do you want her life to be bad? Shut your mouth. Why do you want her to have a bad life? Truth. I just want people. She's told you the truth in like you eight different know. versions. She hasn't. Like what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> We're all alone. You don't want to know. You want to stay on hinge. She answered the question. She answered it so many times. <laughs> you asked the same seven questions. What did you learn, Emily? <laughs> what? I've learned that what? you don't have manners. <laughs> Good for you, honey. You granny panties. See how that works out for you. Jen, give us a don't ride. Have you ever? This is our show right now. The disrespect. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jen, give us a don't ride elephants. I'm real. Okay. I'll say thank you for having me and don't ride elephants. Ta-da! Emily? Ta-da. Mm. What? We're gonna talk. What? You're Why am I in trouble? You're in big trouble. Why? Emily used to be my assistant. Now she's my boss. Oh my god. I'm scared of her. We're about to get fired. Why am I scared of you? I think it's important to highlight we know. the elephants in You have to go forward. You have to go into the new century. I don't know what I'm relatable yeah, and people admire this. me. The people you're relatable to are going to die soon. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. Oh, this is so cool, too. A woman in a male dominant field. Oh, my God. Jen. Kramer of comedy. And I. As in what? You're being held hostage? Look at her and just get up. Yeah, don't even say bye, Jen. Don't even say bye. What? You brought us gifts. Can you make them disappear? They're sabotaging me. I have a vision, and I believe that women that have paved a way in a male dominated field have a very specific skill. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you all. I just feel like. Turn them off, turn them off, turn them off, turn them off. In there, turn them off. Women are being silenced. I am trying to promote a female in a male dominated field. Women just do the thing. Sick. Hot. You might have to go back in here. No discomfort. I'm scared for you. Why? I had fun. Look, give me the. You have your own cards. Play with your horse cards. Give me. Let me see. Give me. Give me. Give me. Emily is trying to ground me. Give me the card. Give me the. Give it to me. Go home. Don't cut. Go home. We've already cut. We've done. Okay, hold on one second. Oh, God. In my day, we played a game called. In your day! 
Okay, one, two, three, four. I declare, go fish. Go, go, Emily. What did you? What did I get? Now guess. See if you're as talented as Jen Kramer. What did you get? An aneurysm, I think. Guess, what guess. is happening? Guess what I have. Pick a card. Let's see what you got. Pick, pick a card. No, don't. Look at the monitor. You sneak. You care. We can't see the monitor because it's facing that direction. Okay. Let's see. Thank you. Thank you. What it is. What, what should I know about my future? That's what it is. Magician's husband. What? A two of spades. You looked. No, I did not. Yes, you did. <laughs> you looked. Doesn't matter. You looked. Three of clubs. Now what else do I have? I have five, five of hearts. hearts. You got it wrong. Nope. No. She has blue eyes. You have blue eyes. She was right. You're wrong. This is why. You're here and <laughs> she's there. <laughs> she's there because Emily's protecting her. I'm burning you because I work for you. But what was it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> I'm rubber. You're glue. How does she know? Does she know? Is the other side of the card so marked? We'll it's not. Her. How does she know? Does she know? Is there such a thing before. as counting cards? I need to know. Why did you pick all the cards? Do you know? Go fish. What do you have? What do I have now? I think we do. Oh, it's seven of clubs. No, five of hearts and diamonds. What's that? Five of diamonds. Two fives. Okay, so she's gifted. She's psychic in a weird way. M a g a q u e. Please, please go watch this magical. Jen, this was so nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Turn the lights off. Don't ride elephants. The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for three ninety nine. Mix and match a four piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.